What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the High Tempo Sports Podcast. This is episode 210. Today, I'm here with a returning guest who was just on like a month ago or so, maybe three weeks ago. Matt Griffin, what are you doing? What's going on today, Matt? Not much. Yeah. Not much. Uh, happy to be back on. Appreciate the invite once again. Hope to be on again someday. Of course. If this, uh, goes well. Curious to see how long this goes. I know. This feels like last time it went a long time. Yeah, if you did not listen to the last time Matt was on, we did. It was the Monday before the NBA started. We did the X Factor on every single NBA team, and that was a near a three hour long podcast definitely yeah. the longest podcast i've ever had so okay i can all right well there you go that's just what i bring to exactly the, bring to the table um the thing that made that podcast go so long i think is that we covered every team exactly which we plan to do again <laughs> and today. that's why when i was thinking of the topic last night because i thought of this topic and then i texted you and then i thought about it after i texted i was like you know Maybe this like shouldn't be the topic because yeah. this is just going to be incredibly long again. It will be. It will be probably. Um, now, the thing that saves it though, we don't necessarily have to like talk. Like if we just have two teams like, exactly. in the same spot or whatever, like we probably don't. Because last spend a time, time we on. did the X factor of every team, so we like picked a guy and then went in depth mm-hmm. about that guy, and we most yep. for the most part had different guys. Yeah. I feel like for a good amount of these teams, especially like the lower tier teams, it's just going to be a lot of like yeah. They're pretty they bad. Suck, yeah, right? yeah, that is possible. Also, like it's still early in the season, uh-huh. and just like hand up, it's not like I've gotten to watch a ton of every team, right? You know, just because every team's only played like nine games, there's only so much time exactly. in the day. Um, I've probably I've I've watched every team at least once, uh-huh. I think. But um, yeah, some teams I certainly have more thoughts on than others. There's been a few teams where I like, like on crunch time, I see them, or if like I'm in, but in- I've never watched crunch time. Really? Like I've never even I've done it a few times. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. not. It's obviously not red zone. Red zone. Is its own thing. Red zone is but special. The one thing I don't like about crunch time is it starts at like, like if there's a big slate, you know, like twelve or thirteen games or whatever, it'll yeah. start at like nine thirty. It won't start at okay. at seven. You know, when when like right. the games tip off, it starts right. at like the when like the seven o'clock games are like ending and the middle games are like going on. Yeah, which I don't really. I wish it just started right at seven or seven thirty. You know, right? I I think I just kind of run my own crunch time. Like, right? I just have different tabs open of all the games. My problem and- is like if the Pistons are playing. That gets one. I like no will just watch them the whole time. And like if I'm up in the living room, like I just got one TV. Like maybe I'll get my laptop out and like yeah. to watch something else. But I like really don't turn it at all unless it's halftime. I'll turn it like for a little bit and then I'll go right back to the Pistons and just watch the Pistons. I'll turn it usually. I, yeah. I think I have. So I'll have the TV on with a game. Right. So like last night, I never have the Pistons on the TV. They're always on the laptop because Bally doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. So that's I have true. to use a Which, VPN. F Bally Sports, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Oh my god! Like that just has just been horrible. It's been. T- I know they're going a bankrupt, disaster. so that's why they're doing right. this. But like, just a disaster. It is terrible. But there anyways. has to be some way that the Pistons or every team, because the Pistons aren't the only one on. How are they not like getting in trouble for this? That's like, how is this not? How, been- do, how is there not some alternative that's been offered? <laughs> yes, or you there know? were like a hey, sorry, we can't get this fixed. Like here's here's, here's the go stream. Watch, go watch else. it on NBA.com for free or something. Right. Like exactly. Now I just use a VPN. And then I use the VPN to put my lap like it makes me right. They think I'm in Singapore, so okay. I can watch every game. Okay. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they aren't listening to this podcast. I don't think that there's much they can do about yeah, it. That's <laughs> um, true. But yeah. So, but not everybody thinks that way. Not right. everybody even. Ha- I have a league pass. If you don't have league pass, you can't even do that. Exactly. There's a lot of people trying to watch the Pistons that aren't watching the rest of the league. Right. Or any probably, team for that matter. Probably most Pistons fans. I feel like. Yeah. Most most Older sports fans, fans. Most sports fans are regional. Right. Exactly. So I'm, they're kind of cutting that off right now, which is a problem. Right. 
So what do you usually have on the TV then when you got the Pistons on the laptop? Whatever game. Really. Yeah, Last just, night I was watching uh, Pacers Sixers. Okay. Yep. I Maxie was watching. Went for 50. I was tuned in on that game yeah, for sure. Maxie went for I didn't 50. watch any of Sunday awesome Night Football. So neither did I. Yeah. Neither did I. Um. I yeah. I don't know. It's it's getting tougher for football. It is. I still watched all day. Like I watched one o'clock game and four o'clock games. Right. But then like one like Sunday night and Monday night. If it's not a good matchup, like exactly. It's just and done. like tonight, Bills Broncos like probably not, won't be a I'm, good I matchup. Won't be there. I will not be there. I have digs in like one of my fantasy leagues, so like mm-hmm. I probably tune in for that. Yeah. But like as far as it being, being tuned in to watch the game, like I don't really care that much. I'll probably just watch NBA instead. Exactly. That's where I'm at. And yeah. I, I don't think I don't know the NBA slate tonight off the top of my head. There's right. again, I haven't even watched all the teams a ton, so there's still interest in exactly. basically every team. Yeah, I think there's a few teams I really have only caught. Like I said, like crunch time, I'll see them a little bit, but there's definitely mm-hmm. a few teams where I've caught like less than a a half of basketball for like for sure yeah so i'm excited for the season to continue um we're obviously only 10 ish games into the season and we kind of talked about this on the radio the other day um 101.1 the beat by the way uh go listen to us on wednesdays and fridays absolutely but everything we kind of say right now for the most part is probably an overreaction for the most part i think that we should just like start this episode we could do it right now asterisk Yes. Every team's played like nine games. We can't really like everything we're saying right now is not I'm not like locked in. It's a small sample size because even though we're we're basing it off the the first nine, ten games. Right. It's a prediction basically for how the rest of the season is going to go. Yes. So when you sent me the tiers or whatever, like the top tier was championship. Right. Contender basically. So I was like, okay, so this is a going forward thing. Right. Like, Like how is your season outlook changed? From a month ago to now, based on the ten games, it's yeah, I think that's part of kind of how I view the lens to frame it under. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just thought like there's like this uh, this concept that thinking basketball talks about called like championship equity. Right. Like how much, how good of a chance you have to win the championship, basically. If there's, uh-huh. you know, if the top of the top is like the Warriors and they have a ton of championship equity, that takes away from all the other teams. Right. Like, you know, when the Warriors were the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, I like To that. me, there's two teams that sort of take up a lot of the... The equity. The the likeliness of a championship. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, before we get into that, the topic, the NBA topics, we do need to do a slight... A slight Lions W discussion because that that was just an absolute incredible game. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not a Lions fan and you were just an NFL fan watching that game, you would have been like going crazy. I was like happy and then freaking out, you know, at the same time. Um, But at the end of the day, we're seven and two and we just got a a close win for the first time since week one, basically. That's true. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch for sure I think like I was definitely a little bit stressed out about it as the game was was going on and they just kept scoring but also I was just kind of like appreciating because Herbert was like balling that's true. Herbert was playing so he was good I was crazy. like he's going crazy and the defense obviously wasn't playing awesome right. but to some degree it was a really good offense hitting on all cylinders I think so too and obviously like Keenan Allen absolutely destroyed us yeah, um he played really well I really thought that Goff had like one of his I feel Goff, like we've said that a lot this half, year I thought Goff was really good yeah I thought half. Goff was phenomenal obviously the running back duo of Gibbs and Montgomery was just feasting yeah, and all first half in particular, for, yeah, yeah especially in the first half second half was definitely more pass attack Amon Ross St. Brown looked phenomenal the offense just did a really good job of responding basically every time that the yeah. Chargers came down and responded to us it was a fun offensive battle um, I saw a tweet that was like, are Gibbs and Montgomery the best running back duo in the NFL? And I just feel like there's like, they gotta be right. Like who else, what other duos even is there? Like McCaffrey and his backup, <laughs> right? Like, does that even count as a duo? I don't know. Um, like Jalen Warren probably... and Najee Harris. Yeah. But Najee Harris isn't good. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, 
there's probably somebody that I just can't think of right. off the top of my head because like neither Jameer or Montgomery are like top two. They're not guys, like studs, yeah. You know? Like so. if Chubb was healthy, like Chubb and Joan Ford. <laughs> yeah. Or probably. Kareem Hunt, I well, guess. Yeah, but then it's like but that's you would really rather have would you trade Gibbs and Montgomery for like Christian McCaffrey right now? You're right. Yeah, you're so right. like is that duo better? You're you right. Know what that's I mean? true. Um so like I think that there's probably something to be said for that. But I do think like whoever you think the second best running back, like if you think Gibbs is the number two, he's probably the best number two right. in the league. If you looked at it from that frame, yeah, I would I think so. Thought about it a ton. Uh, yeah, like you, yeah, like I, there could just be one that we're not even thinking about right now yes, too, which correct. is which is highly likely. Um, but yeah, like I just thought it was a really good dub from the Lions. Um, oh, the Falcons duo. Yeah. I'll go Alexander and Bijan. Yeah, really? I yeah, probably. I mean, Bijan. Bijan's crazy. That, it's because of Bijan. Like, I'm like, thinking Alex Montgomery really good over Alex Year. Alex Year had, like, 1,300. No, Alex Year's good for sure. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he's not, but, like, I just think I'm still taking, like, Montgomery over Algier. Sure. I think. But Maybe. But Bijan gives, yes. Like, but Bijan is, yeah. And it was nice that Bijan got utilized a good amount yesterday, too. Agree. Which was Agree. nice to see. Um, but, yeah, like, we talked, we, we had this game marked down on the calendar because it was just a lot of, like, we played the Bears and the Packers the next two games. We played right. Tampa and Atlanta and all those other teams the last couple weeks. So this was like a huge game because if they would have lost this game, it would have really been like, oh, I would have been like, like, we're like, this team is just not done. Not going to win big games. From, yes. From that perspective, I would have been done. Yes. Like, all right. This was a fun team. Uh-huh. They're not winning Like, we'll, we'll win the division. That's cool. You know, yes. like that. Right. We'll take that. Which is I guess. cool because we never win the division. Exactly. You We've know? never seen it. So. We've never, ever seen it. They've actually never won the NFC North. It has been renamed the NFC North. It has never been won by the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> if you, if you had to pick right now, do you think they'll win a playoff game? I will say yes because thinking about the uh, the teams that they have to play like yeah. in the wild card assuming right. that we win. Now Josh Dobbs is on a freaking mission. That's what I that's was going to be my next thing. What if they play Dobbs in the wild card? Like there's something we should actually just do a Dobbs thing. We could. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, I love Dobbs. He's the man. And he you see all the TikToks he posts about yes. like about Creed like yeah, listening to Creed. Astronauts yeah, it's so funny, yeah. Yeah, dude, he is his scramble ability, like, he's just is so good, dude. He he plays like Jaden Daniels. <laughs> right? The, I don't know. The like future he just, Heisman. It's like, yeah, he yes. He like holds on to the ball too much and what but whatever. Like, yeah. Because he is but it'll work. He's a wild athlete. He'll get out of it. Yeah, right. He'll get out of it. He's like, I don't know. And he is so likable. I know. And he plays such an engaging and style of football. I hate that he's on the Vikings, man, because I hate the Vikings, but like Dobbs. I thought is just... they were done. Cousins gets hurt, and Cousins was balling. Yes, Cousins he was. gets hurt, and I was like, all right, like that sucks for Cousins, of course. For sure. It sucks for the Vikings to look like, but I was like, all right, so the Vikings are done. Yes. We, we don't have a worry in the division. Now they've got Dobbs, who's running around like, like, a, like it looks like college football. Yes. It looks like he's playing college <laughs> It does, football. actually, yeah. He's running around like a college football quarterback or a high school quarterback or something. And they, they have Justin Jefferson just waiting. You know, he's he just sitting in the wings. They've won five straight without, without every him. game that Jefferson has not played in. Maybe they're maybe he makes them worse. It's, ah, no. <laughs> um, maybe not. Here's okay. Looking even bigger picture, like let's not even talk about like if we play the Vikings in the playoffs. What do the Vikings do? Like what? Is, what is their game plan? Like going like next in the off season. It depends what Dobbs does the rest of the year. Like what if Dobbs gets him to the playoffs? He's the quarterback, right? Got to be. But like Kirk. Kirk probably was like since he's injured, right? Like but Kirk's no, contract is up. So you that's just what I'm don't saying. Though, like, do you just do you just let him walk? Yeah. If, he, I, if you know, do you think someone gives Kirk a long term deal though? Coming off, maybe an not a long term deal, but somebody signs him to like be a starter, right? Well, they have like he's good. Like Dobbs is a starting quarterback next year. Predict yes or no? Yes. 
Like day one starter out yes. of thirty two. Ooh, yes. But I mean, like if he flames out now, like if he just starts playing. That's bad, what I'm saying. Like, your, what's your? Prediction? I, I think he's gonna keep playing good. Yeah. Well, the situation that he's in to be playing well right, right. now. I don't know, like, and O'Connell, I think, has done a really good job, like, scheming for him. Like, just they've been hand in hand, like, yeah, yeah. And it seems like O'Connell loves him. Like, yeah. Did you see that? Like, Dobbs did the run around thing yesterday uh-huh. and scored a touchdown where he ran around. O'Connell the is so hype. I saw a tweet though. It was like he just doesn't get tired during a play. <laughs> that's a good like, point. He has unlimited stamina. Yeah, and that is, it feels like that's true. Um, but then O'Connell was just like. That works. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. And he was like so happy. I was like, there, the vibe. It's, it's just weird because it's so different than Kirk, obviously. Like, yeah. Kirk just makes money throws and doesn't. I mean, Kirk, right. I think, does a decent Kirk job gets of the avoiding ball sacks. Pretty fast. But, like, all that he stuff. doesn't, like, extend plays like Josh Dobbs does, no, obviously. Um, and so it's been a big change for the Vikings and it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is unbelievable. I'm excited to keep watching him. He is like, yeah. I, I hope that they have a primetime game soon because. Yeah, I hope they do too. Know, he's just kind of out there. He's I, just doing his thing. I, he's he's a pure hooper. He's Cam yes, Thomas. I saw you tweeted that. That was funny. Yeah, he is. He's Michael Beasley. <laughs> Just give him a ball. Yeah, he's a baller. Um, I think it's hard to predict like if we beat the Vikings in a wild card game just because we legit haven't. We still have to play them two times before a potential playoff matchup right. and everything. Right. Um, and we'll see how they scheme against them. But I will say, I think the Lions win. Because you just look at the wild card teams that they would probably have to play. Yeah. Like I said, assuming we win the division. I think I like our chances against those teams than like the Chargers for sake, like we just played. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Why? The Chargers defense is like horrific. It, it is, but like their offense was so good. I know. But that was also like Herbert like on a like on a Like tear. see like uh, Seattle in Seattle zone. obviously is still scary. Seattle, yeah. Like for sure. But they haven't the, been playing good though. And Dallas is going to be a question. We're, we probably won't play Dallas, right, in the first round. Like, that would be kind of crazy. They'll definitely be the first wild card. Right. Think, right? And we're not going to be the fourth seed. Right. No, there's no shot. So right. we won't play Dallas. So if it's like Seattle or or Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. I don't even know. I don't Who care. is the seventh care. team? Not, yeah, exactly. Are, what, are the Rams still around? The Rams, are, they had a bye this week, but, like, they've been losing. Yeah, they've been losing. I think but, they're, like, three and six. Is that right? Three and six or four and five. It's I'll one of the two. I know, because they. I, yeah, I would definitely know this if it wasn't NBA season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but even like, there's there's other teams that I just don't like. Seattle's the big one, obviously. Minnesota, it probably is Minnesota right now. Honestly, like that seven seed, it's got to be Minnesota. Yeah. Ugh. As of right now, then we'd be playing them for a third time in like five weeks. Yes, and that just which is not, me. especially if we win both Period. of the two games too. Like right. Can't beat a team three times in a year. The Rams are three and six. That's crazy. Ugh, man, they really fell off. Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland. They still have to play Cleveland and Baltimore and New Orleans and San Francisco. Yeah, they're not. So they're just playoffs. Probably yeah, that's tough. And the just, and the NFC South with the way the Falcons have been closing games will probably not send two teams to the playoffs. It'll probably just be the Saints. Eh, but the Bucks won yesterday though. Right. Okay, we're getting pretty off track. We are here. getting pretty yeah, off okay. track. But yeah, anyways, Lions dub though. Lions dub. Love to see it. Good dub. Good dub. Uh, the offensive line was awesome, dude. The that o- was my biggest. Thing, the O line like, was incredible. There's a couple times early in the game where it looked like the tackles, but overall throughout the game, particularly, like I just think that they dominated. Yeah, I think and golf had all day to throw. The run game was just unstoppable. They were, yeah, they won the line of scrimmage by uh-huh. four yards. It was great, and they're healthy too. Like for yes. like, this was the first time. Also, this was the first time that uh, Gibbs, Amon Ra, Montgomery. Jamo Laporta, all five played together in a game. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. I love to hear that. Uh, do you think the pass rush is good at all? No. Where are we at? Are we done? They with had the, a. Can we be done with the? Can you guys stop giving me the Hutches as good as like 
Max Crosby. Right. Show? Yeah. That's the obvious. I don't <laughs> like obviously. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, like the pressure. Like he he was in the backfield, but it's just like, I like pressures are cool and everything. I don't even. But he's not. Yeah. But right. like, how cool? You know, like. It, they we just I can't. Th- I don't know. I didn't think he was awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't. I don't think. I don't think Herbert even had many plays where it was like, wow, he really avoided taking a he sack did it there like twice. Like, that's what I'm saying. But then it was like, but a, like I feel like there are times that that happens. And Hutch is like a freak athlete, but then it's like, but freak athletes are supposed to make that tackle, right? That's true. Yeah, it was you know, like freak athlete is like Miles Garrett's unfair. Like, He's what's like the, the best bigger athlete in concern the world. right now? Edge pressure. Or just d- defensive line pressure or the secondary? I think defensive line pressure. Right. I would say. Now, the secondary didn't play awesome. Don't right. get me wrong. but I think they had moments, though. I think that they've had enough moments throughout the season, yes. whereas right now with the defensive line, it feels like it's been like five weeks since they've really— Like Hutchinson is—I like I hate to say—I hate to be this guy, but like— we didn't Wrong hear. His, we haven't heard his. <laughs> not that. Not that guy. David, I was going crazy. He is. You're right, but I, he just had. We haven't heard his name called. Yeah. The last like several games, which yeah. is not right. a good thing. Obviously, no, not at all. It's unfortunate. Okay, I think that we are good though to hop into. Uh, okay, wait. One more thing. Well, okay. Just because I saw yeah. this, uh, Dan Orlovsky this morning on Get Up said that C.J. Stroud is the current MVP of the NFL. I'm happy you brought this up because I, I should have mentioned this too. Um, I'd still go Lamar. But he's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think that there is absolutely a very clear path to him just being the second best quarterback in the league by, like, next season. That's crazy. Yeah. He doesn't miss throws. Really? He's second aggressive. best in the whole league? No, he threw an interception yesterday. But he's aggressive. He pushes the ball downfield. Yeah. But he doesn't, doesn't put it in harm's way. Yeah. And I think the interception that he threw was, it was cl- a clear miscommunication on the route for sure, because he threw yeah. it like in the flat and I think it was tank Dell. I'm pretty sure he kind of just started taking an outer route, like up Dude, over I top. Tank Dell died yesterday. And then he just, Dude, I know. I thought he was done for. <laughs> yeah. That was a, yeah, that was crazy. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into this topic though. So today, obviously we've mentioned it a few times. We're doing an NBA tier ranking based on the first 10 games. Um, but like going forward. But like going forward, it's it's kind of it's kind of tricky. I should have where we think they'll end up is how I thought yes, about it. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's where we think the NBA teams will end up, kind of based on what we have seen so far. Because if you ask me, and I assume if you ask Matt, a month ago, the tier if we did the same exact list, it would be much different. I It'd think be pretty personally. different. Pretty different. Um, especially the middle. So here are the six tiers. Oh. Starts off championship contenders is the top tier. Then we have right below them knocking on the contender's door. Then we have should still be a playoff team, like a top six seed or make it out of the play in tournament. Like you would be surprised if this team didn't make the playoffs. That's your third tier. Fourth tier is the play in tier. Like, is yeah. this team going to make the play in? Are they going to not even make the play in? Are they going to make it and then lose? Like it's, it's, you're not confident in them being a playoff lock, but you still think that they are like in that tier to fight for playing, which I think that's like the most loaded tier, obviously. Then there's the blow it up and tank tier, which there's, that's a very limited tier. There's a few teams that have fallen to that. And then finally the bottom tier, the lottery tier, which is just these teams suck and there's no shot. They make the play in tournament. Yeah. Is basically where it's at. So where do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go like team by team or do you want to go tier by tier? Um, let's go tier by tier. Tier by tier. Actually, can we time out for one second? Yes. Can I get a Wi-Fi password so that? I can oh yeah, access yeah. Um, tier? all right, we're back. We're back. Um, My okay. Bad. So yeah, we can go. We can go tier by tier here. 
do you want to do start the bottom tier or top tier? Because obviously, like it would be it would be cooler if we started with the bottom because it'd be more revealing. But for the listener, like they probably want to hear about the good teams first, right? Yeah. Well, I'm all about the listener, so let's do the top. Exactly. Top tier first. Let's start off in the championship contenders tier. I got a question. Okay. How many teams are in your championship contenders tier? Uh, so I have contender tier A and contender tier B. Okay. Contender fair. tier A is two teams. Okay. I have four teams in my championship contender tier. Okay. And I think if I were to split this up into like, because I, I think it's disrespectful to not include all of these guys as championship contenders, but I do kind of agree with you. Like there's just, a, there's two of them that are better than the other two. That's right. kind of how I personally feel. So give me your first team in your championship contenders A tier, and then I'll just, the I assume they're in my, yeah, the Nuggets, obviously. <laughs> like, that was the one thing when I said, like, everything we say, for the most part, will be an overreaction. Saying the Nuggets are title favorites is not. not. You know, like, right. that just is very, there's a few things that are, like, duh. Like, yeah. if we knew that before the season, it's been confirmed so far throughout the season. Yeah, uh, I guess that there's not a ton to say, like, nothing that's yeah. really changed very drastically at all. Jokic is still the best player in the league, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're, the they're unbelievably good. About. Yeah, I think uh, I'm excited for this team in the playoffs. I think that there's certain matchups that will be more interesting this year. Like, I mean, but it's it's largely a very similar team to last year. The yes. bench is a little bit different, and I think the bench has played well. I think so the too. new guys on the bench, um, Peyton Watson in particular, mm-hmm. has really impressed me. Strother's had a few games. Strother's had some big games as well. I've texted with some friends about him. He, um, yeah, he's really, really good. He's just very smart. And, yeah, you know, makes shots and, um. Who is Reggie Jackson? Who's starting? Who's I got love some Reggie, minutes up to this point. I love, love, love Reggie Jackson, and he's played really well. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, Jamal see. Murray obviously is out. Um, I can't remember how long he's out for. Maybe like a month or something. Yeah. So hopefully he can get back soon. But this is not something that the Nuggets are not familiar with playing without no. Jamal Murray. No, uh, unfortunately, uh, but yeah, I mean Jokic has just been absolutely incredible, averaging thirty bomb right now. Um, I think KCP has been really good. He's he's taken on a little bit more of an offensive load. I feel like. KCP, who's always been really good defensively, right. but I think this year, like I've really been like, man, KCP, he's clamping up. Like, yeah. He's clamping up. He's getting around every screen, and he's always been able to do that. His screen navigation's always been pretty spectacular. But I think that this season, like, it's jumped more than yeah. ever. Yeah, Nuggets are in that championship contender tier for sure. I'll go off with my next championship contender because I assume that this is your other A tier championship team, Probably. the Boston Celtics. Yeah, um, yeah, the 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 Celtics have just been. Obviously, they started off, what, 5-0, and I think, 6-0, and something like that. Uh, yeah. Lost to the Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves. But other than that, I mean, this this top five for the Celtics has just been unreal. Al Horford's been off to a bit of a slow start, but other than that, like— I believe in him. Yeah, exactly. Um, Derek White has been absolutely phenomenal so He's far so this good, year. Dude. Porzingis has been great. Tatum and, like, everyone is shooting the ball well, basically. Drew Holiday kind of isn't, but everyone else, like, they're just, they're just balling. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you still think Jalen Brown's the second-best player on the team? I, I'll give it to him for now. I know that you're. I know that you're big on the Porzingis train. I'll give it. I'm still giving it to Jalen Brown. I don't think he's like done anything to make me say he's not. Can I get the first super hot takeoff? Yes. I don't know if I've seen anybody else have. So maybe this will make me sound like an idiot to to smarter people <laughs> or dumber people. Either way, maybe this makes me sound like an idiot to everybody. It could. On the Celtics, they'd be worse off losing Derek White than losing Jalen Brown. Uh, you know that, but it makes sense though. You know what I'm like. I get that. I get what you're saying. It'd be yeah. detrimental if, to lose Derek White. Now it would still hurt, obviously, to lose Jalen Brown. Of course, of course, he's good. He's very good. Yes, but like from what what Derek White does for that team, 
is probably more right. is probably more needed. Yeah, you're probably because like then you can just hey, Drew Holiday, we need you to take on more of an offensive load. You've done that Porzingis, plenty of times in your Porzingis, career. Porzingis, Porzingis. Get a couple more shots, Tatum. Get you're right. Two more. Like Jalen Brown, I think that Jalen Brown adds less, right? Overall, because I think that he's also probably the worst defender of like the starting six. Yeah, he's not you know, a bad defender, but no, 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 not at all. He's just surrounded by great guys. He's yeah. surrounded by better ones, yes. I think, and he does have like some some limitations yeah. on that end. I'd say, um, maybe not limitations because they're not like physical limitations, but I do think that he gets lost more than the other guys. I think that he gets blown by more than the other perimeter guys. Like I don't know, I um, I think that he's he's the worst defender of the crew, though he is a good one. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I don't know, like. And Derek White's just always moving the ball. He's just always making the right yeah. play, always in the good spot, hitting threes, doing the whole thing. The baldy, it looks great. It does look great. It looks it's great. Pretty he funny. really pops on TV. <laughs> he really does, yeah. Um, yeah, the Celtics are, you know, I have a couple other Eastern Conference teams up here, but the the Celtics are for sure that top dog. I've enjoyed the how they're defending. I've enjoyed how they're, like, they're deploying Drew Holiday in pretty fun ways. He's just, like, guarding uh-huh. bigs all the time. Like, he guarded Embiid. He was Embiid's primary matchup, and they just sort of helped with Porzingis off of somebody else. Um, he guarded Carl Anthony Towns as well. They did something similar, and it's like, part. Two, I'll say with Cat, like, Carl Anthony Towns is killing bigs because he's so much quicker than them. Right. And obviously he can shoot and he can stretch it out farther than yeah. almost any other big ever. But um, I think that what really separates Cat aside from that is his ability to drive, his ability to put the ball on the floor. Well, if Drew Holiday's on him, then he doesn't have that. And yeah. Biggs can't re- you can't really move Drew Holiday because obviously he's extremely strong, but also his center of gravity is so much lower than yours. Right. If you're like a Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns, that it's like he's not particularly movable. Um, yeah, you can shoot over him a little bit, but he's going to bother you and you can't get around him at all. Like you can't really put the ball on the yeah. floor from there. And it's just like they have so many different looks they can throw at stars. Yeah, they can change it up exactly so more than any other team. Which I feel like that is a common strategy from you know good defensive coaches when you're playing against a really good offensive player. You know, you just want to give him different looks you don't right. want him to get comfortable but they have the most versatility exactly in that department like they can just anybody. they can do so much especially with like a bigger guy like you said because drew and Derek white can both take on a bigger guy than them so um i wrote down an interesting boston celtic stat okay um obviously we know that they like to shoot threes that's, that's, that's true ben Missoula ball their second three point uh percentage or three point attempts this year they have five guys who are shooting basically five three point three pointers a night. I think Porzingis is like right under five. Um, five dudes shooting thirty eight plus percent from three that all at least have five attempts per night. Hauser, right? Sam Hauser, man, been, he has been that dude. He's got a torch, man. He does. I love Sam Hauser. He's good in two K too. I think he's better at defense than people give him credit for. Yeah, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it helps obviously when you have a lot of other good defenders on the team. Of course, but I think that I mean when you see Sam Hauser come on the floor, you're like, all right, that's who we want right. to guard. Uh-huh. And I think that he holds up better than most. Dude, of the speaking other. of this. This is off topic. Did you see the Did you see the Hawks broadcast going at Don, yes. Duncan Robinson? Kenny Beecham. Yeah, dude, that this. was I, dude. All those clips he posted were so that was funny. hilarious. I wasn't like watching that game live when it, it was happened. Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. Like, was like they're just going at him. <laughs> the one The one that really got me was like he came off of a DHO and just like pulled a three. Yeah, classic Duncan Robinson does that several times a game. It's like a great so move a out of his. Shot. He goes, no, nah, it's a bad shot right there from <laughs> Duncan so Robinson. Funny, I'm like, well, that's a pretty, I feel like it's a good shot. Yeah, honestly. Like, <laughs> it looked like a pretty good shot. I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah, oh, and then man. he was like defending somebody. Um, and he was like, 
being a little physical. Yeah. And he was like, he's just fouled him. He can't guard anybody. He's just fouled. <laughs> yeah, he had like, one play oh where he like God. he like got a defensive stop, and they yeah. and he was just hating. He was yeah. like, Robinson can't guard nobody. They <laughs> yeah. got like that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. he just got to stop. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, that's just that was crazy. Just D one hating right there. That from, was D one Dominique. Yeah, it was D one. Um. Okay. Let me hear your so that's that close up your championship A Top contenders two tier. Okay, yeah. so who's who's the first team in your B tier championship contender? So you said that you had four total contender teams. Yeah, so they, I might have the other two. You definitely probably do because I have six teams also in the contenders. Like where I guess at these six teams, it's like I feel great about saying that they'll probably win a round at least. Right. You know. Um, I'll start with the Timberwolves. Okay. Are they okay. a team in your next tier? They're not in my championship contenders tier. Okay. I only I will say the Denver Nuggets are the only Western Conference okay. team. So that was going to be in my, my next championship match. contenders. Because I think and that is because that is strictly because of Denver. Like it's not because these other three teams suck. It's just like if I'm going off, not suck, but like, you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Because of how good Denver is, like it just is going to take a lot for any of these Western Conference teams to beat them and make a championship, which to be a championship contender, obviously you got to make the championship. So that's kind of how I viewed it. And that's why I added that other tier when, you know, before the show, the, the knocking on the contender's door. Yeah. Um. So I, I have three Eastern Conference teams, one Western in my championship contenders. Okay. So that makes some sense. But we to can me. get into the Timberwolves, though. So. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Uh, do you think, would you have them number two in the West? They are, yes. They are the first team in my knocking on the contenders okay. door tier. Okay. Um, which, like, I didn't, like, rank them, but I just, they're first on here because I, I made the tier specifically for them, basically. Oh, okay. It didn't feel Fair right enough. not having them up there. Yes, exactly. I can agree with that. Um, and I get what you're saying because, like, it's not necessarily proven yet. This, again, it's, it's only like 10 games yes. in or whatever. But if I am predicting, I do think that this team's going to be awesome. I picked them to go to the conference finals before the season. You so did. there's part of it. Um, so, like, and this is kind of priors as well. When we did the over-unders, this was a lock over. The, the Timberwolves yes, over was. was an absolute it lock. It was. It was. So, they have the best defensive rating in the league by a mile. They have, like, Shout a defensive rating out of 2009 or something. Um, they have beat the Nuggets and the Celtics and the Warriors already. Um, they only have two losses. I, I think, like, the biggest, like... People are going to point to the Anthony Edwards sort of him being like taking a step. You could say right. like he's up to like twenty eight a game, which he's, obviously is he's closing help. out games, yes. and that is unbelievably imp- important. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, and it's right up there with what I'm about to say. I think Rudy Gobert looks like he's back, like at his peak, basically. Right, and if you have that, that means your defense is going to be sick. Yeah, exactly. and they have that and McDaniel's and Edwards and you know Conley, who's a smart defender yep. at the very least, and you know guys off the bench and. Nas Reed, et cetera, et cetera. I think, like, this defense is going to be just so good. Yeah. And I think, starts. like, obviously, Anthony Edwards offensively has, like, started to take the superstar leap, which, yep. like, most people just expected. We saw him playing FIBA. Like, we knew it was going to happen up from 24 and a half to, like, 28 a game right now. Right. Um, which probably is going to last. I don't see him, like, dropping off anything. But I think defensively, Anthony Edwards has just been locked in. Like, I'm, like Anthony Edwards has always had the tools to be a great defender. He's so athletic. Obviously, he can stay we in front saw of it anyone. Last year, I think. And yeah, I think. And I think this year specifically, like, he, is, he has looked great defensively. Yeah. Like, and and surrounded by Jaden McDaniels, who is an all you know NBA type defender, all world. Rudy Gobert, who is you know going to be probably the top of Depoy talks so far. I think it's him and Anthony. Davis Ten right games now, through the yeah. Ten games in the year, obviously, yeah. but like Gobert will be in those talks by the end of the year for sure. 
Um, I think that it's just been phenomenal. Like you said, they have the best defensive rating in the NBA by a whole 2.7 point rating points, which doesn't quite sound like a lot. The whole league is separated by like 15. Like 1 through 30 is like a 15-point differential. And the New York Knicks were second are 2.7 points behind them. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this has been a really fun team. You mentioned uh, Nas Reed. Like, he has just been balling for them so off good. of the bench. And I yeah. feel like Cat has kind of gotten off to, like, a bit of a slower start offensively. I, think I talked with AJ about this uh-huh. like, last night and a little bit today. Just, like, how important he is to this team. It almost feels like – now, obviously, he's their second option, and so it's important and come playoff time. He needs right. to be good for them to win. However, compared to some of the other teams in, like, the West in particular or really just in general around the league, aside from maybe the Celtics, like – as a second option, it feels like he's a little bit of a luxury. Right. You know, like okay, they're not yeah. super reliant on him because of how good the defense is and how good Ant is and the fact that, you know, Nas Reed can step in and provide a decent amount of what Cat does offensively. He can step, like, obviously not the same level. But, yeah. I mean, he's an unbelievable shooter and can create for himself mm-hmm. off the bench as a big, which is, you know, an awesome luxury to have. Not many teams totally, have it at all. Yeah. And, you know, McDaniels is stepping up offensively a little bit. I think in that Boston game that we mentioned earlier, he hit a couple big shots down the stretch despite missing some early in the game. He just kept shooting, and it worked for him. And um, I think that's really good to see. He's got confidence. The confidence is building, and he's hitting, you know, pull-up mid-range jumpers. He's hitting catch-and-shoot threes. All all good stuff to see from McDaniels, who I think could, you know, he's going to have an incredible career if I had to guess. Um, Yeah, like in the cat thing, if it's not detrimental to the defense, which it obviously hasn't been yet, then – what am I super worried about? And I, exactly, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I don't think it'll be detrimental to the defense either. Like, with having Rudy Gobert play at this peak like he has been, mm-hmm. like a Utah Jazz Rudy Gobert, obviously last year was a weird season. Wasn't great. He's moving better yeah, than he was last uh-huh. year. Like, and in space, he's just been better. Exactly. And I, and I think, like, offensively, too, like, him and Conley, obviously, like, that was a main reason why they wanted to get him. Like, they have a clear connection. And so that's yes. been really nice. Um, yeah, I think the Timberwolves are, like I said, I, I didn't want to put them in that championship contenders. I just felt like it was a, it's a, it's a bit early for that. Now, if we're 20 games from now and it's still like they're clearly the second best team in the West, they might be in my championship contenders, but right now they're atop of the knocking on the contenders door. Yeah. And I think the other layer of it is that they're probably the best built to deal with Denver. Yes. You know, because they do point. have all the, like, multiple bigs that they can throw exactly. at them. Exactly. You know, Compared Kat, to, like, yeah. a Mavericks or Warriors or right, Phoenix, right. you know. And, you know, Gobert can – now, Jokic kills Gobert relatively consistently because he's Jokic. But I think, <laughs> But like, that's Jokic, yeah. It's not like they just don't have any guys to uh-huh. deal with him at all. And, and I mean, they, they were the toughest out. Like Denver said, they're the toughest out for them last year, and they didn't even have McDaniels. That's a good point. So, yeah, I'm uh, excited – I'm excited to see how their season continues to unfold. And I'm happy that uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson and Rudy <laughs> Gobert have squashed their little feud. From, True. From and Ant is passing the ball to Gobert Yes, now. he is. He's actually throwing him live. Remember, remember that stat last year? He passed him the ball like one time. And That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like 10 games this year or something. He's, he's throwing it to him a little bit. It's pretty nice to see. It is nice to see. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll name off one of my other teams in the – Actually, let me just tell you what the two other teams are, and then I'll okay. just we'll just see where you have them, because um, I already kind of spoiled it. Three East teams, one West in the championship contenders. My other two teams are the Bucks and 76ers. One of kind of both sides here. The Bucks of like a the Bucks being here is kind of a I'm not overreacting to the first ten games. You know, like yeah. I still think they're a championship contender, and I think the 76ers one is like before the season I wouldn't have had them in championship contenders, and now I do. So it's kind of going on both sides. We can start off with Philly um, okay. because I think that Philly is, you know, we saw them take on the Pistons in the play-in tur- or the in-season tournament. Um, and then last night, like you said earlier, Tyrese Maxey dropped 50 points, yeah. um, which was just phenomenal. 
uh, this team is just the role players on this team have just been so good. And then Tyrese Maxey himself stepping up, averaging 28 points per game right now. I didn't even realize until we started this show um, that Joel Embiid is averaging six assists a night too. Yeah. Like I knew he would, his assists were up, but I just hadn't checked like his actual stat line. That's pretty incredible. Um, Embiid, even in that game against the Pistons, I thought the Pistons were doing a good job, like not letting him get the ball early on in the first half. Um, and he still just finds a way to score 30. Like he just, he's so good at drawing fouls. It's really frustrating to watch when he yes. plays against your team, yes. even kind of in general, it's kind of frustrating to watch, um, but he, he, you can't knock him. I mean, it works. He, he's so good at it. And like I said, the like Tobias Harris has been so good this year. Yeah. Kelly Oubre, very unfortunate Hope what happened to Kelly Oubre, man. That is, well. that is terrible. Yeah. He was playing very well. Um, PJ Tucker and Nick Batum being added to this team, I think have done a solid job. Batum, I've really liked Batum. Or not PJ, why'd I say yeah, PJ, PJ Tucker? Tucker. Uh, but Batum, Roco. Yes, yes. But Batum has been very good. I he think. has. He's shooting like 60% from three, too. I, and he's just like, a good, like he just moves yeah. the ball and he was like good he on the Clippers defense. too. Like he's just a, he's like he's the definition of a role player. Like yeah, they revived his career in, in L.A. Is what he said. That's Hashtag what he thanked him. Batum Battalion. Yeah, it's me. Why? Why Nico? Batum I've been seeing man. people call him Nico. I, I don't know if that's that. always been a thing. I but think I like it is. It. Okay, it is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Philly man. Like I I was I didn't think this team was a contender. I fall for the Philly bait every year. I've in the playoffs the last several years. I've picked them to go so far. So do the refs. You're right. Um, <laughs> we'll see if this, you know, obviously they've been a good regular season team for the last X amount of years. And then come playoffs time, it changes. We're nine games into the season. Based on those nine games, they have the best record in the NBA. So That is true. Yeah, they've been uh, awesome. Tyrese Maxey, I think, is the first thing that you got to mention. For it's real. just like he's just taking a ridiculous All leap. All NBA leap right now. Yeah. Um, had 50 last night, averaging 29 a game. I think you 29. Might have got 27 just before a little he had 50. Bit. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. So Good point. Th- that might make sense. Um, but yeah, he, he's shooting the shit out the ball. He is getting to the rim anytime that he wants. It's very hard to stay in front of him, and he also has like an unbelievable step back three that he that he's been pretty reliant on this season. That's really worked for him, and you know he's unbelievable in transition, so they can play with pace when they need to. He can speed them up. Um, yeah, twenty nine and seven, one block, one steal. Been defending. Last night he had like two. He had two. He had three blocks total, but two of them were like fast break blocks where it was like. There's no way they get a stop right here. And then Maxie yeah. just goes up and blocked the ball. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going Like, this dude is possessed. Right. Um, I don't even know what the comparison is. Like, I was trying to think of it. It's like some sort of, like, Dwayne Wade variant where right. instead of being super vertically athletic, he can also shoot threes. <laughs> Which, who is that? I don't know. Like, Zach Lavini? But, again, not the right. same vertical. Not, yeah, obviously. that's Yeah, he really is, like, in his own his own lane. And we kind of talked about also, like, Pistons fans, stop comparing Marcus Sasser. Yeah. To oh my Maxey. God. Yeah, we talked about that on dude, radio. Dude, Gregory I, Kelser, come in did that he do game. It? On I didn't Friday, hear. Him. Dude, he said it maybe five times. <gasps> Every time Sasser, like Sasser, did something or Maxi did something. If they were on the court together, he'd be like, Marcus Sasser, he's got a little bit of Tyrese Maxi in his game. Oh, he reminded. Man. He said it so many times, dude. Oh, and man. I was just like, No, dude. Like Maxi's just different. His speed is just like Sasser's not that fast. Yeah, he's he's a freak. <laughs> like, he's a freak. Exactly. He's not a freak. Like people think freak athletes are like, you know, like like Shaden Sharp or whatever. Like guys right. that can you know 
guys that do cool the guys with 43 inch yeah. verticals uh-huh. and stuff like that but i think that there's more to it than that and when you consider everything yeah. maxi and like you brought it up like the way that maxi comes off of screens and comes off of dribble handoffs he just gets to the rim at a different yeah. level like than it's Sass just ever it's will so be hard to. to stop and that's okay uh-huh yeah, it's not a bad thing that Sasser's Max not looks that like good. a superstar. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Sasser's you know. a rookie. You know, yeah, like, Sasser's a rookie. Um, yeah, I think that him and Embiid, I, I brought up all the, the dribble handoff numbers on the radio the other day, so I won't do it again. But him and him and Embiid's dribble handoff game has been pretty unbelievable. Yeah. I think that it's it's relatively unstoppable. There's no there's no clear answer for it. You go under like you can't really go under, you can't really go over, you can't really switch, um, you can't really show and recover. Like there's there's just not not a ton to be done. Yeah. So one thing last year that we kind of mentioned uh, in the pregame show was that Philly was, you know, one of the best three. I think they were the best three-point sh- percentage team in the NBA last year, but were. didn't shoot a lot. Kind of more the same this year. They're bottom five in attempts, but they're top six in three-point percentage. Um, I didn't think that – I kind of thought that Nick Nurse maybe would have a different mentality, um, but also Toronto Raptors didn't shoot a lot of threes as well. Oh. Um, so it's kind of been more of the same for them, but w- with Kelly Oubre going out, you know, that's probably more three-pointers that go don't get shot because Oubre was – yeah. One of their biggest three point shooters. He lets so. him fly um, for yeah. sure. D'Anthony Melton's been letting it fly. Yeah, yes. I must say, I don't, I don't know. What, like he's way more confident than he's ever been. I think <laughs> I don't remember him like Harden taking, was holding him back. I yeah, guess. he might have. I don't remember Melton taking like pull up transition threes in the past. Maybe I was wrong. Right. I've always been a big D'Anthony Melton fan. I don't think it was quite like this. Like he's always been fine shooting threes, but. This seems to, like, I don't know, yeah. he got possessed by Seth Curry or something. He just got that confidence now, I he guess. Does. He does. So where does Philly, where do you have them in your tier? Um, I have them in the contender B tier. Okay. Um, so, yes. With, I with can, Minnesota? I, I agree that they're contenders. But, yeah, with Minnesota, I do think Minnesota's better. But I um, I still worry in the playoff, come playoff time, like, Embiid is just not quite the Natural playmaker, I think that when you start throwing all these different, like when you really right. get a scout on him, it feels like sometimes, and you know he sees extra help from different spots and things of that nature. It feels like even if he makes the read, he's probably making it like a, a, a half second slow, and that could be okay. But also, like his ball placement's not always great. It does feel like that's gotten yeah. this season. But I also do think it's pretty like indicative that like in the playoffs, the refs just let them play more. Physical. That was the other thing. Yeah. Um, he like it is, just it is a thing. He's an unbelievable foul drawer. Legitimately yes. unbelievable. He knows every which way and it sucks to watch. And he's almost so good at it that he becomes too reliant on it and it makes him bad in the yes. world. <laughs> like that's legit what yeah. it is, I think. Or I, at least part of it. It definitely is. Um but yeah, with the way Maxie's playing, like we we continue to talk about how they have this max slot so they can if they want to do something, they can. But they might not have to. You know, they just kind of ride they this season out and see if see if they can make a run. Um, maybe it was Simmons and, and Harden, the ones that were holding this team back the whole time. Might have been. The vibes are good. Pat Bev. Yeah, that's true. Pat Bev and that dude. Um, okay, so like I said, the last team in my championship contenders tier is the Milwaukee Bucks, opposite of the Philadelphia 76ers, where the Bucks have been very shaky to start this year. Um, but I'm not overreacting. I still think that a combination of Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo will work itself out. Um, right now they're five and four. They're the twenty fifth best defense in the entire NBA, which is a complete shocker. Obviously, losing Drew Holiday, we knew that was going to take a hit. But Not like Lopez this. was the runner up to Depoy last year. You have Giannis, who is a former Depoy. Um, Malik Beasley has not been that dude to hound, be the hounding he's defender. Stopper? He's not. He's not a stopper. I guess I he has shot the ball well. Who would have thought? Um, I think there has been some. Like Giannis, obviously, has had some big games. He had the fifty ball against. He's been Indiana. They lost in that game. Yeah, I guess. that's what I was. And he had thirty five last night. Right. I yeah. Say, and they um, lost. So he's definitely had some big games. Dame, like I said, it's been it's weird watching the Bucks because it, there's just spurts where Dame is out there and it's like 
Dame's not, Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. That's really weird. I think Marjan Bochamp has been really good. I, I think he's been a good guy, sparking off their bench. But they're still figuring things out. I think yeah. this is a this is a very large adjustment that I may have underestimated um, for Giannis and Brook Lopez and guys. Would they like have that. been in this tier for you before the season? In the championship in the contenders tier, tier? Yeah, yeah, they would have been in it. They wouldn't have been in the top one. Um. Oh, like with with Boston and I. I still liked Boston over Milwaukee, but I probably would have included them together. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yes. No, I, yeah. It would have been those three without Philly. Really, yeah. Season for sure. Uh, and I did move them down. Obviously, uh-huh. the defense being twenty fifth is pretty crazy. I'm not sure that it's gonna stay that way. Quite like maybe it will, but I think there should get better. It should get better. I think that they've been playing some good offenses lately. I will say also. But uh, like the Pistons, like the yeah, yeah, like the Pistons. Um, but they have Brooke and Giannis, and so I, I still believe that there's like at least a floor that's like top half half of the league, right? You know, and maybe I'm wrong, and a lot of it also comes with the familiarity of like the system that they're playing. They're they're trying to be way more aggressive. They're trying to you know force more turnovers. They're trying to get Brooke at the level a little bit more, and they, they had him at the level all the time really in the season. Now they're now they're getting him to play drop, which is good. It's just uh-huh. a good change. He is there. He's a very sound defender, and you can kind of funnel everything to him. And it's from what I've watched, he's still awesome around yeah, the rim. Uh-huh. Like he's still very impactful down there. They just kind of brought him away from that, and um, that needs to not happen. Just play him and drop all the time. Uh, it looks like they're they're transitioning to that though, so that's good. But they have forced more turnovers, but it's not worth it. You know, like yeah, yeah. they're playing more aggressive. They're trying to swarm ball handlers. Yada yada yada. They just don't have the personnel for that. That's just exactly. not what this personnel accounts for. They they can play sound drop defense and you know let everything sort of try and funnel everything to the rim. And yeah, like they'll give up more pull ups and everything like that, but. I think that um I think that that's just what you got to do. You just got to be more fundamental. They they're trying to like like it's like how the Raptors play defense over right? yeah, last season. That's true. Like that, that's kind of the the vibe that they're going for, I think. And that's just and Adrian not... Griffin was obviously an assistant in Toronto, right. so Right. So he tried sense. to bring that over and that's just not the vibe for this roster, right. this team in particular. I think that I don't know, it just doesn't feel like Griffin um has done the best job is what I'll say. Right. Yeah. I think that yeah, cuz I mean to be fair, like that was another thing that I kind of just let sneak out the door is like all these other teams that had big acquisitions still have the same personnel, you know, like this is a brand new coaching staff right. and adding a superstar that is someone that these guys have never really played with before. So it's definitely I kind of underestimated that they would get off to a slower start. I still think like I would be shocked if this team wasn't a top three seed in the Eastern Conference really yeah. would be. I would be shocked if they, you know, weren't if at any point I don't say that this team isn't a contender like it'd just be really weird. Um, we've talked about like Alex Caruso, like is probably the hottest commodity in the NBA right now, and the Bucks are like the most the team that benefits. They make the most. so much sense. But they benefit. I don't the know most. if they could, like Caruso. They don't have a first round pick back. You know. Yeah, like and you he's got to trade both champ probably. That's not enough. Like it's, I think that they're just but like, get away more. But from like even that's else. what I'm saying. Like Milwaukee doesn't want to trade him. He's their only young. Probably guy. not. All right. Yeah. So um, like in Jackson, I guess. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. But I guess like they're like really trying to get those two guys to be. Yeah playoff level players really fast and I'm just not I'm not quite positive that Boochamp is there yet right right definitely not I'll and, say. and he's been dude he's been aggressive he, he puts he up aggressive. a good amount of he's shots he's always been aggressive yeah like he I'll puts up that. a lot more shots than I kind of thought he was going to this yeah, year yeah he's always been a uh, little bit like that when he, yeah. when he got time he before. did score like 90 in that pro-am game this true summer, so. that's a good point so he's used to it so does that wrap up your your championship contenders no. or do you have, a, no, do no, you no, have no. more I've got a few more okay um, so I have my I did mine obviously different. Like I said, I had the four championship contenders, and then I have the knocking on contender door, which like basically is the C tier of contenders. Yeah. But I'll let you continue. Yeah, I um 
now that I look at my list further, maybe it's unfair to a couple teams that are below them. I'll say okay because I think that there's some teams that aren't in this tier that could absolutely get to the level of being in this tier. I, I, I totally, really I totally agree. Um, but I still have the Lakers and the Warriors as contenders. Okay, I think that at the end of the day, now let's start with the Warriors. Yes, um, I, they, I have the Warriors in my knocking on contender door tier as well. Yeah, and that's fair. And maybe I'm I'm betting a little bit too much on them, sort of figuring everything out because they always seem to but obviously they're a year they older do. uh Steph is still very much that guy Steph is still very much one of the best players in the league to me probably a top three player in the league um without without a ton of hesitation in saying that Luca's probably getting pretty close yeah. um but they're seventh Steph in offensive rating they're top half of the league in defense also I think CP3 has been really good to be completely honest yeah. I think that he's like like having him as like your bench guy and he just sort of stabilizes everything and just never makes mistakes off the bat. Like, it, I don't know. It's a really cool the flavor big, to have. I mean, they're they 14th in the NBA in turnovers right now, and they were last in the NBA last year. So Yeah, I mean, that's a huge he never plus. turns the ball. He's yeah. always been like that. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, the problem, or I guess the biggest problem is that outside of Steph, if I'm not mistaken, nobody has scored 20 points all year. Yeah, I I personally don't know that, but not it, a would, single guy. it wouldn't surprise me. Clay hasn't scored 20 once. Highest was 18. No one else would have then. Wiggins has not. Wiggins has been. Wiggins has been what really happened? bad. What happened to him? So, like, do you think, remember, like, the whole weird thing with Wiggins last year? Like, what would have happened with Wiggins last year? Because it was I like remember the, there being a weird thing with there Wiggins. Was like what a, was it? The rumor was that, and I think it was proven, like, not to be true, but I think it was that, like, his wife cheated yes. on him or, like, had, yes. a, had a kid with someone else. Yes, that's right. And I think it was, and he missed a lot of time, and I all of it was that. for yes. personal okay, okay, reasons. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I remember that rumor. I don't think that was true, I remember though. him missing time. I'm pretty sure that, that they, like, someone on the Warriors came out and was like, please stop. Like, that isn't, this is not true. I do true. think you're right about that. Um, but still, he still missed, like, a ton at of time. least 40 games last year for personal reasons or whatever. Right. Never really came out what happened, which it's personal, so yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. doesn't have to. But it's clear that his game has been affected since being an all-star starter <laughs> two years ago. A fraud all-star starter. Well, yes. All-star starter, though. <laughs> but an all-star starter. Um, yeah, K-pop all-star starter. Uh, yeah, I, he just doesn't really make threes anymore. Right. You know, like, I don't I don't even know what to... Th- he doesn't even close games all the time anymore. He was the second best player when they won the championship, arguably. I think Literally. he was third. But people think that he was second, second, though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was rebounding. He was their second leading scorer, I think. I thought Draymond's defense was made him number two to me. But um, Wiggins' defense was incredible then, too. And, like, it just hasn't really quite been put together this season. I don't know what's—I don't really know what's going on. But they need him to be—if they want to win a championship, he needs to be good. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think that it's it's hard because—and, like, Kaminga also has not been very good— um, no. So that whole that like kind of wing forward spot has been really weird. Um, I think Draymond has been like solid since he's played. Um, yeah, I think Draymond like he's still Draymond. Yeah, is what I'll say. It's kind of hard for him to just be bad. Like he's like with one that of the team. smartest players. Ever, exactly. Like you know? it just works. Clay hasn't been that bad. I think he's like Clay just gets a lot of shit. A lot of people like to hate on Clay nowadays. But like he's also not scored twenty points yet all year. That's yet. true. And like he just is not the defender that like Definitely he used not. to be. Obviously. Definitely not. Um, I, yeah, that's part of what. But the reason why I still have them, like I said, in this knocking on contender door tier, is just because Steph. Steph has been absolutely unreal. You talked about it. Like he's shooting forty five percent from three right now. Um, almost for 50, 40, 90, 48 percent from the field. I just think that. You can't count this Warriors team out. And if if I had to pick a team to knock off the Denver Nuggets, 
This Warriors team is right up there, man. They did it a couple years ago, obviously without Jamal Murray and Michael yeah, Porter Jr. Saying, so that is a clear that is a clear yeah. difference. Um, but yeah, I just think that if we're talking about like because obviously in the playoffs you got to have the studs like to to win games like the yeah. Timberwolves for sure I'm not saying like I have the Timberwolves above the Warriors but having Steph Curry is such a huge it's such a huge plus in in playoff success I think that they'll figure it out that's why I still think they're a contender for sure yeah I think they could figure it out and I mean if like Chris Paul like Chris Paul hasn't shot it well you know he's just like I think he's playing well yeah. and he's obviously distributing and, and stabilizing everything in a way that they've never really had um when Steph Curry's out, but he's not shooting it particularly well. It does feel like there's been a couple times where, like, late in games he kind of gets going, right. and that's been good to see. But um, he's not shooting it well. Wiggins isn't shooting it very well. Kuminga obviously has been pretty brutal. Uh, so I guess if all those guys <laughs> if all those guys start to put it together, then things could look different. Which I want to say that Wiggins is going to put it together, but, like, I can't. I can't say yeah. it because, like, I, it's 15% been— It's 15% from three right now. It's been a long time, I feel like, since he's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's kind of scary. You're totally right. Uh, I do like what Gary Payton's done this year. I yeah. do think he's been pretty good. But yeah, no, I don't. Like, that's why they're not contender contenders, and I don't like. That's why I feel confident putting the Timberwolves above them. Is that there's just a certain defensive stability that all those teams have right now, and like the wings and just the role players in general. I believe in a little bit more. Steph is still the best, second best player in the West to me. Yeah, yeah, Luka might be there pretty soon but right now Luca's right there yeah. but yeah it's got to be Steph um so your other team the Los Angeles Lakers yes still yes. a contender still a contender um I you know I think that LeBron is unbelievable for his age like truly <laughs> crazy what I like the games where he's like really gets going and it's like all right so he's turning it on today um are like mind-blowing to yeah. some degree, and he's, like, about to be 40, and it doesn't really matter. I just personally believe that, like, you know, they're only 5-5 five and five right now, and maybe it's unfair for me to still have them this high, but it's only been 10 games. I truly believe yes. that, and they could go I on mean, a the, the four-game win streak. Five and four, you know, they could like go on a four-game win streak, and it changes everything this, from a Yeah, the, the records really don't matter that much. Right. They kind of do. Not at this level of right. team, I think, that yes. they don't. Maybe yes, they do yes. when we get later, but um, it's – you could also you could make the case that like LeBron's playing too many minutes right now, and so it's not very. Which was so weird after game one because yeah, it was whatever like, happened to yeah, that? Yeah, minutes restriction. He's only playing twenty-four. Uh, actually, a night. Not. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, he's gonna he's play gonna forty play, yeah, every other every game. game. Um, but Anthony Davis is still really, really good. I think I'm probably higher on Anthony Davis than the average person at this point. I think that he is all-world defensively, probably maybe the best defensive player in the league. Um, offensively, he's been pretty solid. I mean, he's still you know 24 and 12 every night. Uh, you can't really complain too much about that. Um, and he's still healthy right now. You could make the case that he's not going to be healthy late in the season. I'd say right. that's fair. Um, but I think that Reeves is going to get going a little bit more than he has. He's been pretty brutal up to this point, but I'm a believer in him generally. I think that what they've gotten from Cam Reddish is pretty nice. Yep. I think um, Christian Wood has came in and like kind of done what he does pretty well, shot it well from three and everything. I, uh, I'm just sort of convinced that this team should be pretty good on both ends of the floor come playoff time. Yeah, I struggled with where to put the Lakers. I, I, I have I will say, I have them in the tier below. I have them in the like should still make the playoffs like top six tier right now. Okay. Um and I I I considered putting them in play in tier, 
but I didn't because one, they have LeBron. Obviously, like they're just not like they're a contender. You know, LeBron's at the end made of the day, playing before. Um, and that's kind of what like I that's why I kind of thought about doing it though because yeah. um last year they were in the play-in, right? Weren't they the seventh yes. seed last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. I think just, like, other than LeBron and AD, it's been rough, I think, for, like, the rest yeah, of the roster. Yeah, absolutely. Reeves, obviously. Like, it, I just think they're going to pick up play. Like, I think the rest of the guys will, will start to play better. Yeah. Gabe Vincent, who has been injured, is shooting, like, 5% from three right now. Um, D'Lo has been, has been iffy. He's, he's not been, he's he's not been Derek White. Has he not been has Derek not. White. Can confirm he's not Derek he's, White. He's trying to be Derek White. We'll give him. Is he? I don't know. He thinks he's trying to be Derek White. He thinks White. he's trying. He'll tell um, you that he's trying exactly. to be Derek White. This team, you know, the, remember the Patrick Beverly meme last year where he was like, well, we shot 20% last yeah. game. We shot 23 this, this game. So we're, we're, we're improving. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of this year right now. Right now they're dead last in the NBA in three-point attempts, and they're second last in percentage. This team can't shoot right now. Do you and think that does, that'll be the case forever no or not forever but like no that's kind of another reason why i think it it will go up obviously they're missing jared vanderbilt who like isn't going to shoot threes so that is going to you know not help your <laughs> no. cause at all second best defender on the team though exactly and i think that will help a lot because this that's what the lakers have hanged their hat on the last several years is their team defense um surrounded by anthony davis but i think with lebron like at this point in his career and it's kind of been like this way the last several years. Like, LeBron just, we don't need him shooting a lot of threes, man. Like, we need him shooting less than, like, four a game. He has games where he'll go off. But at the end of the day, you want him driving to the hoop and kicking out to guys. And we need those guys to start knocking down shots. Um, so I still do have the Lakers in the should-still-be playoff team tier for sure. But I don't have them on knocking on contender door. I have them below that tier. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Like, they haven't played, like, a contender up to this point. This right. is just a bet on Denver. Like, when it gets down to it, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to run pick and roll yes, at the end of the game to still probably a, generate pretty good shots. Still a phenomenal and deal. I believe in them to get stops when, when it matters, uh-huh. I think. But hey, and Gabe Vincent, playoff performance. I don't think they're fucking with Denver, but I don't know if anybody's fucking exactly, with Exactly, and that's kind of why I don't have any West teams up top there. Because, right. Not because they're not good. It's because the West is just yeah. who's stopping them, yeah. you know? Yeah, agree. agree. Okay, so is that is that it for your contender tier? No. Okay. Not quite. Well, I also have the Bucks, who we've already talked yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. And the Sixers, who we've already talked about. I This is the toughest one. I threw the heat here. Ooh, really? Okay, okay. This is very much so just like, see last year, you know, and it's only been 10 games. So right. I'm just going to go with the fact that they made the I know, dude. I was, I was so hard with the heat. I, I will say, dude, I have so many um, Eastern Conference teams in like this this – before the play-in tier, basically. I have, yeah. like, eight or nine of them, and it's like, that literally is impossible. Um, yeah, I didn't think about it mathematically. Exactly, I didn't either. What it's worth. Um, I, just, I, like, just checked it to see what it was looking like. Very vibes-based. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Heat... Bam, dude. Bam has been yes, so nice correct. so far this that year. That was going to be my first point as well. Yeah, I mean, he has looked... We I think... Did you pick him to win Depoy? Or we, we didn't do the awards I, thing, right? Yeah, we did. Did I picked him? Not to win on Depoy. here, I don't think. Yeah, I think I picked him. To win I picked Depoy. him to win Depoy as well, and I and, and he's not the Depoy right now, but like no. he's been great defensively, which mm-hmm. he always is. But offensively, man, he's been this that aggressive bam that everyone's been like talking about, you know? Because he kind of gets he kind of has the AD offensive thing sometimes, you know, where he'll just have thirty one game, twelve the next, and it's like we need him to be aggressive. Um, and I think he has been so far this year. Yeah, I think I mean he's a different offensive player from AD. I think. Well, yeah, but, yeah. 
Um, just from a consistency standpoint. Right, correct. And and that much is true. He's a career high in points per game and free throw attempts right now, and I think that it's it's glaring when you watch. Um, he's at 24-11-6. Uh, he's still the hub that you want him to be, and leading the team in scoring now the last like few games in particular, yeah. I think it's really popped. He's been unbelievable. Care. Yeah, right. Jimmy does not care yet. Uh, bam, starting to wear a headband. I'm rocking with that. Yep. Looks good. Uh, he's... He's like he's all NBA right now. I think pretty pretty clearly. Yeah. I think um, watching him has been a lot of fun. Last night in in San Antonio, I watched that whole game, and he was he was awesome. He was just just unbelievably good. Uh, maybe not that whole game. I don't think I watched the first quarter. I turned to that game after the Sixers game ended. But um, yeah, I, I've I think he's really good, and I think like Hero's been quite good. He's been back to his normal self after the injury last season. I think that he provides a much-needed offensive push, right. um, particularly when Jimmy's not caring. <laughs> uh, but, you know, their, their defense is still quite good, despite Jimmy not caring much because they have Bam, and Jimmy is... I don't care what he does right now, I yeah. guess is where I'm at. Because it's like, like I'll be watching this the Heat, and I'll watch you know Jimmy run a pick and roll or whatever, and I'll be like, in four months, he's shooting a pull-up right there. But yeah. for now, he just, you know, swung at to Kyle Lowry. Um, so, you know, there's only so much you can really, you know, take from early season heat. Uh, Duncan Robinson's been very involved, and I think, you know, he's not really, like, shooting the lights out yet or anything, but I think, like, the process has been yeah, pretty good. Yeah, for his so, volume, too. Yeah, I, mean, I feel— What's he, 36% or something? Yeah, like, you'll so take that. I feel fine about everything yeah. right now. Yeah, I think, like, obviously, Kyle Lowry's been shooting the ball well. Tyler Hero shot the ball well. I think their role guys have been solid. Um, and Haywood Highsmith yeah, defensively yep. has been a fun watch. Love Haywood Highsmith. Uh, Jimmy obviously like has been in and out of the lineup. He's 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 the only guy I've seen so far that is like when he's out, it just says rest. Like he's just resting, <laughs> which I yeah. think that, isn't that illegal? Like I forget how that works nowadays. It's something about like the is it the nationally televised games? Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, I think it's that. Um, and obviously like you can't be a. It's the three times like – haven't been an all-star in the last three years or whatever. The Heat don't really – like, Jimmy don't care. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I don't think many people do. Um, I mean, obviously, like, if it becomes a recurring thing, then it makes sense. But the NBA just doesn't want to lose out on money. Correct. Pop quiz for you. Because oh. the Miami Heat seem like the team that's going to – like, they just seem like the in-season tournament team. You know, like, it just seems like they're th- – Or do they actually, not care at all about that's it? That's true. Did but they win their in-season tournament game? They I did. I don't remember. Okay. My pop quiz is who is the number one ranked team in the in-season tournament standing so far? Because it's off of – it's off of point differential. <laughs> oh. So who? So it's like you have to win, but also it's point. So that's why, like, remember when Joel Embiid shot that three at the end of the Pistons game? Yeah. That's yeah. why. Because he wanted to get People were point. mad about that on I, I was mad, actually, at first. Like, I, I, was, I was mad because also we just blew the game. Yes. And then I saw him doing that, and he wanted it reviewed, and I was like, bro, shut up. Like, I don't think I noticed I, that he wanted it reviewed. That's he, hilarious. He, he, like, was trying to, like, he was actually pissed that they didn't review it. That's funny. Which, um, but then I remembered, like, oh, like, okay, it kind of actually. Do need point. Yeah. Like, I'm happy that point. he actually cares, I guess, about that part of it, you know? Fair, fair. Yeah, I think mean, that, that's a healthy yeah. dynamic. With um, it. It's the Celtics, though. Okay. <laughs> no that makes yeah, sense. It's, it wasn't that That makes cool. sense. Uh, yeah, because they didn't lose to last Yeah, four, 14 point differential is the highest right now. There's only, some teams have only played one in season tournament. Only, some teams have played two. Only right? one team has played two, or two oh. teams. The Grizzlies and Thunder, the only two teams that have played two in season tournament games okay. so far. Um, we got our second one tomorrow. But that will change a lot. Oh, and the Wizards. It will change a lot tomorrow. Yeah, because it's it all ends in November, right? Like, that's when the regular season ones end. November, December, one yeah, or two. Yeah. yeah. So, Towards the end of this year. It's got to be, you know, a lot of teams probably play yeah. tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, for me, though, uh, where did we – what team are we on the Heat? Oh, yeah. I had the Heat in the should finish top six, make it out of the play-in tier. I don't even know – well, I don't even know if that's true. 
but they are contenders. Make it out of the make <laughs> yeah. it out of the play. Yes, they should here. win yes, the play. Yes. Like they will be in the playoffs. I'd be shocked if they, they weren't. Almost lost in the play. That's kind of how I. Yeah, yeah, they did. The, once again, Demar Derozan's daughter, man, she could have impacted changed NBA everything. history. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a team we have yet to mention yet that is on my knocking on contender door tier. Okay. I'm not incredibly oh, I, yeah, confident in this probably. team going forward. Um, but based off what we've seen, I feel like I have to respect them by putting them in this knocking on contender door tier. It is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I So in that tier, I had the Timberwolves, Mavericks, and Warriors. So those were the three Western Conference teams, and I feel like they're not quite contenders, but they're knocking on the door. Yeah, um, um, that's fair. So the reason, like, obviously the Mavericks are, what, 8-2, and two, I think? Yeah, they're 8-2, and two, second best record in the West. Some crazy stats, though, with offensive compared to defense for the Dallas Mavericks so far this year. Um, they're second in offense, 24th in defense, which, if we're being honest, I don't think that that is going to change I very much. 23rd in defense. 23rd in defense. <laughs> sure, I might have wrote it down wrong. Give them um, respect. So that's it's <laughs> that's true. Um, but it's I don't think that's going to change very much. Like, they will probably finish as a top five offense and probably finish as a bottom seven ish defense. Yeah. You know, like it's going to happen. The thing that I'm worried about. Their first in three-point makes attempts and percentage right now. Now, that is something that could not last. That's when you have wild. Grant Williams knocking down is, 50% he, yeah, of the threes. Tim should. Hardaway Jr. is knocking down the threes. So, like, I can't be, I can't overreact and say that this team is, like, going to be crazy because, you know, they're just hitting shots. When you hit shots, you win games. But at the same time, they've won games. They're 8-2, and two, and I think that when you have Luka Doncic, you are still knocking on that contender door. The defense, though, is just... I mean, Derek Jones Jr. started every game for them this year. That was Ugh. something I didn't expect. Um, Derek Lively, I think, has done a pretty good job as a rookie. But I'm not incredibly confident in this team, but I still think I have to show them their respect based on what they've done so far. Yeah, uh, I think I, I agree with yeah. everything you just said as far as not being particularly confident but respecting what they've done. Uh, you mentioned, like... The three-point thing might not last. What else might not? They're 6-0 and in, like, clutch games. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, That definitely won't last. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, Luka is just taking Luka them all is, over. Luka is, dude. Yeah, he is. He's been unbelievable. He really um, has. He's been my favorite watch up to this point in the league, probably, I think. Uh, part of it is the fact that they've been in a lot of clutch games, I guess. But, yeah, yeah he's just taking over the end of games. And 33-8-8 um, <clears throat> eight and eight right now. Which is pretty dope. Uh, he's he's firmly in the MVP conversation for sure. Obviously, you know Kyrie is the other guy who's played you know pretty well. I don't know. I don't think he's been, he he's been Kyrie basically. You know, twenty three a game, very efficient, etc. It's kind of what you expect from him. But the role guys probably have played a little bit better than you can expect from them going forward. I think um, outside of Lively, maybe because Lively's going to continue to grow. Yeah. You know, and I think that defensively in particular, Lively is probably going to see he's getting the more reps he gets, the better he'll get. I think on that end, and he's got a fun connection with Luca already. I hope that he I hope that he's just starting every game. Yeah. Basically is what is what he I want. He basically from has since that yep. first game yep. when yep. they started Maxi Kleba. Yeah. Um and Kleba hasn't started since, but Kleba also got hurt, I think. Oh, okay. Uh but yeah, Derek Jones Jr. starting every game. I don't know how long that's going to last because I don't teams think don't it will, teams right? don't guard him at all, but he's shooting it fine right now and uh -huh. maybe he'll just continue he's their to shoot it fine. Defensive guy. Yeah. The I mean, he does help that he's better than the other guys defensively, yeah. I guess outside of Grant. And 
Um, Josh Green hasn't played particularly well. I don't think when I've watched. Uh, I guess I could check. I think numbers, he's shooting the ball like solidly. He is. Okay, yeah, he's almost he's about forty percent from three. To be fair, but I don't. Just when I've watched, I guess. Right. But it's not like I watched every game either. So um, he's only eight points per game. Maybe that's part of it. Is that I don't know. Like the drives, the aggressiveness uh-huh. hasn't been quite. And quite he's not there. the big wing that you necessarily want to be. No, he's, he's your like defender. Six, five, six, six. Yeah, but and he's a, he's been fine defensively throughout his career. Don't think it's been particularly yeah. spectacular this season. Uh, and I was hoping for a leap from him is why I mentioned all of that. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's been, they've been fun to watch. I don't know if 8-2 will last. Not sure you can really win a title with the defense that they have. I honestly don't think you can win a title. Not, I don't think so either. I don't, I don't really think you can win a title with this defense. That's why they're not, like, real uh-huh. championship. So where did you have them at in your In tier the next team. tier, which okay. was just, like, you know, playoff team, yeah. basically, or, or, like, tough playoff team. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think that, the, like, yeah, everything you said. Like their their offense is going to be great. Luca has been that dude, but defensively, it's going to be like the, yeah. this team will it's make a trade. This will this team will make a trade during the season. I would assume, be. I guess. Could um, be. But we'll see. I thought if the Timberwolves thing didn't work, they could like try and figure out a way to get Gobert. Ooh, but, I remember I remember hearing rumors about that. Because then he just kind of like puts your defense. It's I won't so say hard fixes for the whole like, thing, but he gets it to a certain level. I just felt like after last season, the Timberwolves they can't trade Gobert, un- like until for yeah. a few years because of what you gave up. Yes, and, and just the contract is so big that exactly. like, it's hard to sell. You're not going to get assets probably. at all. Yeah, I didn't go deep into that thinking like it's not like I had a bunch of trade packages drummed up. <laughs> right, I just thought it was cool. Like, yeah, maybe there's a way for that. Yeah, to happen maybe Derek Lively, Sinex Gobert. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> um, okay, so is that is everyone outside of or like before the just playoff team tier like gone here, or do you still have any contenders? No, everybody's gone. Okay. The so rest of the teams are just tough playoff teams. So we're like, into, like, the playoff teams here. Yeah, but, like, as I look at it, I'm like, these two, like, there's a couple teams here where it's like, they should probably be a tier apart, or, like, one or two teams should be right. a tier above. Well, you can you can add a tier here. We're, this is all a, this is a work in progress. It is a work in Fair, fair. I've been, uh, I've been, I added a tier. I, I made my contenders tier into two separate things. I thought that was a good idea. So I'm just, yeah. I'm flipping everything so far as we go. Uh, well, then I'll throw a tier above this tier, the tier that we're in right now that I have the Mavericks in. I'll throw a tier above and be like, uh, might be contenders, but less confident than the ones above them. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. And it's basically mostly for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, okay. Because there obviously is a level that they can get to offensively that most teams cannot access with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker, who we haven't really all seen play together, which is unfortunate because, uh-huh. I mean, Beal was dealing with some injuries and Booker's been in and out of the lineup as well. Um, shout out to Kevin Durant for being pre- pretty consistently in the, in the lineup, despite being the oldest guy. That's been nice to see, but... Um, I don't think yeah. their defense. I, I'm just not a big believer in their defense right now. I will say defensively, Nurkic has probably been better than I expected him to be. Offensively, he is horrific, horrific. Yeah, he's he's absolutely abominable around the rim. You talked um, about Drew Eubanks is. Is I do think better. Than, I think Eubanks is better. I yeah. think it's been pretty obvious so far this year yeah. too. Yeah, I I would agree. I thought that it was pretty obvious last year, but the Blazers kept starting Nurkic. Um. Kata Bates Diop has gotten himself into the rotation. That's a guy that I wanted the Pistons to sign, and now he's playing pretty well for the Suns. So shout out to him. Provides some, provide some defensive relief for the other guys, I think. And he, you know, hopefully will be able to knock down shots and move the ball, etc. cetera. Uh, but yeah, I, this team probably doesn't quite have it defensively to me, but that's not to say that they haven't been okay defensively yet. I just think come playoff time, I don't quite buy the roster, I think, right. on that end of the floor. Now, could they just shot make their way into three rounds, you know, three three past three rounds to beat everybody? Maybe, I guess. I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel great, like, 
believing in that, betting on that at all. They're four and six right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. They they just I don't know. They haven't really popped for me. So I've added a tier as well, and I've added the Suns into this tier because I think for me, I think they do fall into the same tier as the Lakers. Okay. I've added a tier between the playoff team tier and the knocking on contender door, and it's might be contenders, might lose in the play-in. That's okay. kind of where I I'm like at. that. I like that. And it, and it's Phoenix and L.A. and that's yeah. it. I like um, that. Yeah, I'm right there with you with Phoenix. It's it's just kind of hard because Booker's played two games, Beal's played three games, which Booker in the two games looked really good. Yes. Beal in the three games, not so much. You know, he no. looks like his back is still I was really. Say, I don't him. think he's like ready. I, I and was, if, he, if this is him ready. I was really surprised anything. when he played the other night, like when they said he was back. He just I was like, look healthy. like that video of him at practice was terrible. Like yeah. that, and, and even in the games, like he just looks like he is injured. <laughs> like it just, <laughs> it looks like he's not comfortable out there. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of hard to judge. KD has been phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So that obviously is a huge part. Uh, KD has looked so good. I think Grayson Allen has been pretty good for them. But yep. outside of that, the other role guys have just been hit or miss. You know, you don't really know what you're getting. I like uh, Watanabe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just kind of who's gonna who's gonna be the guy that steps up defensively and offensively on any given night. It's kind of a question mark right now with the rest of the guys. So it's I it's think not it's Bobo? I can't. It's not Bobo. It's not I will the other say Wemby? that it's not the better, better Wemby. The better Wemby. It's not Wemby before Wemby. Um, but I, it's hard for me to also just like com- be completely out on this Phoenix Suns team because guess what? Booker and Beal are, haven't played, you know, so we'll see what continues here. So that's why they're in this might be contenders might be in the plan. No, I'm new to basketball, Kyle. Okay. Could I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. What do you want to know? Why does the other Wemby average as many turnovers as points? <laughs> oh, because he has, a, he doesn't give, get the opportunity that he deserves. Why didn't, why not? Because he, they don't play him. He doesn't get. But the if ball. he's the other Wemby, he's probably pretty good. Why but they play? it's it's because, yeah, it's because he wasn't the first overall picks. Why wasn't he the first overall pick if he's the other Wemby? Because he people hate on him. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Is there any particular reason why people hate? Um, him? I mean, maybe because he had in bad injury history, and also he's not a good defender, and he's really less. He doesn't move quite nearly as good as Wemby, and he doesn't quite block shots like Wemby and have the defensive presence of him. And he's like way lighter than Wemby is too, um, but just a few. Those are just so. Now I have things. another question. Okay, <laughs> is this guy? Any Why good? is he the other Wemby? <laughs> he's not actually. Uh, he's not actually wait. The Wemby. Question. Shaq said so. Shaq was pretty good at basketball. <laughs> Why would he not? Yeah, people keep telling me he's the other Wemby. We had this uh, conversation on the radio the other day. If you yeah. if you did not tune in, uh, the, he's not good. The Bull Bull Wemby, yeah, and I'm not a hater because when the Pistons tried, I'm to not trade, a hater. I wanted Bull Bull. I wanted us to dude, draft Bull when Bull. When we could, I rooted for Bull Bull. When you we can couldn't look, get Bull Bull in that trade, I, I was, was sad. I was, I was so sad. sad I was dude. sad. I was like, oh god, this would have made the because t- the team was so. It would have been so fun. Exactly. I was like, we're like I would have loved Bull Bull. Yeah, and I'm not hating, but Wemby is so much better than Bull Bull. Yeah, I mean, Bobo maybe is the worst defender in the league. I, I'm I'm not a hater on. I was never a hater of Wemby, like I, or not Wemby, definitely not a hater of Wemby. I was never a hater of Bobo. Like I really liked Bobo and was rooting for Bobo because I think in theory he is an awesome, play, like a fun player. Yeah, because like he does do like he does handle the ball really well for somebody who's that tall. That's true, and he does shoot a lot of threes, which is pretty cool. But outside, like he's just not very good, you know, and. I you can look up my Twitter like Griff one on one and put in bowl and I bet that it's gonna be like a lot of positive things. But right. he, but like can we stop acting like he's here's a question and, and I don't know the answer to this I, I just it just popped in my head this might be an overreaction okay Wembenyama is closer to Jokic than Bull Bull is to <laughs> Wembenyama 
okay uh yes i'd probably agree because i think very simply put Jokic is at the top of basketball or nba top of the nba right top at the of tippity basketball. top tippity top top of basketball yeah. but just for that because i was just say bubble is at the bottom of the nba probably right all oh, right, right like right. he's he's on the end of the bench for every team in the league at this point so he, he is towards the bottom of the nba in the bottom i'll say 30 players in the league mm-hmm. probably Wemby is above average so he's closer to Jokic. Right. Is just how I yeah, think yeah. about it. Yeah. But Jokic also is so good that, like, is there yeah. a bigger gap because of how good he is, you know? You could make that case, but I would say, I, think I don't know. Still... I wouldn't look at it that yeah. way, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's hard. That'd be hard to quantify. Okay, so now that I have separated um, my might-be-contenders, might-lose-in-the-play-in team, I'm now entering the should-finish-as-a-final-eight playoff team tier. Okay. And teams— Wait, that... wait, wait. Another, can I—, can I hypothesize another team in that tier of could be sure maybe you can convince me to throw one in there the pelicans see i the pelicans aren't in my final eight playoff team tier that's fair i got the pelicans i got the pelicans just in the play because i don't know if they're contenders that's why because that that tier is might be contenders might lose in the play-in i don't think that the pelicans are content might be contenders even right now yeah i think that you're probably right i would agree with you right i think like it's up for argument i'll say just disappointed in Ingram and Zion up to this point this season, I think. Um, defensively in particular, I think that both have been pretty below average, below expectation yeah. even. And my expectation for them guys defensively is not particularly high at all. Um, it doesn't feel like like they're playing with the tempo that you'd hope they will. It feels like both of them are sort of lagging around out there a little bit. They don't really know how to play together. They don't do a ton of like two-man actions between the two. I'm not sure that Zion feels... Like is a has has figured out the blend of like inserting himself into the game and also right. not like overstepping yeah. or something like that. Like it feels like he's trying to like pick his spots correctly instead of sort of playing freely. Um, and that sucks because both of those guys are really talented and obviously Zion in particular is one of the best talents we've really seen in a long time. Um, he's not the I don't know. It just hasn't really quite been put together for him. You'll see the stretches where he's just dominant physically because he is dominant physically. He's really unlike anything else, but it doesn't feel like he he's really got it all put together as much as I thought that he did. Uh-huh. It feels like he's a little bit late to reads. He's definitely late to rotations. It feels like he uh, you know, he's not passing the ball quite as well as I thought that he might. He's not you know, uh, Offensive rebounding hasn't quite popped the way that I, I hoped it would, I feel like, just from what I've watched. And again, I haven't watched every game. And with Ingram, it's like Ingram's a tough player because he, I do love Ingram. I, I love Ingram in theory. I just wish that one, I wish you'd shoot more threes and less mid range jumpers. Yeah. Right. Like I see him pass up threes for mid range jumpers pretty often. And it's like, it's tough to win that. Like you're just losing the yeah. math battle at that point throughout for a, a Pelican team that already doesn't shoot like an incredible amount of threes. Yeah. And, I guess that'd be my next point of positivity with the Pelicans. Jordan Hawkins is letting it fly. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Um, most three-point attempts and three-point makes through the first nine games in NBA history. Really? Jordan Hawkins. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I wrote him down because obviously he had that big game the other night to yeah. like 30-something points, but I did not know that stat. That's crazy. Yeah, um, he's shooting a man. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and I think that it's it's cool because I think that um, – I wasn't they positive. They need a guy like that. Exactly, yeah. And Trey it's a Murphy being shooter. out, like that's exactly. a, a need. And before the season, I was like, I'm not sure what Jordan Hawkins' like, sort of outlook is going to be this season, just as far as how much he's going to play. And, yeah, he's gotten the opportunity, uh-huh. and I think that he's he's doing his best to make the most of it. Yeah. And, you know, while Ingram and Zion sort of disappoint to a degree, the young guys, I think particularly him and Dyson Daniels to a degree, although obviously, you know, putting the ball in the basket is not what he's able to do, but defensively. And Herb Jones has been spectacular, in my opinion. I think Herb Jones 
Jones has been as good defensively yes. as anybody in the league. And, you know, he's always been an unbelievable defender, but it feels like he's even more impactful this season. Um, he's he's creating more havoc th- this season than he ever has. And um, he set a high bar for himself, and he's clearing it. So shout out to Herb Jones. Big shout out to Herb yeah. Jones. I think it's all just the Pelicans, it really just relies on B.I. and Zion. Like, yeah. they've just been it's, been, it's been inconsistent so far. Do you with think them that so they far. can get it? together though. yeah i think so i think they definitely can um i think if i made this tier ranking the exact same one in two weeks they could be in that like playoff team tier yeah. and maybe even in the knocking on contender door tier. like it's it's a chance um but they're bottom three offense right now and a bottom 10 defense yeah and when you know, cj mccullum is out you know with his collapsed lung and he was playing pretty good yeah that's what i'm saying like very unfortunate another injury um Hope and hopefully good. he can recover from but that's a huge miss right now and you just really expect guys like ingram especially Ingram, to step up in that guard playmaking role while also still taking out a load scoring-wise hasn't really happened. So yeah. And Zion has just been – I'm happy he's healthy. He's played in every game. I, or I think he's missed – he missed the Pistons game, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the only game he missed. But other than that, like, you just – I don't know. When I when I see Zion play, I just expect him to get an easy 30. I don't know. Yeah. That might just be me because um, he just makes it look so easy. Right. But he's just kind of been a little iffy so far. Yeah, um, I I don't disagree at all, and like neither of them, neither Zion nor Ingram has been have shown any consistency this season. They're uh-huh. not putting games together, you know, like they're not they're not putting stretches together. Yeah, they might have one game where Ingram shoots well or Zion, you know, plays well and gets twenty seven or twenty eight or something. But like you mentioned, I think that we were all expecting, oh, this guy's going to come in and be immediately like one of the most explosive scorers in the league, and it just hasn't yes. quite been that up to this point, and it doesn't feel like you know there's been enough stretches or flashes of it quite yet Uh um maybe this is unfair maybe this is me being young and dumb basketball fan but it does feel like there's a chance for zion to just sort of have like a come to jesus moment just like hey let me i just need to fucking go to the rim (laughs) yeah you know like that's just what i got that's i do let me just go i agree with that i don't know why i feel like one day in the locker room after a game he's just gonna fucking it's just throw his water bottle and it's just gonna click but um, and you know, it probably doesn't work that way as much as I want probably to believe not. it does, but, exactly. uh, but I like, there's, there's a glimmer of hope in my head for that to happen. So I'm adding an, I'm adding another tier. I'm okay. doing it. Okay. So I have my playoff team tier. Yeah. Playoff teams tier. And there's just a lot of teams in that. And then there's a lot of teams that are also in the play in tier that I feel like I'm disrespecting by not having them in the playoff tier. Yeah. So I'm adding a tier in between the two. Okay. And I'll get to it after I get through my playoff tier and I'm, I'm making it fun but do I think it will last? Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Uh, uh, I know who this is. That's about, what I'm probably. doing. But but let's get through the playoff tier because okay. um, there's the only team that's been mentioned in my playoff teams tier right now is the Miami Heat. Okay. Um, and there's a few other teams in it. So let me start off with a team that I was incredibly high on coming into the season, the New York Knicks. I still think the New York Knicks are a playoff team. Yeah. Um, like I said, I have the Pelicans in my play-in tournament uh tier right now, and I, I think I'm going to keep them there. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks, I mean, they're the second-best defense in the entire NBA. Julius Randle has been god-awful. Guess who's been Horrific. pretty good, though? R.J. Barrett. I was um, just going to say. Exactly. There's uh, two guys that I really want to highlight from this team, and neither of them are, like, who we thought were the top two players, I'd say. Who is that? Who's who's your second? Um, R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. Oh, dude, I wrote down Mitchell Robinson as well. No, but what were you going to say about Yeah, that? I mean, uh, their, their defense has just been really good. That's kind of why I wanted to highlight Mitchell Robinson, because he has just been phenomenal yes. protecting the rim like so far. Like defensive player of the year almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Honestly. Um, and then— what, this is something that I continuously brought up throughout the um, preseason, but like this team just has so many good role players that like they just defensively, like even if their offensive game is not doing incredibly great, like yes. they're just they are defensively. Josh Hart, Devin Chenzo, um, 
Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes, um, quickly has been pretty solid this year. And I don't even know if you count him as a role player, honestly. Uh, but yeah, like the Knicks, I'm they're 15th in offense, which I think is a good spot to be at. This is not a team that's ever going to be a top five offense. You know, like it's Jalen Brunson controlling everything. They were top five offense last year. They were top five last yeah, they year? they were like third. Oh, I actually did not know that. Um, I But I just don't, I don't know. I feel like 15th isn't a bad thing, I guess, especially for the way that Randall has uh, played so far. Um, they're top 10 in three-point makes and attempts, which was something that we saw last year too. Um, yeah, I just think that like Brunson, I hope Brunson makes the all-star game last year because he kind of was snubbed or I hope he makes it this year because he kind of was snubbed last year. He's been off to a bit of an iffy start. He had that huge game, obviously. Yeah. But I just 40, assume Randall's going to get a little bit better. But we are, he, he is following the trend though. Yes, the, he is. The all-star every one year, year. Every suck year. bad the next year, all-star. And this is, this is where it's bad again. This is so, where he sucks bad. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. You just got to punt this one. Yeah, once exactly. Once it's, yeah, um. They are an interesting team. Now, R.J. Barrett leading them in points and having career highs and pretty much everything is really exciting for them because I think that he was, you know, a tough one to, to sort of tough nut to crack right. in evaluation because um, I'll say, like, just to break it down a little bit, like, he doesn't really have any touch at the rim, I feel like, and he's very strong and he gets downhill and the shooting is really streaky. But right now the shooting looks like it was it's being put together. And I've seen the guy on Twitter that I follow. God, I wish I remembered his actual name, but I, I know that it's something to do with Prez, Pre, like, because he refers to himself as Prez. Okay. But he's a Knicks writer, mostly. Like the 2K um, For the Strickland. P-R-E-Z. Oh, yes, okay. so I guess, like, the 2K <laughs> Prez. Um, but he's a Knicks writer for the Strickland, and he, he did a lot of, like, breakdowns on his mechanics and how he felt like just watching preseason he thought that it's going to be rj's best shooting year because of his mechanics and it looks like he was right so um shout out to him that's nice because he, he got it right uh and so um but he's been very much so highlighting the fact that barrett's playing well so um shout out to him and i've enjoyed seeing that uh and mitchell robinson just defensively oh my god at the rim he's he's an absolute monster um the length and everything and it's not like he blocks a ton of shots but he just is always in the way yeah. just always always in the way and he's and a, hartenstein he's a, is pretty good too dude. hartenstein's great i think hartenstein's maybe the best backup big in the league off the top of my yeah. head um and robinson's Bagley disrespect that is it i guess <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I do think he's better than bagley um but yeah, I you know part and quickly, and it feels like Grimes is very is playing as confident as ever. I would say it's not like he's really like shooting the lights out or anything from percentage perspective. But it feels like there's no there's no second guessing when he gets right. the ball and he's got he's got a good look. He's letting it fly, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm not sure about this team either. I do think that they're going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't consider them contenders quite. I don't think that you know despite having a real maybe the best bench in the league or at least you know as many bench players as you could right. you could. Uh, rely upon um i don't think their stars are as good as other team stars or definitely even close, not really. yeah um yeah that's why like i still like the knicks i think they are like a their ceiling though is like sneaking in the conference finals like yeah you know like and yeah, that's I like think that's that they the could, win, they could win around yeah, yeah like somewhere last year I guess. yeah um so yeah the knicks were my first team in the playoff team i just i did add two teams into the the fun but am I confident last year? And I'll get to those later. Um, another team, though, another Eastern Conference team, the Cleveland Cavaliers are in my playoff team tier. Um, another team that's just been kind of hard to judge so far because Darius Garland missed a good amount of time to start the year. Jarrett Allen missed a good amount of time to start the year. So it's been difficult to kind of adjust to this team so far. Uh, they're 4-5 and five right now. A big thing that we kind of talked about coming into the year, at least that was talked about by just NBA fans in general, was like 
can Mobley like offensive game, you know, like improve. And obviously right. the three ball really has not it's been non existent basically for Mobley so far. Um I think a coral has been looked has looked pretty good. He um, uh, got hurt, has though, been no. yeah, he did. Uh Struce has been kinda hit or miss. He just but that's kinda how he is. He just has his games where he knocks down a lot of shots, has his game where he doesn't. Uh but I still think the Cavs are gonna be like they're still going to be fine. They're going to be a good defense. They were first in the league last year. They're 11th right now. Um, not good offensively, 25th offensively, but when you haven't had Darius Garland, it's kind of hard to adjust to that. So it's hard to judge the Cavs. Yeah, and when Garland has played, he hasn't been like great, right. I don't think. Um, at least he hasn't been to the level that I expect from him. I will say, as as the games go on and as you watch, I do I do continue to appreciate Donovan Mitchell. I think that he's... A tad bit underrated, like he's just yeah, he's just so good and has been so. so good for a decent amount of time now. You know, like I and think, he's so uh, good in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's very good in the playoffs. Like he's had a lot of incredible, incredible series. He's had a couple rough ones also, but um, generally pretty good in the playoffs. A guy that you can rely on, high volume shooter, and he's going to be efficient. He's going to play make at a decent level. Um, uh, shout out to Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if he gets enough love, but uh, yeah, this roster is interesting to me still. Like I was hoping that this year we'd get some more clarity on it. Doesn't feel like we quite have. I've enjoyed some of what Lavert is doing. Like I think Lavert's playing better defensively than he ever You're has. Right. I will say, um, but I don't know. You know, offensively he still just carries Lavert. Going to try and get get his buckets and not do a ton of other stuff. Um, or you know, not worry about a ton of other stuff. I. Do you think that they just? Do you think that this is just the four? Do you think that this is the core four? Allen Mobley, Allen Mobley, Garland, like Mitchell. going forward. Yeah, I am I starting. Don't. I'm starting to feel like there's a ceiling on these two, not only both as a backcourt, but also as a frontcourt. Right. Honestly, I I don't know what. It's just the problem is, what do you do if if it's not like what is what is the solution if if you kind of come to that realization like wow we're never gonna insert ourselves into the Boston and Milwaukee category. Like over the next yeah. X amount of years, right? Like, what do you what? Because is it? Do you give up on Allen? Do you give up on Garland? Both, Cause, maybe. Cause, do you, and Mitchell obviously, like he has his own situation going on with the contract. Yeah, situation. and he might he like um, it's sort of rumblings to say the least. It about seems him like going Mo- to the for the most part, Mobley and Mitchell, I would say, are your locks to stay. You would Agreed. love to keep Mitchell. Obviously. Yes, correct. If you um, can, those, yes. those are the top two that you want to keep. Garland just seems like a. It's he seems like too good of an asset to just to not just throw keep away. exactly. Yeah. But if I think like he doesn't fit right. But also, Allen is like on such a cheap contract. Like you, that's just so valuable to have. Maybe you want to move him before you have but to like, pay him, though. Right. But like, what's the alternative to Allen if it's not him? Like, what is the better alternative? Like to a, Allen? like a, like you move Mobley down and then just get a big four. But okay, oh, exa- Give me an example of a four then. Okay, like you could. the guy. Want to know what's funny? I mm-hmm. think the guy would be Lowry Markkinen, but. Uh, that's too. It just he, doesn't make sense. He though. makes sense for everybody. But that, no, that's what I'm but saying. Like he's an all star. Like you he's want a, a real. Exa- that's what I said. Like yeah, it's yeah. but like a realistic example. Yeah, an Allen level player maybe. <sighs> like, God, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> what if you went and got Nas Reed and played? That'd him be with pretty Mobley? sick, I guess. Yeah. Like, can your defense Nas still be? be can your defense still be good? Yeah, I think it can be good with Mobley. And captaining read. it, yeah, but you'd have to move off Garland probably. Because I'm just trying to think of a you need you can. I don't think your defense would be good in that situation if you still had the two like tiny right. guards. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I guess that that's where I'm at is like I think that in the playoffs having two tiny guards is probably a, a bridge. And we too saw Jalen Brunson just kill him, and yeah, then we obviously saw we saw Mitchell Robinson kill the bigs. Yes, exactly. And like I think that it's it becomes tough because Mobley is 
awesome, and I think he 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 had a shot to win Defensive Player of the Year last year, like a real a real legitimate case. And I think that what he does on that end of the floor is really special for his age. Offensively, like there's a lot to like for sure. The thing that I worry about is if he's your five, one rebounding is going to be a problem right oftentimes and not just like obviously it's a problem right now against Mitchell Robinson but not just Mitchell Robinson I think that there's even more bigs that that could that could rear its head on um so he'd he'd have to get stronger also offensively though I think that you gotta what I've been learning or what I've what I've been cultivating that maybe I never thought about three four years ago you got to be able to screen you got to have a guy that can set a good screen to to free up your guards I think last year watching Jakob Pertl sort of like just helped Fred Van Vliet so much when he got traded to Toronto. I was like, oh, well, yeah, now he has a guy that actually makes contact on screens. Moby doesn't really make contact on screens. Moby's just not a good screener. He's so thin and everything. Like, I don't right. I don't know that he'll ever really quite be very good at that skill. Obviously, he could develop it, but it feels like that's something that's a little bit more natural generally. And I'm not quite sure that he's ever going to be at the level that's good enough to be, like, an awesome center for a yes. guard, to have a really dynamic guard, like, play his best ball off of. And – uh, I so I worry about like finding a fit that makes sense on both ends of the floor um, for Mobley because you do got because what he's so special at you do have to build around him to a right. degree um, and it feels like going forward this thing is going to end up with Mobley at the five I just think it's important to find the right guy exactly because you can't like like you just mentioned like it's hard to you still need a guy that can rebound well because Mobley I mean he gets rebounds but like he's he just gets he, domi- can get, he could get dominated. He can get overpowered. By, exactly. Happens, yes. You know. And the screening, like, so you would want to bring in a four that also can do some of that. Do stuff. some of that stuff, but then you're just like, well, why don't we just keep Jared out? Maybe Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a world where something like that happened, but like that's again just like the most idealized version possible. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, does Garland could Garland get you cat in some sense? Yeah, I think so. I Maybe. think Minnesota would be down for that, right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but then, then you. But that's but then just you like, still got Allen. But also you gotta, trades, you find trades like that just don't happen right, either. Right. Like, that's just the most idealized thing. Like, like the Halliburton Sabonis trade was like the only one of those kind of trades that we've it. had. Like, yeah, that's true. Just like two studs get traded for each other. Like that just don't right. really be happening. Russ and CP3. Yeah. That. Yeah. But like at that time, though, people like people didn't want. Yes. Right. Um. And like the other, like, and then on the other side, like Garland's an awesome offensive player. Hasn't quite been this season, but generally, you know, Garland's a great offensive player. Yeah. He's an incredible playmaker. Can really shoot it, et cetera, et cetera. I, he just like defensively, there's limitations when you have two guards like six three and under. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. You know, I think that as much as we love them offensively, I think that like they're a little bit redundant. Him and Mitchell to to some degree. Um, not that they can't play together because clearly they can. Um, but I don't know if it's if the if the juice is worth the squeeze on the other end. I guess I like that analogy there. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you there. But I still think this is like a they're good. Like they're a good team. Still. They are good. They're absolutely yeah. good. But I'm saying to get to like Boston, they're not on contenders. Yes, they're right. they're outside looking in for sure. Um, so I have two teams left in my playoff teams tier. But why don't you throw throw out a team here? Because I've done the in last the playoff, couple ones in the playoff tier. In the playoffs um, tier. I think I, I just have one left. Say our oh, tears no, are no, kind no, of no, no, no. our tears are kind of thrown off, but it, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. We're just talking about teams. Um, how about the Thunder? I think the Thunder are playoff. The Thunder playoff are basketball. in my playoff tier team. I I I think that they because I like I said I added the fun, but will it last? tier and that usually just goes to a young teams that look pretty good i think the thunder will last i think the thunder will last too i have the thunder in the top eight like i think that they're different than those teams um and a lot of it has to do with their standout rookie chet holmgren like he has just been that dude um i don't know if this has changed but that's i saw the stat on twitter the other day that uh when chet holmgren and asar thompson are second third and fourth in total blocks in the nba this year which is just super cool um 
But yeah, I mean, Shea is just incredible too. Like when you, those other fun young teams don't quite have the superstar of Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I think that that is what totally separates them. Um, they have a pretty good bench. Your guy Misic has not really played at all no, this year, not at which all. is unfair. Both of our, they are not they're not respecting. Vazenkov don't right. play either. It's really messed Boku up. Boku doesn't play anymore. Um, but they still have like obviously great role guys. Um, Jalen Williams has looked so good this year. I mean his his strength that he put on this offseason. it's noticeable. It's totally it's, <laughs> it, it's noticeable from a just a looking at him yeah. standpoint. Yeah, he's just from what he does on the court too. Like he is he's a, hard to move. Right, he's an oddly jacked guy with yeah. like a seven three wings. <laughs> like his it legs, looks kind of weird. Enormous yeah. arms, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that it it really starts with Shea and Chet, who Chet got a shot for this rookie of the year. I'll say that much. For um, sure. I think defensively he's he's pretty unbelievable, and offensively he's probably a little bit better than Wemby right now. Uh, he's shooting fifty percent from three. That probably won't last, but he is an awesome shooter yes. for a, for a seven one guy or seven two guy. And I think that the way that he can put the ball on the floor is just comp- like absolutely almost unbelievable. Honestly, from his size, he can put the ball on the floor and like beat closeouts and things of that nature. And I think that, that stuff has really popped. He's at sixteen a game right now, and that'll only honestly go up. Like I think that he is that good to be like a sixteen and ten game a guy right. as a rookie, an efficient one, and he's good at defense. Like that is not normal at all. Um, and, and having him back has, has sort of changed. Him being this good this quickly, I think, changes the perception of this team in, in the present yes. to me. And I always love Chet as a prospect, but to, to think he was this this fast is, is pretty crazy. Every time I watch him, I'm just like, there's never been a more clear future all-star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's never been a more obvious, right. like, evaluation Like, ever. this guy's in deep boy talks Yeah, this dude is, is very good. Um, and you mentioned Shea, who's at about 29, 6, and 7 right now, which uh, you could probably expect for him from for the next right. almost decade. Um, and I feel like the point, like, from a scoring perspective, it could even be higher. I feel like Yeah, we averaged, like, 33 him, last year or something. Yeah, 32. I think he was 32. Yeah. Um, and this year, I, very honestly, like, doesn't feel like he's getting the calls that he got last year. Right. Like to put it very simply uh-huh. and that that's not that like it's not like like don't get me wrong last year like he he definitely sold calls to a degree and um but also he you do just follow him a lot because he gets yeah. to the rim anytime that he wants to and he has these extremely long arms that he he puts out like that and uh you're just probably going to hit him. Like when yeah. you're trying to get to the ball, you're probably going to hit his wrist. So and fun like, to watch. Yeah, he's he's so really he's so good all, around the rim, and he's never sped up or anything, and he plays at such an elite pace. And he's got this step back mid range jumper. He's got the pull up mid range jumper. The threes have not been falling yet, but I do believe that they probably will at some point. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that points per game got got above thirty relatively quickly. Uh, so yeah, I think that this team's probably going to stick around in the middle, yeah. you know, four, five, six seed around there. Plus another rookie that's been playing for them, Casey Wallace. He's very good too. He's I'm, played a yeah. lot more than I thought he was going to as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, he hasn't like started any games or anything, but right. he is. Yeah, he's playing. He's played every game and kind of a defensive specialist off the bench, he's, and he's, he's knocking really down well. threes. Yeah, yeah he's like, knocking down threes. He's playing he good play defense. Him? He keeps the ball moving, and yeah, I think that he shot better than anybody could ever expect from a rookie. Totally, immediately. So, especially I mean, coming out, he wasn't like. He wasn't, it wasn't like shooting super, wasn't his specialty. No, not you know? at all. He was, he was definitely a defensively oriented right. prospect. With We knew he could shoot, but to this level, I don't know if we uh-huh. expected. And I mean, a lot of it is just open catch and shoot yes, stuff. But, which is nice. And maybe it'll, it'll you know, simmer down a little I assume, bit. But, but, but he's played really well and he absolutely deserves yeah. more minutes. Yeah, I think the Thunder are, you know, all the preseason hype so far has lived up to the hype because of how good Chet Holmgren is. Um, the other guy, Lou Dort, also yeah, I think has played yeah. phenomenally, really. Dort is... Door is he's fun to watch, chamber. man. 
Yeah, he very much so, as much as any role player in the league, yes. inserts himself into the game. And the like, torture you know chamber is a real thing. But I do love when I do love when he like gets scored on and the other team's fan base always they that's their go to. It's just like the torture chamber. <laughs> I did like, it. <laughs> I've done that before. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I think Killian got him in the preseason. I was like, Oh, yeah, the torture yeah, chamber, huh? Like that yeah. I I love that part. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh Thunder question though. Um, oh, also respect to Mark Dagnall. I think my favorite coach in the league. I yeah. love the way that they run offense and the way that they use all their guards and all their skills so well. And, like, you know, there's always that good screens going on on the backside. Like, they're always occupying the backside defenders when they can. And they do a good job of minimizing – well, at least last year. I guess this year they got a lot of guys who can shoot. But last year uh-huh. they didn't. And I feel like they did a really good job of maximizing the, the guys who could and using, you know, Isaiah Joe as a ghost right. screener and, and having them, you know, start on the block and pick and roll and he'll, you know, pull up to the – or he'll uh, – rise to the to the top of the key for three if you if you leave somebody because you know you got to worry about Isaiah Joe there's a ton of stuff that they do stylistically Uh I think that's really fun um but I did want to ask Josh Giddy uh do you think that he's like a part of this team going forward yeah I think so you think so he hasn't been like phenomenal no but like what's what do you do like you move him to for like a forward kind of I think that you or maybe another guard I think he's just the odd man out yeah don't you think like I will say like one because he's the best at the be- at his best with the ball in his hands. I think that that's no secret. Yes. And I do like Josh Giddy. I mean, 6'8", jumbo playmaker. He's an unbelievable passer. Truly, like, one of the better passers. I, I like Giddy a lot, yeah. And, um, but he, there's no argument to him being one of the three best guys on this team going forward. You know, like, Jalen Williams and Chad, I think, are clearly past him. Yes, I And Shea, obviously, is the number one. Um it doesn't make like he's not at his best as a number four. So, and I don't think that he provides what you need as like a fourth option. Really. True. Like he's not a particularly good defender or shooter. Um, and you know, I feel like having him out there with those guys, don't get me wrong. Like the, the way that he can play make is valuable still, but it feels like he, both he deserves probably to get a little bit more rope than that, or at least a little right. bit more love than that from, from whatever team he's on. And like, like if he's on the Spurs, Oh my God, how awesome. That's a good point. You know, and, I think, you know what team I love with for him too. What's I actually did a two K rebuild the okay. jazz okay i, I yeah. got him on the well, jazz. the jazz just don't have any guards at all right but that's <laughs> just why i loved that yeah. yeah um yeah that makes sense too but like and it's just very clear to me that he's the last guy yeah kind of and i feel like you probably want to move on that rather quickly while his while his value still true there, maybe before you pay him too right and you can't pay him all probably. he could With be the, the guy rules, you really don't want to pay because him they're the thunder you know like the talk with the thunder which is it's probably gonna happen like they're just gonna have to make a big trade at some point right they have a million assets they like, just they and they have to get rid of them for marketing because they have so many picks maybe giddy's like the main like if they you know because obviously they have so many picks but you do also have to trade a guy too sure. you know so maybe giddy is the the guy but then that's like you're trading giddy plus picks that's getting you a stud you know like Lowry? that's not I feel like that. I feel like the price on Lowry might not even be that high. I think it might be. Like you might just be able to throw Every like team wants Lowry, Ujman Zhang, and a bunch of picks, dude. Yeah. Like five picks. Who's saying no? Then Giddy is your fifth. Giddy's off the. At that point, you just bring him off right. the bench because you just want a defensive. Or you guy. could say, like your yeah, fifth maybe option. maybe just Giddy for Lowry, and a Giddy and a pick. The Jazz would say no to that. I think that the, I think you, you think need, so. I think you need a plethora of picks, but you they have pay, so many. You got to pay Lowry though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's only like seventeen a year. Right Lowry now, fits though, like on a team like the Thunder more than he does team. as like the number one option on Utah. You Pro- know? Yeah, like he, he's a little overtaxed as a number one, but I think what makes him so awesome is he could be your yes, number two. Yes, and be spectacular. For sure. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I and maybe there's somebody else that could be available, but like they have He's so the many guy assets. That makes sense, yeah. They have so many assets, and if they got another guy, guy, like how do you if you're any team and they offer you like five first plus Josh Giddy for someone or just any of their young guys, like how do you say no? You know, like it's yeah. just if you're if you're in a situation that it makes sense. Right, I agree. Um, like it have to like what young guy is is worth more than that? There's not. There's only probably right. a handful, really. Uh, who is the guy on this? Who who would make sense for the Thunder? I'm trying to just think of another one. Because also, Presti had that whole like press conference where he was just like, "Yeah, like we got to figure out what we have here first before we make a big move," which and that's totally fair. makes that's sense. Fair, and but I feel like we're getting to the point where we like know. they have four firsts in this draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like which is hilarious. And like one of them like could be really. One, they have the. The Clippers swap, they have the Rockets pick, which is top four protected. So the Rockets probably aren't going to be to bottom four, probably you know. Not. So there's another potential lottery pick. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was just thinking about that, watching yeah. him play, I guess. Marketing would be phenomenal, obviously. Marketing yeah, would be, he'd be unbelievable. Great. I'm sure that there's other guys that yeah. I just don't have off the top of my head because I haven't thought about it enough. But it does feel like Giddy, the clock is ticking on Giddy and OKC to Potentially. me. Okay, so I have one more team. Do you want to take a guess on how far into this we are? Um. Oh, good question. <laughs> Hour and a half, maybe? Hour 45. How we'll many get, teams are there? A good amount. Yeah. I feel like we're about... But these are the ones that are quick, though. Like, I, uh, towards that's the what bottom. we say. I think the the lottery teams we are We haven't so, even done the Pistons yet. I know. That's what I'm, The Pistons are going to take a that's minute. That's an hour. Okay, let's... We can, we can start... <laughs> we can start... <laughs> We start moving a little bit faster. We can try. We're gonna get done in three hours. We will not. This will not go longer than three hours. That's yeah, we the might goal. need a like a net break. That's the goal. Um, okay, so at least we don't have Sports Central tonight, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. And there's not. Yeah, I, I don't do really the Pistons have anything play to do. tonight. No, they play tomorrow in season. Oh yeah, three. yeah, duh, duh, duh. Um, okay, I have one team left in the playoff tier. Okay. And this is a team that you might not have. Eh, you might, because I think you're high on this team as well. Um, but I think the ca- the general fan might not think that. Like I'm confident this oh, team okay, makes okay, okay, the okay. like avoids the playing. I I'm confident. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, all right. That's what last, I was gonna guess. Is my last team in the playoff team tier. Um. Yeah, I just like the Hawks. We 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 talked a lot about the Hawks, honestly. Um. We on the radio on Friday, so I'm not gonna go too deep in in thought here. I just think that should have been listening. If you you should have been. Yeah. Well, it's follow uh, Matt on Twitter at Griff one on one at me Kyle underscore Sandal twenty two because we tweet out the link every time we go live. You if do. you're not local, if you're local, just go to one on one point one the beat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Fridays one to three, Wednesdays eight to ten. But anyways, good plug. Um, I basically uh, the reason I'm confident in the Hawks is Trey Young hasn't been that good. They've still been pretty good. Trey Young will be going to exactly had that huge game in Mexico City. Trey Young will get good. Like that's just it's it's very simple. Um, but their offense, like this, this will end up being a really good offense. They're six in offense, anyways. Um, with Trey Young shooting twenty nine percent from three, thirty five percent from the field. Um, I think all of those like role player guys. Obviously, your guy Jalen Johnson's been I great, know. but I think Hunter, Sadiq Bay, I think Bogdanovich, they've all been pretty good so far. Um, they have eight guys that have played in all nine games this year, averaging. Almost ten points per game. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Which okay. is pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, um, they're good. <laughs> they're good. Dejounte's been better than yeah. I anticipated. I'll say, and like he's the one who I think like if you think Trey's gonna progress or like regress to the positive regression to the mean is how you would put it. Um, if you but like Dejounte might actually regress 
Yeah, like I think yeah, that yeah. that's in the cards to a degree. True, like true, he's true. just shooting kind of an unbelievable percentage from from the mid range and from three, really relative to kind of what we expect him to be. Um, but he's been really good. So much respect to him, and he is a good player. I just don't know if he's quite this good of a shooter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jalen Johnson has been my favorite part of watching this team so far. Him and Trey Young clearly have some somewhat of a dynamic, and uh, he uh, he's just like an awesome passer and a freak freak athlete, and he's just a very fun basketball yeah. player. I think to watch, he pops off the screen a lot, and um, I like I love watching him play. Like very simply, he Definitely. he is the reason. Like he will be the reason that I click onto a Hawks game compared to somebody yeah. else. Probably honestly, imagine if we would have had Ben on this. How long this would have been? I just was thinking about that. True. Shout out Ben Bosher too. He, yeah, he, he got will, the invite. He will be on. He's out eventually doing, doing lame shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, okay. Do you have any other teams in your like playoff? Yeah, team I have tiers? one other one because I snubbed a few. That's I why one. I created the second tier below it. I have one. I assume it's one of the two that are in my new tier. Okay. Go ahead. It might be. Maybe. I don't maybe know not. if you'd call them fun. Okay, then maybe not. The Clippers. Okay, it's not the Clippers. I didn't think so. The Clippers are in my play-in tournament tier. They might end up in the play-in, I'll say. But also, like, do you, they? Oh, do I just put them in the might be contenders, might lose in the play-in yes, tier? Yes, absolutely. I definitely do. But, do you but really, like, they suck. Do you really though. think they're gonna lose in a play? They have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Do I do? Do I think the Lakers or Suns are gonna lose in the play-in? No, <laughs> probably not. So like, I have to include them all together. Yeah, also, I almost think the teams. Suns might lose. That's more three than Western the other Conference ones, teams too, which is just hilarious. Yeah, well, uh, it's the West is where the old guys go. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Clippers, I moved them up. I moved them up to might be contenders, might lose in the play-in. Yeah, it's probably a great spot for them. I was like, the thing that 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 worries me or whatever um, is just the fact that, like, one, they're, like, healthy right now and they look bad. They're not going to be healthy the whole time. No shot. That's a good point. But is, that a, but is that a good thing? What? what no, okay, that not, not that guys, not guys getting injured, but like them, I know what you mean. Them having time to figure it out when like Kawhi is missing a week, and then probably PG's, it gets, yes, it, just, probably it, it gets hardened into his flow a little but bit. But here's more. A, like there was the um, I don't know if you saw it. There was like a Ty Lue quote. I wish I was more prepared for this. There was like a Ty Lue quote <laughs> where he was basically like, "Yeah, we just got to do a better job of playing Harden and Russell. Like they need to not be on the floor together." Basically, is what he said. And I was like, "Oh, which sick. like so you most traded, people, so you just trade everything for a guy that can't play next to your starting right. point guard. That's dope." But like, we also all knew that. Like, yeah. it's just ideal to bring Westbrook off the bench. Agree and start Terrence Mann. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, and you know that is still something that they could just do. Um, like that's that's very much so in the cards. Like I think that they're probably now they're three and six right now, and it, it's looked very bad. And uh, the defense has looked pretty bad. And the offense has looked pretty bad, and James Harden has looked very bad. But <laughs> he's averaging thirteen and four this year. Wow, that <laughs> that is, is crazy. Something. The um, four is the big one, dude. Like you can average thirteen, whatever. He's four one of the assists, best passers in the league. Like, he's, he's an all-world passer, and he just is averaging four assists. That's I think the great. games with Kawhi and Paul George have been weird too. Like Paul George had a good game with Harden, then and but Kawhi was quiet. Then it was the other way around. Kawhi had a big game, and Paul George was it's quiet. It's just a little. It's weird. Bit uh, there's probably a lot of uh, a lot to figure out with them, more so than really anybody else, because it is probably the toughest fit just on paper, um, as far as trying to get all those guys like straight, like get the value out of all those guys yes. that they could provide. Now, Tyloo also said, "Hey, we just gotta, we just gotta let Harden play. Like, we just gotta play Harden ball to a degree. He, you could make the like, 
He's their second best offensive player behind Kawhi. I think rel- relatively easily, in my opinion. Now you can say Paul George if you want to. Um, Maybe. But I, I'm I would a disagree. big Paul George guy, though. Just as an overall offensive player, though. You're right. I mean, like the playmaking, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like honestly, yes, he's yes. probably. I think like he's probably right there with Kawhi, just because Kawhi doesn't quite do that stuff as well. Right. And Kawhi's not. You're right. You're as right. available yeah. anymore. So maybe you do just run the offense through Harden. You just have all the awesome uh-huh. guys around him. And you bring Russ in as sort of a pace changer, like as a guy that can start. All right, now we'll now we'll up the pace. Now we'll uh-huh. up the tempo to a degree. Now we'll get out and transition as much as we can. And I think that that's probably sort of the the um, what's the word like the uh, the, the caveat. No, that's not what I was thinking. That's the uh, that's the uh, the the ingredients make a recipe. That's the recipe. Okay, that's okay. the recipe. I think is <laughs> is sort of like looking at them all in in that sense, and it kind of sucks because this was just like, oh, this is like a good spot for Russ, and now it's like. Not anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a good point. A we were, I was anymore. so excited for Russ this yeah, year. And, yeah, uh, it's, now you have Harden. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like you know, Harden's better than Russ, so it makes you better, I guess. But, um, uh, like, can you get the most out of those guys? Like the sum, yeah. the sum of the part, or like the, all the parts add up to more than the sum. Basically. I just still like, I still like. This is one of those teams that I can't say they're just they're just bad. Like. They're just not going to— I think they're going to figure they, it out. That's what it, I'm saying. It. Like, it's it, it also just happened in the middle of, you know, five games Would have been nice season. to have an offseason. Exactly. Would have been nice to have just a week of training camp. Yeah. You know, like, he literally just got thrown into the mix. Um, but like you said, it is a bit of a red flag that everyone's healthy, and it's good. But I think it's not the end of the world if, okay, Kawhi's going to miss the next three games. Right. Let Harden and Paul George. You guys figure things out as a duo. Okay, Paul George is now out. You guys, Harden and Kawhi figure it out, you know? So I think that that could help them. Um, but I think the Westbrook thing is is pretty crucial. Like, like having a sit down, just be like, "Hey, man, I know you like, like hated your life when I you came off news, the bench, <laughs> yeah, down the right. street at Staples." And like, it sucks, yeah, for him. You know, it does. Like, like, but also his it's his boy though. Like, he's happy that, that helps. He's there, that so. helps. And I think like if they start winning, like that probably cures yeah, everything. You yeah. know, winning cures all. But, um, like if you start bringing him off the bench and it doesn't work, I think you're almost just like, what do you do? Trade him? You're just like, I don't know. Who wants him? exactly? He at um, least it's different than last year, where last year he was making forty million dollars. Yes, like this year he's absolutely five. true. And so like, like a team maybe, could use him. Maybe maybe he'd be cool coming off the bench. Maybe he'd understand. Like, all right, it is. You're James coming Harden. off the bench to go crazy. Like, it's not like you're coming yeah. off the bench to stand in the corner. Right. Exactly. And you know, but then I guess that that leads the other thing is like, do you close games with him? Depends on the game. That's really the what's depends most on important. The game. You think it's okay if he's if he's having a good game? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. he was good off the bench with the Lakers last he, year to, when yeah, he played off the, time, the bench. Yeah, he just didn't play off the bench very often. Right, right. Uh, but, I mean, like, the bench is already, like, they kind of got a lot of cooks in that kitchen already with Powell and Bones. You're right. You know, like, how many, ah, ben- man, how many benches hard. do you have to say there's only one I think one your ideal closing lineup, it really is Harden, Norm, Kawhi, PG, and, and Plum or Zoo. Like Norm, well, Norm is probably the ideal fifth guy, right? Maybe Man. No, I think it'd be Man. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Like, man just for does the, def- the tertiary defense. stuff more, and like Paul's definitely a better scorer. And maybe if 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 Man's not making it just shots, depends on the game. Yeah, right. If Man's not making shots, then yeah, maybe it's Powell. But um, I don't know. I, like, yeah. PJ Tucker. Maybe could be PJ Tucker. Definitely could be specialist. Could be. I don't know. Takes, I, but yeah, take some weight off Kawhi and PJ. That's definitely the big the big thing is yeah. just Kawhi or Harden figuring all that out. And I got to watch them more. I haven't caught enough Harden Clippers stuff yet, just to like same really get a good grasp on what's going on or why I think it's it's not working. But uh, you know, you could get an idea generally. Right. Also, I will say from earlier in the season when I was watching the Clippers, I feel like Zubac's not playing 
to his level. Yeah, I feel like Plumley low key like Plum Dog might be better. better. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, th- that's possible. Yeah, I mean he kind of played a little bit more in the playoffs last year too. In that in their series against the Suns, it seemed like Plumley was all yeah. There a he lot more. he definitely adds a flavor, some flavor that that Zubac yeah. doesn't as a, a little playmaker. Bit of passing, yeah. Stuff. yeah. Okay, um, so that wraps up my playoff tier. I think that that was your last playoff team yep. tier in the Clippers. Um, I, like I said, I moved the Clippers up to the play-in tournament. So let's go over the two teams that I added a tier for. And I assume that, like, the, you know, we, we haven't talked about either of these teams yet. Okay. Um, and it is the fun, but am I confident it lasts tier. Fair. Um, yeah, any predictions on the two teams in this? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, uh, the Pacers are definitely one. Right? The Pacers are definitely one. I originally had the Pacers in my playoff team tier, and They're I was in my like, play in tier. I was like, I can't have them and Atlanta. I got to pick one or the other. Um, so I picked the Pacers. Yeah. I do you think? think do you know fair. the other one? I have a, a sneaking suspicion it could be the Rockets. It is indeed the Rockets. Yes, and I had the Rockets in the play in tier, but I was like, I feel like I, they deserve a little bit of respect for the way they've been playing ball. So they that's do. why that's they why I created this respect. tier to put the Pacers and the Rockets in here. Uh, let's talk about the Pacers first because let's. the Pacers might be the most must-watch TV team in the NBA. Probably. There's two re- I think there's a couple reasons okay. why. So there's Go obviously ahead. the reason that they have this unbelievable offense. Yes. Um, they're, they're the number one offense in the league right now. They're second in pace. So they play they play very fast. Yes. Um, they score. They're number one in half-court offense as well despite being in transition all the time. So like, there's just always – they're just putting the ball in the basket. You know? Now right. – um, they they seem like a real bitch to play against. To be completely <laughs> yeah. honest with you, like you have especially... your you have your infinite money glitch uh, system with the Pacers too. Yeah, with I the back to back. Yeah, I think no team's gonna beat them off a of back to back. Yeah, probably. like they're just there's just nobody's gonna want to get up off a of back to back and play right. the Pacers. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I mean, Giannis dropped fifty four on them and they still lost. That was gonna be my. Or, next I mean, the Pacers point. won. Is I mean. That... The other piece of this is that I so I have this little journal. That's actually what I'm reading off right now. Like this little journal, well, where I'll uh, I guess not a journal, it's a Google Doc where I'll like make notes. Just like if I notice something with a team, like something small with a okay. team when I'm watching them. And one of them is the first thing that I wrote about them, which was probably in their second game of the season, maybe that I wrote down was just like they'll just live in single coverage if somebody's killing them. Yeah. So you'll see somebody give them fifty. Go off. Yeah. Well, Maxi just did it, and Giannis yeah. just did it. If you see if there's a sick player playing against the the Pacers, you could probably bet on them for like forty five or forty or however high sports books will go, and you'll probably by the end of the season be like, oh yeah, all right, I made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a couple formulas with the Pacers. There are some, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah, I the pace, and I think that the passing, obviously, Tyrese Halliburton is just an unbelievable pass. He's averaging twenty four and twelve right now, but he just makes so many fun passes. He uh, yeah, he's he's the 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 leader of the jump pass revolution. Uh, he throws a million jump passes. Jump passes are good now. When the coaches told you Dude, never, to yeah, do the it. coaches were wrong. All right, if you can do it, you can do it. Yeah, I used to. I throw a lot of jump passes when I play basketball. My old um, co-host Easton, he's a basketball coach, and okay. he that's he's something he loves as well. Like he always he coaches girls basketball now, and he tells them like, jump passes are not a bad thing. Like yeah, it's like, I agree. and he always used to do jump. You passes. have to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. He he was a jump passer always, and he would always get in trouble for it. And he he's always been a hater of the you people that hate on jump angles passes. when you jump that you can't always access exactly. when you're on the you ground. You just have to be able to do so. You have to be able to do and so. Tyrese you have to be creative. Is, Tyrese is phenomenal at it. I think it. you have to be to a level creative. Yeah, he's phenomenal at it. He has, he's very good body contortion and control of his body. So, like, when he does jump, yeah. if he is in a precarious, like, he can kind of twist his body in a bunch of ways. Um, But... Yeah, I, uh, I've i enjoyed watching the play. I think Ben Matherin has taken a step as a passer. That's something that I've noticed this season. Maybe I wasn't watching him close enough before, but um, I think that he's just been – I don't know. I feel like the reads have been good. I feel like he's been making, like, skip passes and stuff, and I was like, I don't right. know if Ben Matherin was doing that last year. Um, so shout-out to Ben Matherin. He did also did a, a good job 
on Giannis down the stretch, like defensively. That was pretty crazy, that game when Giannis mm-hmm. had 54. Um, they play fast. They don't just play fast by running in transition. When it's half-court offense, they play with tempo. They're getting into their stuff yeah. very, very quickly. They're not waiting. Like, you watch some other teams well, Like you watch some other teams play. Um, I think Milwaukee was always like this, and that always frustrated me, uh, for, for example, where it's like you're not getting into anything till there's – 15 left on the shot clock and so now you have right. a lot less time or like 13 left on uh-huh. the shot clock so now you have less time like you're, you're sped up everything that you do is going to be sped right. up the Pacers are not like that they're getting into their sets they're getting into whatever actions they're running immediately and I, I appreciate that about them um shout out to coach Carlisle man done a done an incredible job with this team they are extremely fun yeah to always been a great offensive mind I think that they're gonna be do do good in the radio season because of what I mentioned earlier nobody uh-huh. wants to play them like yeah just off a of back-to-back or whatever a long road trip nobody wants to that's play. why I like I initially had them in that playoff team tier and then I just I decided to switch it up because the defense is like it's bad it's, it's bad. so bad it for sure is <laughs> but they they have a clear identity like yeah. we're just gonna play faster and try to score more than you Right. And which is, you know, it's not a six, it's not a championship winning no, identity, not, probably not. but it's fun. Like it's, it's, it's something that they are embracing. And I think it's cool. Like the 80s nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Michael Adams. And like they're, I think their role players have done a really good job, like shooting the ball. Aaron Neesmith has been phenomenal shooting threes. Um, Buddy Heald, obviously he's not a role player. He's one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Um, <laughs> he's a role player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a role player. Yes. But as far as shooting the three ball goes, yes, he's, he you, you can count on him ever. to shoot the three. Well, um, Bruce Brown has done a good job Turner. shooting the ball. Turner's been phenomenal this year. I love Miles Turner. Um, one of the, you know, you want an ideal NBA center that can just, just do it for sense. you. He just is. He, you point at Miles Turner. Yeah. You point at Brook Lopez. You, you know, shoot it. You block shots. You shoot threes. You space the floor. It's you know, it's dribble drive a little bit. Exactly. Turner, it's a, got a little throw down drive. a posterizing dunk if you need to. Like True. he just kind of does what you need. Um, and I think another reason why this is must watch TV is because they have some of the best highlight dudes. Like that Obi Toppin dunk the other night. That was sick. What was that, man? That was, that was incredible. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton makes Obviously. the most the fake no look passes. You know, like they're 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 hilarious. Watching Tyrese Halliburton makes me want to play basketball. Yeah, I like I want to go do that. Yeah, because like none of what he does feels like hard. <laughs> yes, none of what, it's like. Yeah, That's he just kind of he's makes just passing cool it passes. to the open guy. Yeah, all the time, and like he makes some cool passes, yeah. and like they look sick, but they they probably look a little bit sicker than they are right. like difficult. Yeah, which is the ideal mm-hmm. way to play. Basketball. I agree. And then even guys like Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, these are some high flying yep. athletic bigs that are going to have some post rising dunks. Like they're fun to watch. Ben Math. Ben Mathern is going to throw down some crazy dunks. Bruce Brown is an entertaining basketball player. Buddy Heald's going to lace threes left and right. Like, it's a fun group of guys to watch. Um, so they're there. The Houston Rockets are the other team. McConnell. <laughs> um, the, the Houston Rockets are my other team. Who is? The Red Cross. I thought you said Rick Ross. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be Rose. sick. We'd have to yeah. cancel the podcast. Would. For this. Actually, I probably just don't mind. That's true. Um, Boss. But Houston Rockets are my other team in the – fun but am i confident at last year this is for a much different reason than the indiana pacers though ime udoka has really um given this team an identity defensively their fifth team fifth defensive team in the nba right now and their 10th offense too so they are up to top 10 in both right now which is pretty crazy um they also aren't turning the ball over i think fred van vliet's done a great job with that they're fourth in assist to turnover ratio um their starting five i think have just all looked pretty good i think like as a unit that starting five is good obviously dylan brooks is knocking down shots so that helps a lot um and shangun you talked about it on the radio today like he has been phenomenal so far for this houston rockets team um it's it's early you know i can't i can't lock this team into being a playoff team as we know what we've seen but 
from the beginning of the season, I would I would have had Houston Rockets as a lottery team. I didn't think they were a top ten team in the West. Um, I picked their under. I'm pretty sure on over under wins, and that's that's changed. I think that they like this team is going to be a good defensive team all year, and that will lead to a, a handful of wins. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna check the video real quick. Dylan Brooks shooting. Should I keep going? No, you can keep going. All right, all right. Uh, Dylan Brooks shooting 55 percent from three and the field, which is pretty pretty crazy. I think defensively he's been as good as advertised. He's uh, matching up with the best player on the other team, whether that be you know with d- d- he'll match up with Zion and he'll match up with Brandon Ingram in the same game type deal. Like he kind of can do whatever you need. He was guarding like Wemby for a little bit. Now Wemby torched him I fear but sometimes that'll happen um he's only taking nine field goal attempts a game that's pretty nice they beat the Nuggets last night which is pretty sick um that was what I think that this is the team yeah I I had him in my play in tier and I think like what really decided what really told me to put them in the playoff tier because before I was like they haven't really beat anybody and now they beat the Nuggets right now obviously aren't they like a six game win streak five game win streak uh yeah I think I think so um and, like, they hadn't beat anybody, so I was like, ah, maybe, you know, whatever. Like, it's still early in the season, small sample size, yada, yada. But they did a good job against the Nuggets, and they won that game. And I, I watched a little bit of it last night as I was going to sleep. So, like, after it had already occurred, I saw what happened. And I, I was watching, and Jokic was really, really good. But, hey, so was, you know, yeah. Sangoon and those guys, and they, they fought back. And um, they're doing this with, despite, like, Jalen Green hasn't been, like, spectacular. Um, uh-huh. 19 points per game. So, like, you know, I think a lot of people considered him, like, hey, he's just a volume scorer. That's not really what he's done this season, but he's been relatively efficient not turning it over a ton like you mentioned um and yeah van vliet's been been a steadying force jabari smith shooting 36 from three whole team is shooting 37 percent from three so that's obviously really good to see um they don't have a men thompson right now he's injured tari easton's just coming back from injury and he's already doing the tari easton stuff yep. that we've come to expect you know all the hustle role player things um and yeah like sangoon has been unbelievable made strides on both ends of the floor um has touch has a bag can really pass offensively he's he's clearly you know their hub and what everything's going to run through on that end and defensively he's been extremely active um and i think that the rockets have done a good job of of you know now that they have van vliet and brooks and guys that he can depend on on the perimeter it's allowed him to be better as a defender down on the block and the you know up at the level of screens and things of that nature so I think that, you know, Yudoka has been extremely, extremely important for them. And I think that these guys taking taking leaps, particularly Sengun taking a leap, has been um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, this Rockets team, like I said, I was not very high on them coming into this year. They've doubted, like, or they've, they've, I've been doubted. I don't know. What am I trying to say? I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say either. You were doubtful? I was doubtful, and now I'm not, I guess. It's, I've, I've been changed my mind um, on the Rockets. They're fun, man. I just think yeah. that, like, like I really do think that they will be a top 10 probably defense by the end of the season. Like, top 15. Maybe. Yeah, I think top 15. And so year. I just think, like, they haven't played a lot it's going to be hard for, you're say. right, you're right. It's going to be hard for them to be bad with that kind of defense. You know, when you do have the offensive ability in Shangoon and Jalen Green, who's going to be able to score, you know, in, in bursts. And Fred Van Vliet, who I think has been pretty good so far for this yeah, team. Um, and this is without, you know, one of the stud rookies of this class, Amen Thompson. He's been injured for most of the season. Even when he did play, he has not played very much. Maybe there's a world where he kind of comes into his own uh, when he returns from injury. So that could obviously help boost them as well. Um, so those are my only two teams in the fun, but am I confident at last tier? And now we move into the play-in tier. And this is kind of a, like... You know, this is just, you think they're hovering around the plane, whether or not it's the seven seed, whether or not it's the 10 seed, whether or not it's just making it. It's vibes. For me. It's Yeah, it's playing vibes. You yeah. know, you just, you could see them playing in that game. I have five teams here um, in the play in spot. Why don't you give me a team first? Okay. Um, I'll go with the Kings. The Kings are my first team in this tier, actually. Yeah. Um, 
they obviously, you know, Darren Fox got hurt. and Which so is a big that, part to their season yeah, so far. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I got a question for you about the Kings. Okay. Who is Keon Ellis? I'll tell you. Because I will say. He's nice. I was watching well, the Kings game the other night. And I saw him score, and I like I said, yeah. I told you like that quiz that I did. Like I feel like I know about ninety six percent of the NBA players, and I saw him score, and I was like, I don't know who that is. So I looked him up, and I was like, he was on the Kings last year too. Yeah. Yes, he didn't was. didn't know that. He's like a defensive oriented, right? Basically, he started in a couple of games. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, they've been they've been running him out there. Yeah, I think he, he's just like a, a very good defensive player that they hope hit shots, kind of. And like, I mean, he, right. he keeps the ball moving and everything. And like, he, like he can drive a little bit and stuff. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I know a little bit about Keon Ellis. I'm not going to tell you that I've broken down a ton of yeah. Ellis, but I do know who he is. And now that he's playing, I think like he's been he's been pretty fun to watch. He started a couple games and I'm like, all right, good for Keon Ellis. Yeah. He's playing well. Looks like an NBA player. So yeah. he's mostly like defense defense is kind of his uh-huh. his deal. Yeah, but I mean the Kings in general though, they just obviously last year they're the best offense in the entire NBA. This year has been a much different start. They're the twenty fourth ranked offense. Um they just aren't shooting the ball well. Like no. I said, Keegan Murray's not shooting the ball well. Herder has not been like this elite shooter that they've been that they had last year. De'Aaron Fox injury plays a huge role in this. Um, Harrison Barnes obviously went crazy in game one, but since then he's kind of he's taken a step. Fine, yeah. um, so it's like I think their offense will pick it up, but I don't know if their defense is good enough to like for me to say they're they'll still make out of the play in tournament. You That's know? where I'm at with it. Yeah. Um the offense is not historically great, it seems. Uh, <laughs> not, because, not quite. yeah, part partially in due fact that the role players aren't just like shooting the shit out of yes. the ball again, um, and yeah, I mean, not having De'Aaron's a, a huge blow. He was he was really playing extremely well for yeah, those first was. couple games. Um, he's about to win Clutch Player of the Year again. Again, yeah, he averaging thirty. Uh, but obviously now it's just kind of hoping that Sabonis can carry the load and Keegan Murray can pick it up and Malik Monk a little bit. But those guys just, I mean, Sabonis I think has been pretty good to be honest right. when I've watched. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Monk has struggled a little bit and Davion Mitchell struggled, and they just kind of don't quite have the scoring punch that they probably need to be like an offensive oriented team that makes the playoffs right now yeah um I still put them in the plan because I think that when De'Aaron comes back they should be above 500 and that will hopefully be enough but yeah I don't know like this isn't a super inspiring unit right now to me yeah I'm I'm right there with you on the Kings I I hope that Vizenkov starts to play more yeah get Sasha some run I mean, man. you need you some need guys points? to hit threes you need points put in Sasha. just give him like a couple games where he gets like 30 minutes just see what happens. See what happens. Just like let, tell Harrison Barnes, hey, you got the weekend off. It's Sasha's time. <laughs> um, okay, my next team that I have in the play-in tier is the Orlando Magic, um, a team that I was I, I was high on the Orlando Magic coming into the season. Um, I think that they still like could for sure like be a play-in tournament team. When I watch the Magic, though, dude, I feel like their offense to me is just so clunky. I'm not a fan of their offensive game. It's just a lot of guys that are like, well, they just they don't have shooting and that's kind of why like that's the big part um because even their guards like aren't like markel fultz doesn't shoot threes they don't need all these guards man they, they don't they really <laughs> don't cole anthony's been a solid so far i love jalen suggs i think he has been i mean this is the fourth Jalen Suggs, i think is the best i love suggs um i was pretty high on suggs coming into this year i'm like him finally breaking out um that's kind of happening i mean he's he's averaging the most minutes uh in his career so far because last year he kind of just got shunned and averaged like 20 minutes a game <laughs> yeah. Um, but this year, you know, he's averaging 12, 5, and 3 on pretty good splits with two steals a night. Um, their defense, like I said, has been really good, but no, no one can shoot threes on this team, like literally at all. Last year, they had like Gary Harris holding it down to shoot threes. Um, but this year, it's just 
even the guards don't shoot threes, so it's really difficult for them to have a good-looking offense. So I, I consider putting them in the fun, but will it last here? But, like, they're not that fun. Like, I just they're not that fun to watch. Um, yeah. And the offense is weird. I still think this will be a good team. Like, Paolo Bencaro is, is great. Franz Wagner has looked pretty solid so far. But th- th- something will happen with the Magic. Like, like you said, with all the guards, like, they'll, they'll do something. Done. You think That's so? My, yeah, I think it's just, like, I think Fultz is just not a good – like or uh, an ideal supporting player for this team or what they need just because he can't shoot at all and yeah. I think I think he just the, doesn't even shoot like he's a little bit more defensively oriented but I don't like offensively I think like his defense is pretty good but offensively I think that he isn't great at like picking his spots right now when to be like I think he's a little okay. over aggressive for what he is right um and they, also obviously he can't shoot and teams know that he can't shoot and so he just kind of makes everything tougher yeah on everybody to a degree and I love Markel Fultz I love his story uh, yeah for um, sure without yeah a hundred thousand percent I just don't think that this is the right spot for him to yeah. say the least um maybe he gets a different a different start somewhere else and you know Utah. Just a, a team that yeah Utah maybe just a team send that fits Utah better the guards yeah just send Utah the guards just a team yeah anybody that fits him a little bit better Uh i think would be good for good for both parties um but they are third in defensive rating right now yeah and that's pretty awesome and um i think paulo's been pretty great i would say maybe not great he's been very good um franz has had a couple tough shooting games but i do i still love his process i still love everything that he's doing the shots just aren't always falling but he's still getting to the rim um at a you know relatively easily i think anthony black has been pretty solid anthony black has been pretty solid yeah um and he's been shooting it pretty well if i'm not mistaken and um you know they're five and four for a reason i think that this team will probably continue to be five and four the defense was really good last year during you know for a long stretch when bobo stopped being a part of the rotation (laughs) and they were pretty good when bobo stopped being a part of the rotation i feel like they're just kind of at that level still um jalen suggs has been unbelievable yeah i I love love watching it he's my favorite watch on the entire team i think that uh he's one of my favorite players to watch entirely dude just clamps, and he's so there's just always so much so chaos, emotional. and he's just doing stuff, man. He's just yeah. always, always doing stuff, cutting, running fast breaks, yada yada. Yeah, he's not the most talented offensive player by by any stretch of the imagination, but just a really fun defensive oriented he's hustle not a guy. Bust either. I hate the bust. No, he's not a bust. He's a good. Him. He's a good role. I think player. he's a solid he's a very player. Good role yeah, player. he was taken before Fifth. Josh Giddy and Franz Wagner, but like, who cares? Like, yeah, no, agree. He's done fine. Agree, and he rebounds, and he, he's a pretty good passer, very good transition passer, I think. Um, yeah. Wendell Carter has missed their last four games. He might be their best shooter um <laughs> which so, is kind of crazy <laughs> which is kind of shooter uh which is kind of crazy so uh that's no that's no small yeah subtraction so i had the pelicans in my play-in tier that was a team that we discussed earlier already yeah um so i have two more teams in this play-in tournament tier one of them may surprise you but why don't you throw me a, a play-in a play-in okay. tournament team here okay okay um not too many teams left for me at least i think i have like nine ten teams left that's still a good amount <laughs> that is, that is uh, a third of the league yes um how about the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are in my playing tier. I thought that maybe you would have them not in it because obviously they're a terrible start. They are terrible um, right now. They're the, literally the worst team in the NBA record. Actually, no, the Pistons are. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> worst team in the West. Uh, the the Grizzlies are two and eight. Um, we still haven't done the Pistons. Bad on both sides. Uh, second worst offense in the NBA. Um, just no. The offense is so rough. Because last year, like, they already weren't a good half-court offense last year. Like, they just lived in transition. And then you take away to a degree. John the Morant only, the and offense, Tyus Jones. The only half-court, like, creator, yes. basically. 
Um, like the only one that's creating anything for them. Exactly. And at a high level. Desmond Bain, like, has been good. Uh, that was Desmond Bain. Disrespect. Desmond Bain creates a little bit. He, and he's been good, but like he's just he. I would but say he's like overtaxed. Is you yeah, know? he absolutely is overtaxed. Um, I think he's done a But also, job. you have no John Morant. Like, I can't say this team is a lottery team. They're still going to be competing for the play-in, but they're not. <laughs> I wouldn't have had him in the play-in they tournament. They can't shoot right now. Literally. Also. And obviously they they lost uh, Stephen Adams for the year, which is a, a terrible loss. They already don't have Brandon Clark. <sighs> None of their young role guys that you would want to step up really have um, in a big way. It's it's not great right now for the Grizzlies. Like, what do you think their record will be when John Morant returns? He miss he's missing twenty five. So he's missed ten so far. Like, does this pace continue? Do they win Six five games? Is that recoverable? Six and nineteen to start the season is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, like what the like I don't think make... the Pistons will be six and nineteen, and they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, you know they might be six and nineteen. I don't know, dude. I got faith. We got people coming back, man. So that would be four and eleven here on out for the Grizzlies. If yes. I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah, maybe they could go five. Maybe they get seven wins, seven and eighteen. <laughs> just one know. more. Yeah, just one more. Um, but then after that, you got to win. You have to win so many. You have to win. You have to basically get to like thirty. Games, yeah, like basically. minimum thirty-five. They could do that. So okay, think, so let's let's but do like, that. It's not just that they don't have Ja right now. I think they're also just not shooting it well. Yes, you know, like like even that, like that's Luke Kennard, who's their three-point guy. Yeah, he's he's okay right now. And Bain, I guess you know, Bain is is shooting. 35%, which is below his standards, but also he's got to take different – like he has to shoot off the dribble and stuff more. Right. And like he, has to, he just has to be more aggressive. He's not a guy that should probably get 22 field goal attempts a game. Um, but despite that, yeah, I don't I don't uh, love what I've seen. I think the defense has been top half of the league, which is nice, I guess, and, you know, a testament a little bit to what Jaron Jackson and Marcus Smart are able to do. I was I thought it would be a little bit better than that. Um like when I was projecting right. what this team would be without Giles, like I mean, the defense should be awesome, and it's not quite awesome; it's just fine. Um, but yeah, they just don't have anybody that can get to the rim with any consistency at all, and you need to you need to put pressure on the rim to have a good offense in the NBA, and um, that's just not a thing that they have. Very very simply, but fortunately, yeah. John Morant puts as much pressure on the rim as anybody in the league, and so when he comes back, I do think that everybody will be able to fall into place um, a little bit more. We need we need Jaron to like shoot better. Um, we need Marcus Smart to shoot better, without a doubt, but. Um, you know, as things sort of sort of start to smooth out, and Xavier Tillman hopefully starts to shoot better, etc. Really, everybody except for Kennard to a degree. Um, if all of that can sort of come together, then there should be a play-in team. Yeah. So I've done the math. They have to go twenty-eight and twenty-nine in the remaining fifty-seven games to get to uh, to get to thirty-five wins. If they start seven and eighteen, which I might have done the math wrong. I think you did. But 35 wins doesn't get you in the playing tournament, right? No, but I think you did that math wrong. Did I? Did I? 7 and 18. 18 so plus 29 is... 18 plus 29 is... 47. Oh, yeah. 35 and 47. Yes. That's right. And then 7 plus 28 is 35. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's so right. That is right. They could do that. But you need more than 35. You need to be 500. Like, let's take a look at last year's NBA standings. They need to go... They need to... I, like thirty three and twenty four. They gotta win. They gotta win like forty games. I think thirty three and twenty four. If they start seven and eighteen, is, last is year possible? in the Western Conference, the ten seed Chicago or the in the East, the Chicago Bulls had forty wins. They were the ten seed. In the West, the Thunder had forty wins. So you like gotta get forty minimum. 
Yeah, they got to go like 30 and tw- I don't know. I guess they could. They yeah. could. Yeah. It's just like it's going to be hard, you know, like it's not it ain't set in stone. No. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's going it's a, right. a cakewalk. I'm just saying I think that they can do so it. So what if it's like really bad, right? Like what if when Ja comes back they're like they, still they got like four wins. Oh. Like Ooh. do you what do you do? Do you just be like, "Hey Ja, like no, why don't we still, just you still give it a shot?" Right. You still gotta give it a shot. Uh-huh. What if it does all just click? That's and true. Job back. But at some point, like, had, they might not have their pick. Honestly, I know Utah's got one of their picks from the Mike Conley trade. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that still exists or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about their their pick situation. I'm sure that I think that they own their. Yeah. Know, Whatever. But, they'll um, figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. I don't know. I I do think that this team can still squeak into the. Yes, plan. I think so too. Although maybe I I haven't done the math right, and I've already said ten West teams that are better. Yeah, but that's that's all right. Yeah. Um. Okay. My last team in the play-in tier is a team that I'm not like incredibly confident in. I almost put this team in the blow it up tier, um, just because they're in a really weird situation. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets is a team that that I have here in the will they make the play-in tournament tier. Um. Right now the Nets are five and five. They're in a weird spot. Cam Thomas has been that freaking dude. 27 points per game this year, but he is injured now, which is really unfortunate. Mikel Bridges has been, he's been all right. Like, he's had his games. He's had his games where he's not so great. He's shot the ball all right. Um, I thought Lonnie Walker has been really good. Guy off the bench from this year. Maybe if they want to cash in on some more assets, he could be a guy that they move. Uh, Ben Simmons, who we talk about a lot coming into this year. He's averaging six points per game. 11 rebounds and seven assists, though, so... Give him to that. Only six field goals a game, though. Come on, Ben. We got to shoot also more. Missed a couple games. We got to shoot more than that. Yeah. Um. He'd but yeah, that. like I think the Nets are just like they, they'll probably compete for a playing spot. But like, is is that their direction they want to go? Who knows? Maybe they do want to blow it up and try to you know get more picks because. But they also don't have a lot of their picks. So they're in a weird spot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. They are in a weird spot. And the fact that they're five and five just kind of makes sense. I will say, like, I think this defense is better than they have been, or at least from a statistical standpoint. Right. Like they've been, they just have a lot of good defenders. Yeah, and right now they're nineteenth in defense. Um, I think that should be top ten by the end of the season. To be honest with you, like if it if it evens out, um, especially with Cam Thomas missing time, that right. should help that end of the floor. Now, uh, if I want to be sort of positive on my outlook, I would say that Cameron Johnson and Mikael Bridges are both shooting under twenty nine percent from three. And that will not continue. That, that's true. I feel pretty confident in saying that. I hope um, Now, maybe Cam Thomas slows down. I honestly don't think he will. I think he is, this is just what he is. He's just going to get you 28 it a game, like it. just getting buckets. He would have uh, done this last year if they would have played him. He would have done this last year if they would have played him. Um, I don't know. I think that Claxton hasn't been as, as awesome as I was hoping he would. But, well, not that he hasn't been as awesome. He only played, like, a couple games at the start of the year. Uh, so, you know, not having him, he's probably the, the – third best player on the team maybe yeah. maybe second um and he just hasn't really played so he you don't get his production and i think that as he comes back what is his outlook from an injury perspective do you cam know? Yeah. i think it was like a no, month claxton oh claxton yeah let me look it up we'll find out yeah because i watched this team i've only this is this one is of the te- teams yes, that i haven't for really sure i guess i don't know i've watched like cam thomas um <laughs> cam thomas highlights um Nick Cla- oh, it's oh he's back man. now. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, it looks right, like he right, returned last right, night. Yeah, 10, 13, and four blocks. That's dope. But uh, the first game that he's back, he wasn't very good. I saw that one, and I, I don't know why I thought 
that he right whatever anyway um yeah this is not a team that i watch much at all so i don't have the best glass for grasp for it what i have seen is a lot of people talking about how good dennis smith jr is playing defense which is pretty dope however he's not playing that much yeah um he will play now that cam thomas is probably missing some time so i True. guess that there's that so i do think the defense as as dennis smith jr and claxton sort of sort of rear their head into into some warm minutes they'll probably start clamping dudes up but uh yeah i just haven't watched a ton so i don't have mm-hmm. a ton to say yeah me either uh, to be honest, i'm just kind of interested to see where what what happens with the nets because a lot yeah. they could go either direction really you know they have assets to move to get a good guy or to you know get more picks and or just stay where they're at you know it's they're really in a really interesting situation right now yeah um okay do you have any more teams in the play-in tier because um, for me i only have two in the blow it up and then i have six in the lottery i have one okay more in the play-in tier just because it's like there should be another eastern conference playing team I went with. Is it your Hornets? Yeah, I went with my Hornets. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't been. It's not like the record's good. <laughs> yeah, I have the Hornets in the lottery um, too. Yeah, and that's more than fair. This is very much so like betting on the fact that They'll before the improve. season I thought that they'd be pretty good, and I still kind of think that yeah. they should be pretty good. They just haven't been. Yeah, Lamelo's yeah. looked good. I think Lamello, Gordon Hayward has looked pretty good too. Surprisingly, yes, that's, better than I thought he would. I guess they're three at least. six right now, uh, and they are almost last in defense, which is not good. They're 29th in defense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that I'm betting on that maybe sort of not staying the case. Like, I'm betting on the defense at least putting together a stretch here where it's not horrific. Yeah. Uh, I Like, Mark Williams' defense has not quite been as good as I was hoping that it would be probably. Yeah. But, I think he's been good offensively, though. Yes, he has. And he's been very good on the boards. And that's, I guess really important but um i would love if gordon hayward could do anything on that end i will say it feels like he he has sort of turned his brain off when when the ball goes yeah. to the other team but i will say Lamelo's defense has impressed me a little bit when i watched um i think that he's been not just that one steal on halliburton just in general i think he's been more locked yeah. in on that end um and that is probably what's most important for this team he's been more locked in on that end and he's getting to the rim more is he finishing quite as well at the rim as you hope no but i think that, that will come at least he's getting there yes. now before he was selling for too many floor floaters and things now he's actually getting all the way to the rim when he's running pick and roll and that's very nice to see and so that's why i'm betting on them i think that they'll they'll start to generate more fouls and he'll just become a generally more efficient offensive player as that continues and over the last like five or so games the threes have started falling Uh they weren't at the start of the year but now they're kind of taking it slow i feel like to start off too and he's had a couple huge games lately he's had like four straight big games Uh and uh so you know if that will continue i think they'll continue to win games and i do think that that will continue to a degree now i'm not saying he's gonna average you know 32 like he has been doing but i think that uh he is going to have a very good season and in turn he will probably get this team to like you know the high 30s and wins and i think that if pj washington continues to play pretty well which I think he has on both ends of the floor, Willie, really. And Brandon Miller just got hurt, which sucks. Because it does. He, he was a lot of rookies good. been getting hurt, man. Yeah. Um, he got hurt. He was he had 11 in the first quarter against New York and got hurt. Oh, I actually didn't even know that. Yeah. That he got sucks. hurt in the first quarter. I knew he got like hurt, he but I didn't 40. realize he was going off. Yeah. It looked like he about that 40 in his was first Was it in MSG? First, yeah. Oh, MSG. that yeah, sucks, Yeah, it really sucks. Bro. really sucks. Uh, I, would leave, I would love, you know, I would love for the, for the defense to figure it out. Maybe get some more Bryce McGowan's minutes, but... Um, you know, that's that's just kind of the, the, the gamble yeah. I'm taking. They're not shooting particularly well from three. Terry Rozier was really bad when he was playing. He's injured right now, but when he was playing, it, it wasn't looking uh-huh. great. Um, and P.J. Washington and Brady Miller are both shooting under 28% from three, which is not what you want from right. from your wings. But but we'll see. Yeah. Miller was a really good college three-point shooter. So yeah, I don't on, have on any high volume, so hopefully he can pick it up. I don't up. worry about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with the Hornets. Like, I, I'm nothing really to say else. Uh, you kind of hit on everything. I do have them as a lottery team. I'm not obviously as high as 
on them as you are. Um, but I think that's fair. They just have, you know, they haven't been very great so far. It's it's kind of hard for me to buy into them. Um, and I don't know. We'll see what happens with them going forward. Two teams in this blow it up tier for me feel like they're pretty obvious. Do you want to guess them? The blow it up tier? The blow it up tier. I'll guess one you give me. A, is one of them Chicago? One of them is Chicago. Yes. Um, yeah, the Chicago Bulls are in the blow it up tier. The other team is in here for a different reason, I feel like, but I'll we'll talk about them later. Um yeah, the Bulls, I mean, just it's it's very clear. Like I don't I don't want to put them in the lottery. I don't want to put them it's in the time. maybe make the play in. It's like just just blow it it's up. Time. Because if they don't blow it up, they probably make the play in tournament. They I don't I don't know. They've been pretty bad. Um, they might is what I'll say. Yeah, they might. They're four and six right now. The only guys that really you've, you've look at this team is like, okay, they've been pretty good are like the two guys that are have value and that's Alex Caruso and Javon Carter. I feel like those guys have been like <laughs> the only guys with value. Alex Caruso. As far as like from what you would like to get in return from a Zach Levine trade and a DeMar DeRozan trade, you're just not going to get what you would think. I feel like personally, definitely not for DeRozan. I maybe think Levine, Levine, maybe Levine. Might net you something. Um, Levine has been pretty good. Like obviously he has, he's had his games. The, the Pistons game obviously was freaking incredible. Um, but this Bulls team, man, like Patrick Williams just doesn't play that much. Cause he just hasn't been very great. Um, I mean, they did just kill our Pistons, so that is, you know, that it's kind of sucks to talk shit about this team when they just beat your favorite team. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's time for the Bulls, man. It's just been a really rough year, um, and I kind of want to see Patrick Williams play more and like have maybe a more offensive role uh, than he currently does. I think a lot of people would like that. He just does. He just isn't aggressive, he right? But like, if Levine score. and DeRozan are gone, like maybe he kind of is forced to be, you know. You could be right about that, and I guess that that'd be nice to see. I don't know if I buy him like as anything more than a catch and shoot guy. Yeah, offense, honestly, I just so. want to watch. I just want to see. <laughs> yeah, I want to find out. Um, I think Drummond's been pretty good. Yeah, he was awesome against the Pistons. He was. Uh, but I feel like every time I watch him, he's the best center on the team. I will say, right? Like, I, I don't Vooch know. had a pretty good game last night. He did. He did. But I mean, they were just kind of showing him recovering, and they left yes. him wide open. True. Over and over. That's again. true. He's just <laughs> about shots, yeah. And they just live with that. But uh, yeah, I think Caruso's been super sick. I love watching Caruso defensively um, and offensively. He's been really like he's hitting his threes. Yeah. And, you know, he obviously always has been a guy that moves the ball pretty well and makes quick decisions. So he's been awesome. And I think every contender should probably hit their line outside of maybe Boston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boston does not. Need Boston him. does not need him. Um, but. Yeah, I, I think you got to blow it up. Yeah. Just get, just trade these it's guys. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, just trying. You got to tank to a degree. Tough year to tank. The draft isn't very good from what True. I understand. But um, I've been seeing the draft guys that, I, that I'm that i cool with on Twitter start posting their first mocks and stuff. Yeah. And it's been, it's college season fun. is tipping off, man. Yeah. Um, hey, tomorrow night, a lot of draft prospects playing tomorrow night. You got MSU Duke. You got Kansas, Kentucky. There you go. Should be a pretty fun My one. My dog, Roe, on Twitter. Uh-huh. His number one plays at Providence. I wish I remembered his name. Oh, I think um oh, I think I know who you're talking about. God, I can't I think I never of, heard of the guy. Before. I think I know who you're talking like, about. Like I pay attention to the draft a little. Like I'm not a super yeah. super heavy draft guy, but like it, I I, I like the become draft one. a lot. I love the draft once like the NBA season is Yes, yes, cuz then you just cuz um, usually the Pistons aren't playing in the playoffs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like I pay I pay very like once that happens Who I do you want the Pistons work, to get? Like, yeah. Throughout the season, I think I, I know who you're talking about. Now I want to look it up too. His name is like Dewey or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Cause I've been, I've been like, I'm pretty locked into college basketball. I'm a pretty big college yeah. basketball guy, yeah. so I've been. But I've never heard of that. Usually, I would know. I know all the other top guys. Like I've, right. I've, I've heard of all of them. I had never heard of this guy, and he's his number one, um, which is pretty dope. Garvey Duel. 
Okay, yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. I didn't know that he was like that rank got him ranked that high know, though. I Is it just like his guy? Else, yeah. His guy, his guy I know yeah. It's like a pretty weak draft, so like you might see a lot more that's like, true. deviation up there. But um yeah, I don't know. Just just wanted to mention that. And then yeah. I'd love to see if Providence ever played in Michigan because maybe that's good chalk. Maybe it yeah. Like they do. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um Maybe it turns out a little bit better than uh, Chris Dunn, who is a former lottery pick from, from Providence. Former, Prov- yeah. former uh, Fryer. Yep, former Fryer. Uh, Providence has been pretty good, actually, too, in hoops the last several years. Um, okay, so the other team in my blow it up tier is for a little bit of a different reason. It's it's another kind of obvious one before the season. You would have picked this team. It's the Toronto Raptors. Um, but I had them in the blow it up tier because I think it's just like this season has shown like this is Scotty Barnes team now. Correct. That is true. You know, that's why I wasn't sure if they should be blow it up or like playing. That's exactly. I had them in playing originally, but then I was like, why do I just have the bulls in this tier? Like, this is just the bulls tier. I need to add someone else. I just left the Raptors off. Cause I wasn't sure which way you wanted to go. Right. Exactly. Um, and, but what you're saying is, and, and yeah, it's it's not from a like we need to trade everyone because we suck. It's like okay, we need to trade Siakam while we can. That's why I think it's different because the the Raptors have the next guy. Yeah, this isn't blow it up and tank for them. I guess it's just blow it up. Yeah. Um, but but blow it up because you need to trade Siakam because he's gonna be all, he's a free agent. You can keep OG. Like I think you, he's about to be a free agent if too. if you want to resign him. I guess you gotta trade Siakam and get something for him. Get something that kind of helps Scotty Barnes a little bit more that fits around him better because he's been really good this year. I think. Schroeder, what do you think uh, is the type of player to surround Scotty Barnes with? I mean, like obviously, you know, you just want a guy that can defend and shoot like that. But that's a very clear. Yeah, like every guy could use a guy like that. Um, it's it's just you. you if you're trading Siakam, I guess you you want to trade someone that or for someone that kind of has a different play style than Siakam does. Someone that's less ball dominant. Dominant. I like having Scotty Barnes have the ball in his hand, like point Scotty type of thing. Yeah, Obviously, they use like, him a lot as a hub. Exactly. Now, and which I think is that cool. a guy who can come off of screens and come off of uh, DHOs and kind of knock down shots would be a a good get for this team. I don't necessarily know like what you know make what kind of trade makes sense because obviously the other team would have to want Siakam and make sense for them too, but. Um, I think that it's it's clear that Siakam's time has come in Toronto as as being this the number one guy. So I'm interested to see what they do. So that's why I have them in the blow it up tier. I'm gonna yeah, it's not blow it up in tank. It's just blow it up for for the Raptors. Trade Siakam. <laughs> Trade Siakam. <laughs> yes, tier. yes. Um, yeah, I think like, but but generally with the Raptors, like Scotty Barnes is that guy, man. Like he is very, he's been unbelievable this season. Uh, he's been efficient. He's shooting it pretty well defensively. I think he's becoming what, um, a lot of people sort of hoped he would when he was, when he was a young prospect. I think that a lot of people considered him like a more defensive oriented prospect. Um, and I wasn't, I I wasn't super convinced of that based on his like first two seasons in the league that he was like a, um, a, Uh a super nasty defender, but it feels like he's playing that way right now. Um, he's an unbelievable transition player, grab and go guy, just, you know, run the court very fast. He's very long. Um, um, and he's an awesome passer. Uh, he's he's very strong. Like he 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 can kill mismatches. Um, and you know, like it, he does post up quite a bit. If you want to put a smaller guy on him, he'll post him up and he'll get into his chest and he'll yeah. put him under the basket. If you want to put a bigger guy on him, he's generally a little bit quicker. Um, and yeah, I, I like that's that's just an awesome type of player to build around. Becoming you know, 
like just just this guy that I think like he's becoming the idealized version of himself, which is very very fun to watch him grow into. I think I watched that Spurs game where they came back and it was basically off the yeah. back of Scotty Barnes, and I was just like, man, this dude is is very much he's so putting really, this yeah. te- like he's taking this team over completely. He's having like, a phenomenal no season. Yeah, um, he's been awesome, and you know I think that adding guys like you mentioned, I mean obviously having three and D guys is always going to help, but I think like surrounding him with guys that can like really smart cutters, I think would be nice because yeah. he's a very good passer, yeah, that's high true. Post type deal. I think that if you get more guys that just know where to be and what to do that could help a lot and uh obviously they could they could definitely use more shooting um shout out to dennis Schroeder, who i think he's been playing really, been really well good as well. yeah um but yeah i've i've enjoyed watching the rafters more than i have in the past couple of seasons because they've of been pretty unwatchable i believe they do play tonight um so that okay. might be the game that i check yeah. out there's only a couple games tonight yeah we'll but. see because i just don't know what team like makes sense to trade for siakam because if you're trading for siakam i'm assuming that you are extending siakam so yeah, right yeah, who makes sense versus Siakam is definitely an, an interesting question. There, there is teams that would like you know could definitely use him. It's just like what about the Thunder? I'm trying to is the Thunder is the Thunder a team? They're not not a team, I guess. Ah, I don't Siakam, know how much I like the fit. Siakam again, like dude, Siakam is a weird player. He is a really weird player. I've seen him be like a number two on a championship. Like I've seen him be like a supporting cast yes. guy on a championship team. So clearly he can be, I guess. Uh-huh. But it feels like that was a little bit different of a player. He also wasn't and like also. It was. It wasn't at the volume that he currently is. Wasn't at, at the volume that he currently has. Also, that was like Kawhi was a number one. Not only was he spectacular, <laughs> he was the number one. Yeah. Not only was he like super spectacular, he was also like a guy where like having a guy like Siakam next to him makes sense. They don't operate in all the same areas right. and stuff of that nature, which is a problem That's that true. you run into a little bit with these other number ones. I yes. Think, sometimes. So yeah, I'm not positive what I would want him or like what I would I would do for him or like where I would want him to go. I, should I know. Say. It's really weird. Yeah, but uh, I think that he's good. Yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely good. Yeah. It's just the fact that he like you have to extend him definitely makes things interesting. It is funny when people call him a fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does is spin. Moves. He does do lots. He just he spams does. that B button. He does spam that B button. Yeah, spams the double. Um, okay, so that wraps up. Blow it up tier for me. I'm in the lottery tier now. And are you? Are you all of your teams outside of the lottery been talked about? I believe so. I believe uh, so. Yes. Too. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I have five teams. We have five teams that haven't yet to be named. The Hornets I didn't name were this tier lottery. I just named it Suck. Okay, that that's good. <laughs> um, uh, you already talked about the Hornets, so that was my sixth team in this tier. We need to talk about the team that is probably a lot of people have been waiting to hear us talk about for most of this podcast. Um, we're at we officially have passed the two and a half hour mark. So, wow, isn't what? that crazy, dude? We're it's just at an hour and a half. Yeah, I know, that's dude. Wild. I'm freaking hungry, dude. I'm pretty. I might. I, I might need a nap. I'm also hungry. Yeah, this is not good. I made my. I, I did make breakfast before I came here. I, I did not. Little... I had a donut. Okay, that's, that's all not, I've had to eat today. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so yeah. let's let's try to speed through these. But this first team is going to be. We're going to. It's going to be hard to speed through. Two this of these first teams team. will be tough to speed through, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I I agree. The, the other three Maybe. is the other one, the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I think the other three will be pretty quick. Like we'll talk about them, but like. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Pistons, man. Okay. They are the first team we need to talk about. The Pistons are the worst record in the NBA, 2-9. and nine. Um, Not only are we 2-9, and nine, but we've lost eight straight games, the longest losing streak in the NBA by quite a lot. Um, and it's been rough, man. Uh, we've had games where games against, like, the Phoenix Suns and kind of the Chicago Bulls last night where we just get kind of blown out. You know, like, the Bulls game, we were in it for a little bit, um, but then the second half, we were just getting blown out. Uh, then we have games like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers where, wow, we're beating a really good team for like most of this game. We look pretty good. Are we actually good? 
then we just blow it because we can't really close games and where our offense just gets very, very stagnant at the end of games. Um, and then, but I, and the common denominator is that we just lose. We, we're losing games and it can't win. What are you, what, what's going on with the Pistons, Matt? Yeah. We can talk about bright spots too. Like it doesn't have to be all negativity here. We'll talk about bright spots, but negative. What's going on with the Pistons? Well, I is think it the, just that we have four guys hurt that are going to? That's help. probably the first thing that's going on with the Pistons. And I like to remind the, people of half that. the rotation quite frequently. Is, is in street clothes, yes. you know, and like Jaden Ivey clearly not all the way back right. yet, from what I could understand yesterday. Um, and you know, Jalen Duran. Ankle bo- ankle problems. He's going to be out for a little bit. It looks like Boyan obviously out for a little bit. Those are two probable starters. Um, mm-hmm. Burks yeah, just returned. Yeah, Burks just returned yesterday, Monte, so he's missed some time. Monte still Liv. like Livers. Yeah, all these guys are going to play or would be playing. I think and would help and would help. Um, Even Joe Harris. Yeah, he might help. He might not. Help. Yeah, true. Uh, we got Kevin Knox. Yeah, we have Kevin Knox. Shout out. Dude, the Kevin Knox games last year were my favorite games. <laughs> were they? Like, because those are the memorable ones. Like, the yeah, games were like, you know, Cade has a big game. Like, obviously, you remember those. But when guys like Kevin Knox or like Eugene Omarui come in the game and just drop 15, like, those are the games you remember. True. Yeah, he did it last night. Shout out to Kevin yeah. Knox. Um, but, but, anyways, yeah, it, this is one, this is a very young team. And incredibly young. Young teams don't win very much, to be completely honest. This is why, like, I was never the most, like, oh, Pistons are going to make a plane. Like, I never thought they were going to make a plane or anything. It's a very young, young basketball yes. team, especially right now with Mate and Boyan and guys out. Um, also, there's probably not – there's there's very few guys that are good at both offense and defense on the team, so that makes lineup construction pretty <laughs> difficult because point. you're always giving something up. Uh, right now we're bottom 10 in both offense and defense, unfortunately. And yeah. I, the defense one in particular doesn't – doesn't surprise me a ton because there's not a, like now that Bagley's playing more and Wiseman's playing. Oh my God, um, there's not a ton to to hang your hat on. There's not a ton at the yeah. on the back line to really to really help you out. Asar's been unbelievable on that end, and um, Isaiah Stewart's had a really great season. Yeah, I think Beef Stew has been like probably the biggest bright spot. Pro- of the yeah, year. yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, but you know we we you got to have Asar out there to get him the reps and everything. But he can't score the ball, and so that hurts quite a bit. Um, there's no reason to really guard him right now uh, on the three point line. Not and, only can he not score, but like he just airballs a lot, dude. Yeah, they're bad misses. He has a lot of bad misses. Like yeah, and he has a lot of bricks off the glass too. It's like oh man, I, I he definitely leaves league in airballs. It sucks too because I. I he I root for him so much, obviously, because he's he's awesome. Like, and you kind of need him out there. You need him out there. You need him out there. But like, and, just don't pass it to him. I really don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think he, he just got to clearly let him want shoot. him he just to shoot. play through it. Yeah, yes, they want him. And to he shoot. is like, I give him through. like credit for that because it's not hard. lost confidence. It's hard as a rookie to continue to shoot threes when pro NBA players are just letting you do it and you're missing. You're poorly. shooting fifteen percent, and yeah. like a lot of them are really bad misses. Yeah, but. You know, I'm not a. I'll, I'll always appreciate the other stuff. You know, like definitely yes. He's an unbelievable rebounder and an unbelievable defensive player. Second in the NBA in rebounds, Asar that's Thompson un- in total rebounds. Insane. He's a six six rookie, bro. You know, like <laughs> this guy. Crazy. This guy's. He had ten rebounds at the start of the second quarter last night. Yeah, he's not. He's not normal. Really, he really yeah. is not normal. Um, and there's so much cool st- stuff that he does every single night. And um, I love him as a player, and I love all the things that he brings and how unique he is. However, 
he does make offense a lot harder right now. In the very present, he makes yeah. things tougher on everybody. Um, Cade turns the ball over a lot, and he's not a very efficient scorer right now. It feels like we've had a tough stretch of games from an efficiency yeah, standpoint sadly. at this point. We are um, under 30% from three. We are well. aching for a Cade masterclass anytime soon because things are getting tougher and tougher to defend. Uh, he is. I already saw a Twitter, a video on Twitter of someone just saying Cade is a fraud. And it was like breaking yep. down his last couple of games, yep. and I was just like, "It's happening." There I watched like a... the first ten seconds. I was like, "I can't, I can't watch." This, yeah, this. no. Like, was it the guy that hates on Killian? I think I saw. It might have been. The it stat, might have been that stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. Yes. Fuck that guy. Literally, Actually, fuck dude. that guy. Actually, fuck that <laughs> this guy. This is a hater. I, yes, I I legitimately dislike. Yeah. Him. All right. Um, moving on. But yeah, uh, Cade. <laughs> I believe Andy Bailey tweeted out today. I saw a couple people retweet and quote tweeted that of the 98 players who have taken as many shots as Cade has through his first, you know, however many right. games, he's last in effective field goal percentage of 98. That oh. is not good. Uh, he also he, leads the entire NBA in total in turn, minutes. Uh, yes. We have played more games than. Oh, yeah, true. We have though. 11. Yeah, that's that. That's he also true. leads in total turnovers. And Asar's got the rebounds. Yeah, so, Asar's yeah. got the rebounds. Uh, but, yeah, um, so, you know, he's not putting the ball in the basket at a high level. He's not in a good situation to do so whatsoever. Um, I will say if he continues to just not be able to shoot, then by, like, game 30, you got to really, like, you can't just be like, Change the there's no spacing. Upskew, it's like, yeah. well, he just has to score sometimes. Right. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I do think that I, I'm not, like, just saying Kate is just this inefficient scorer guy. Correct. Because – if you watch the Pistons games, which obviously we do, um, the, the regular NBA fan who is just like hating on the Pistons probably doesn't because it hasn't been necessarily pretty. Um, the offense is just, it's hard for Cade to do what he wants to do, you know, because he loves that little pull-up mid-range spot. Um, and we saw it early in the Philly game. Joel Embiid is playing in a drop. Like it's, he had like, like good, like three or four mid-ranges right in the beginning of that game. It works pretty well. But when the defense collapses at the level that it does, like with by when the he's second getting gapped quarter, and when there's a ton of help at the nail, and exactly. A ton like, of, and, when like, he's coming right off of the screen, yeah. And the guy who's on the wing is Asar Thompson, and they're just not even like he's just doubling basically right off of that screen. Like it's it becomes very difficult for Cade to do what he wants. Correct, correct. He is operating in a phone booth more than probably anybody else in the league, and I, I would say like he's not doing a great job of it. I think he right. Is, I mean, he's turning I mean, the ball over at a, quite seven. a high percentage. Yeah, as well. exactly. Like I don't think that he's he's done great in those circumstances. However, those circumstances are absolutely ridiculous, and they, they shouldn't yeah. be. No player should be judged upon what they do in those circumstances. Um, I do wish that he was shooting it better, though, because that's not why he's shooting thirty percent under thirty percent from three. You know what I mean? The threes are um, yeah, the threes are different. And it, he was shooting it really well early uh, in the he season. Was. It just kind of fell off. Uh, apparently, he's sick. That was a thing. Oh, really? That he got a little bit of the ivy sickness. Um, and I honestly kind of noticed it yesterday. I felt. Like he was kind of sluggish. sluggish. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was a little sluggish. Maybe part of that is fatigue as well, because he mm-hmm. is kind of doing everything, and we're playing a lot. And we and just haven't had many like two days in a row. No off, off nights. Yeah. No. Um. And he's thirty six a game, like you mentioned, or thirty six minutes a game, leading the league in minutes. That that could happen for a guy that right. you know just didn't play an entire season. So the conditioning is still probably a work in progress. Um. But you know, there obviously there's flashes of the excellence that we that we believe in him. Um, to be there's there's times where it looks like he could be you know a future All NBA guy you know that that happens right. just enough for me to believe for sure. But again, like it's still very early. It's only eleven games. If by game thirty it looks like it's looked for the last five, then yeah, Cade is probably not. Yeah, there. you know that that just is what it is. I got a um, question. Okay, concerned or not? Saw a video this morning actually that said Jaden Ivey has taken out all things Detroit Pistons out of his Instagram bio. 
but they were never I, there. I went and checked, and that's what I that's what I was gonna say. Like I don't, I can't I saw confirm some people saying it. They were I can't there. or cannot confirm that he had anything in his bio prior. Uh, everybody was saying he never had. The okay, people that I okay, that's know, good. We're saying that he he never had anything there. Okay, so, that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. I'm I not. Just, I hope he plays. I'm not man. concerned with like his mental right now. Like I don't. I he was just sick. Yeah. Like he wasn't. No, yeah. I'm not concerned about last night either. Like yeah, him only getting eleven or twelve minutes. I think a little still working. But I hope when he's fully recovered, like. We can't be playing him less than 20 minutes. Correct. I also think, like, it's kind of dumb to just play him, like, 11. Like, if you're only going to play him 11 minutes, have him Why'd he play? Yeah. Right. Um, but. Hurts his stats. It hurts his stats. I think that it hurts, really. Like, he it didn't seem, like, he wasn't getting valuable. Right, yeah. Out there or uh-huh. anything. They just let him, let him sit again. Um, but, but, but we've had, Brad, like, Marcus Sasser has been a phenomenal been awesome. rookie. Yes. Um, scores yes, the ball absolutely. at a very high clip. I think his playmaking last night was honestly pretty good, too, because uh, he, he played a lot of guard. Um, Killian Hayes, I really do think is having a good year. Obviously, if you guys listened to the last episode, you know Matt is the Killian dog. Hayes guy. Um, I've also always been a Killian Hayes guy. He's t- top ten in the NBA in assist to turnover ratio, um, and that's that's not even with getting a lot of assists either. It's just because he does no, he not does turn, not turn the, ball the ball over less and, than one a game. Yeah, which is awesome because everybody else does. So <laughs> yeah. having a guy that doesn't does and feel people like wonder a why he share. continues to play. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean he should take out the first game. He's shooting the lights out of the ball, kind of yeah. like he's shooting the best that he ever has for sure. I think yeah, he's yeah. got a career high in most. Most everything, really, like from uh-huh. an efficiency standpoint, at least. Um, Points and per game, too. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's 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 tough because. Yeah, points per game, 11 points per game. That's nice to see more points than it will attempts. That's a good benchmark. <laughs> um, he, they're using him not like I think that he's going to be used when the team is good. I'll say, like he's getting the he has the ball a lot. Yes, probably more than he should, and like definitely the, more than he should. Like some of the we talked about this the other day, but like the, some of the pull up mid ranges, like just gotta Don't just have, have to be eliminated. Be, yeah, like I just think that he doesn't have to be running a ton of pick and roll. Probably definitely not as much as he is. Now I get it. Like somebody, it can't just be Cade every single time. You know, like somebody has to relieve right. him a little yes. bit. And right now, but Monte we don't Burks, quite have the guys. Like yes, and so so he is, and I think that he's doing a fine job. And um, you know, he's playing well enough to to solidify himself as at least part of the rotation, even if he's not a starter. Yeah, which you could definitely argue he shouldn't. Be. And I don't know the numbers, but I just from a, a feel standpoint, I feel like he's been pretty good off catch and shoot threes. Yeah, I think like the last like couple respectable. weeks after the first game, he shot well from three yeah. straight up. Uh-huh. You know, like he's just been a pretty good three point shooter. And if he's he's giving you that, if he's if he's over fifty true shooting, then this is a guy that absolutely should be in the league. You know, like not just in the league, but like getting some getting some burn. Yes. Um. So you know, it's it's really just a question of can he continue doing that uh-huh. i think that the pistons like i said like we not we can't panic incredibly hard because we just have so many guys out that are going to be key contributors to this rotation but we also are two and nine and we've lost eight straight games like it's hard to not just be like wow this sucks because like it just does kind of suck you know like it just it is what it is um but hopefully and, like, we talked about this before, too. I hope that the guys kind of return in spurts. I hope they all don't return at the same time. Yeah. Because I want to see – I just – I'm interested what we'll the rotation – more variation. With what the does rotation. the rotation yes. look like? Um, Someone asked uh, Monty Williams about Bojan and was like, what did Asar Thompson do to win the starting spot, basically? And he was just like, he didn't. Bojan <laughs> got hurt. Like, yeah. that's basically what he said. Yeah. So, I think he kind of confirmed that Bojan will probably start over Asar once he comes back. Right. Which I'm interested to see what Asar's minutes still look like because he definitely deserves to still play a lot of minutes from what he does defensively. Um, and I think Asar-Bojan minutes together could be very beneficial. So, yeah. interested to see to what happens. But Beef Stew has, to, has for sure He's earned, earned it. He's been very good. 44% from three on four attempts, man. Yeah. 
it's pretty phenomenal. awesome. Pretty awesome. I feel, yeah, I'm very pleased with what Beef Stew has done this season. Uh, I think defensively he's stood out yes. as well. He's probably been the best defender on the team this season, too, or outside of Asar. He's been the second best defender on the team this season, to be completely honest with yeah. you. Um, you know, he's still turned the, the ball over more than you'd hope. You know, he's got like From a 30, big, yeah. 30% more turnovers and assists. That's not very good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the shooting is there, and that that's just you know, kind of step one to him being a four, yes. like a, a, a reliable four. And so if he continues that up, then I have no no qualms with Stu at the moment. Obviously, the turnovers is sort of the next thing to worry about. But I'm overall happy with what Stu has done yeah. this season, without a doubt. Um, the other guy I think that is definitely mentionable is Jalen Duran. Yeah. Who was unbelievable at the start of the season. The first, like, three or four games, he was absolutely unreal. Incredible. And then since that, like, he got the ankle injury, and it clearly, like, sort of bothered him. And I just think defensively he has not been the same guy that he was the first couple games of the right. year. Um, and I hopefully that was just an ankle thing and not, you know, the first three games being um, – a fluke. Yeah, but. I mean, because he's also just been like in and out the last, so it's clear yep. that his ankle yep. is not like a hundred percent. And hopefully, Correct. like just Correct. as much as I hate the James Wiseman minutes, like sit him until he's like good. You know, we don't yeah. we don't need this like halfway good Jalen Dern. Absolutely. And speaking of James Wiseman minutes, we can just play Stu as a five. That's what I was gonna say, dude. Why do we? Because they they closed out the uh, the Philly game like that. Yeah. Or not the Philly game. Um. No, the Philly game. Right? What did Dern not play in the Philly? He played in the Philly game, right? No, he didn't. You're right. No, he didn't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They closed the Bulls game like that. Yes. Sure. Um, with with Stu at the five, and yeah. so I just why can't Durant you just, didn't finish the Philly. Game. Why can't you just yeah yeah that's what it was. Why can't you just like make that the starting lineup? Like, I agree. Who who else? Well, once Boyan comes back, that should it should just be that if yes. Durant's still out. Yes. You know, like it should just be Asar and Boyan start uh-huh. together next to Stu at the five. I'd love an injury update on on everyone. We haven't really got yeah, one just in a, a full. Uh, we need like a full like like. Five pairs. Are they day to day? Are yeah. they week to week? Yeah, I'm not super. I don't know. Like, I'm not super. Locked Who would you start as that fifth spot right now if they decided to do that? Burks, right? Maybe Sasser. Just move but then Sarah you got down. But then you probably got Burks. Yeah, probably Burks. Yeah, like it's a smaller lineup for sure. But like, it's, or I think you're Ivy? sacrificing that for Bagley. Ivy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd like for it to be Ivy. Uh, the offense is so bad right now. Maybe it just got to be Ivy. Somebody that can get to the rim and yeah. do something. True, yeah. Get, uh-huh. get a couple buckets. I guess Burks also gets buckets, to be fair. He but, gets hella buckets. But yeah. he's been so good off the bench, you almost don't want to move him anywhere. Right, that's true. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, the outlook on this team, like, I don't think they're going to be very good. It'll be better once everybody's back and hopefully more watchable. Um, they're still, like, top play five in, like, is, percentage and stuff. But playing is just not – it's not in the cards right now, unfortunately. Um, no. But – No, it's not. Hawks – on Hawks tomorrow night uh, in the play-in tournament at yep. home, the Pistons' other home play-in tournament game. Pretty excited for that. Absolutely. Um, I wonder if the Hawks – I had the in-season tournament standings up. Uh, yes, I still do. I wonder if the Hawks won their first game. They they have not played a game yet. They have no in-season yep. tournament game yet. Were they, were they first? No They're one. the – them and the Magic are the only teams that have done that, so – that will be fun to see. All right, let's move on. I think that was a good Pistons discussion. Um, and if you want to hear more Pistons talk, we will obviously touch on them on the radio. I've already seen, seen people do the tankathon thing. I also saw that. Also, one thing I'm not excited for is because um, I just feel like we haven't been seeing a lot of like, wow, Isaiah Stewart's been really good this year. Like, I feel, I feel if like we were playing well, people would be talking about it. Pistons fans, like, I think Isaiah Stewart is one of those guys that Pistons fans want to be bad so they can prove their agendas right. 
Depends. Some like the hater Pistons fans, kind of like Jamo. You know, like like the Jamo fans are yeah. like that way Stu the, with the Lions. The other Killian. Um, yeah, like the, like Killian. Killian yes, Killian is the biggest one. Yeah. But like the the moment that Stu has like a one for nine three point game, people will be talking. People about will be talking about how bad he is. Maybe I do sure. think if the team if we were like five hundred, like the national media would be like, man, how about Beef Stu? Probably. Yeah, you're right. You know, like, yeah, I, def- I do think yeah. that that's the case. Like he's been at that level where I think, I think so. he'd get some attention if they were any. Good I would at hope all. so. Yeah. Um, I don't. know. Maybe one big. We need a Cade game soon. We I'll really say do. that much. Really if we don't do. get a Cade game soon, things are gonna get nasty. Absolutely need a Cade game soon. Also, yesterday was the day, like at the like early in the day. My whole timeline was like people doing the. I don't know if you saw this as well, probably, but like it was like a Tyrese Maxey versus Cade Cunningham pull. Like for the future. Oh no, I didn't see that. And that was like a lot of my timeline was people arguing that. And then Tyrese Maxey had fifty and Cade. And Cade had shat the bed. Yeah. What did you vote for before? Cade. Would would you change your vote based <laughs> off one game? Probably I'm not. I'm still voting for Cade. Give me fifteen more games. Look, I know Maxie's been great. Give me Cade though. Give me fifteen it's a more biased games. ass pick for sure. I like the size that Cade I just brings. Think, yeah, I think so too. Um but Maxie will be a better Maxie will score more points. I was not familiar. Like not say I, I knew Maxie was playing awesome. I don't know if I realized he was this good for like I talked to we had a whole radio segment on the other day yeah. before this any of this happened in which I, I spoke I'm like very we talked high a lot on. about the. We I had spoke a whole about topic Ma- about I talked Philly, about Maxi yeah. and uh-huh. how good I thought that he's been and everything that I've seen from him and how impressed and everything and I still don't think I still think I might have been underselling him. Like he might <laughs> when be when like, he drops fifty in he between. He might be now like all NBA. That. Yes, I don't know why that he's didn't definitely register. is an all NBA guy. He right is, now. If it was right now, and I'm saying that that might be just who he is. Unbelievable, <sighs> scary, man. very good, very very. And good. shout out to uh, Joseph and Tim for saying Cade would be all NBA this year because it's not going to happen. That was a bad thing to say i was really surprised <laughs> i was happy that they did it though because i was like i get to play devil's after yeah this is awesome. no i'm like, with you i was like oh shit you think what <laughs> i was like i was like okay this, this is awesome like <laughs> yeah he might not be on i don't think he would make five <laughs> yeah. if there was five all nba yeah, teams i'd let me make it yeah. um okay so i have four more teams here we talked about the spurs let's do them next they are a lottery team they got Wembyama though, so they they're do. obviously they're still must they watch do. TV. They're they probably are. the biggest must watch TV team out of these lottery team groups. Absolutely. Um, before, because I assume we're just going to go a lot in depth of Wembyama. Um, I think Devin Vassell and Zach Collins. I think for me personally, have been the two other like bright spots of this team. I think Collins has fit really well next to Wembyama. I like that the I like the scheme that Popovich kind of has with them because Collins. Collins like low key, low key kind of plays like a little hub. Like, the, like he works oh, yeah, at the yeah. top of the key a for lot. Sure, for sure. Um, obviously he's not you know your typical. They like, run a lot of high low. Exactly, and I think he does it. Like Collins, is, I think he's a good NBA player for yep. sure. Agree. Um, and Vassell has been a fun scorer so far this year. I think the Jeremy Sohan point guard, point guard situation. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, and it might be one that has to come to an end. I don't. Yeah, because like. He had the play the other day. I can't remember what game it was in. I was watching it where he literally came down the court and traveled two times in a row. <laughs> like he 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 literally just was dribbling the ball, passed it, caught it, and then traveled two straight times. And I, and then they panned to Popovich, and he was just like, <laughs> like he was. And I was like, how do you not take him out right now? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't no, travel I, two possessions in a row. That's true. <laughs> you can't travel two possessions as in a row the point like guard. That. That, that's fair. When I used to play basketball, like traveling is the worst feeling ever. You feel like such oh, an yeah. idiot. Like I remember, dude, you really do. I remember in eighth grade, it, we were like on a comeback. Eighth grade, our team was. All right, all right, quick story time. Yes, it's about to be a long podcast. <laughs> it quick already is. Dude. Eighth grade, we didn't. We we're won, not getting it three hours. We had by one. The way. Unfortunately, we're at three hours. Wow. All right. Well, we we were like it was a horrific eighth grade team. I was, 
I was probably the best player on the team, and I'm not like that good to where like if I'm the best player on the team, we're gonna be good. Right. You know, right? Um, it was it was me and one other kid named Justin. Shout out to Justin. Um, but. So, like, we were finally, like, I, I was kind of going crazy. I was hot, right? I okay. probably had, like, 18, 20 or something. Okay. And it was, it was, like, we were, like, halfway through the Career first quarter. Career high type game? No. Okay, okay. Like, come on now. Don't, don't tell me Average short. game, <laughs> average game. <laughs> no, nah, but, but. That'd but my it was like high. It was, like, late late fourth quarter. We were surging back. We were about to, we were, like, we were, I, I was leading the comeback. So, I was, like, I was, like, locked in, right? And there was probably, like, two minutes left. We're down by, like, two. So, like, in eighth grade, down by two, two minutes left. This is as high-pressure situation as anybody has ever <laughs> ever in, in your situation. life, yes. Yeah, and, like, we're looking for the first win on the season. And I'm down there, and I'm battling with this big dude. I was our five, but also our point guard type deal. So I was, like, down there, like, throwing yada yada with this guy. Boom, they, they throw him an entry pass. I slip him, I steal it, and right when I steal it, I travel. Like, when as I catch the ball, oh. I travel to throw the outlet pass, and they and call like it travel. Like an travel? I don't think so. I think I like dragged because the my ones foot. where like they call it travel, but it's not. You didn't think it was a travel. Those don't embarrass me because it's right. like I didn't travel. Right, right. And I I dragged my foot, and they call it travel, and I was like stunt. Like I couldn't get yeah. it out of my head for like a week. That's the worst. Because that was about to be like the game winning play. I do think double dribbling is more embarrassing though. Because that's just I like never, a blatant. I don't think I ever. Told I don't. Dribble, I don't think I. Honestly, I, don't think I, I mean, like, that's just a blatant like. Yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> like you're just do not playing the rules. I can't even of think of the last time I. You saw can a accidentally dribble. travel like just with your yes. footwork and stuff. Correct. You really can't accidentally double dribble. Like that's you're the just saying, yeah, like that would be more embarrassing. I just can't think of it ever happening. Yeah, exactly. Because it just <laughs> how do you do that? How do you double dribble? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyways, Jeremy Sohan, shout out to him for for yeah. traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Spurs. What about Wemby has really impressed you this year? I mean, what has well, I guess um, that's a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, well, impressed me about Wemby, one, is the fact that, like, he has had some rough shooting performances, but he doesn't, like, stop shooting. And I think that I appreciate that he, he doesn't lose his confidence yeah. despite being one in, like, under the brightest spotlight. So, like, every time he messes up, people notice it. For sure. And obviously every time he does something great, people notice it. But, um, you know, I like that, you know, when the fourth quarter comes around, he's still very aggressive despite whatever his field goal percent. Like, yeah, last night it just happened. Last night he was like – yeah. I don't know. He was, he was shooting very bad. He was like probably three of 13, three of 14 or something heading into the fourth quarter. And then he rattled off like nine quick ones. And I was like, oh, like, he, okay, yeah, great. He's still great completely aggressive. Um, and nothing really changed about his process, which was nice. Um, I also like that he's still cutting hard and he's still getting these seals and things, despite mm-hmm. not getting the ball all the time because they don't have a point. I guard. know. Um, so I appreciate that he's. I hate when he, they that. go like three, four possessions in a row and Wemby just literally is not involved at all. Yeah. It's like and frustrating. It feels like he could have, like, he could. Yes. He's in a and, yeah, good it's not, position. Like, it's different if some guy's just. He's not standing great. in the corner and, like, they're guarding him. Yeah. Before. Like, uh-huh. he, it feels like he's getting good position. Because sometimes he'll catch the ball and just shoot it immediately. And yep. it just, it, when he does that, because it happens quite frequently that just makes me think like he he wants the ball like he's just not getting the ball enough and he just is kind of trying to force shots luckily he's seven foot four and can shoot over the top of anyone so it just looks like a regular jump shot right um but yeah i think and obviously defensively like we know what he brings to the table defensively it's crazy he completely changes the game all defense as a rookie i think so i think all defense because the positions don't matter for that so i think that he's one of the 10 most impactful defenders in the league this season personally um so what if him and chad both made it dude that'd be crazy that would be crazy the bad news is that the spurs defense as a whole sucks it's a good point (laughs) like he he probably really good point you know i don't know maybe they won't give him that look but i do think like especially last night like he just sort of changes the way the other team plays offense as much as anybody in the league, like positionally. He has so much room for error that he can be laid on every rotation. That's a great and everything point. <laughs> and be in the wrong spot, and it still doesn't really matter a ton. Yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson got him, though. Did you see that? I did see that. That was, that was nice. That was sick. Uh, but yeah, I think he's but been awesome. That was awesome. A, probably a bad shot from Duncan Robinson, though. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, true. No, I'm just no I can't do that. Can't do that, <laughs> yeah. Duncan. You fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what Dominique wanted to say. You white boy. Yeah. Get this cracker off the floor. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think that he's, he's what was advertised. Yeah. No disappointment at all for me. I think that he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. I think if you would have told me, like, coming into this year, because he's averaging 29 and two and a half blocks. That's about what I would have guessed. Literally, like, that's, and I think that that's a good thing because a lot of people, like, it just seemed like he, he had so much hype that I was nervous that it wasn't going to, like, it was going to take some time, you know? And it really didn't. It took, like, that first game was, like, he literally said, like, yeah, I didn't know what, really what I was doing out there. And then after that, he's just been, like, really good, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think no. he's done a great job. Agree, agree wholeheartedly. I'm a. It's still very much so. Like if the Spurs are playing, I want to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That like I, even though they're in this lottery tier, they're still must watch TV. They should just attach him and Trey Jones. Every time Wemby's on the floor, right? Trey Jones is. On That's the what floor. I'm saying. Like, I get it. I get it. Like that you wanted the point so hand thing, but like you you started Trey Jones all year last year, right? And right. now you're just like, eh, now that we have this like big <laughs> that he could really benefit with like pass first point guard. We're gonna hit. We're That's gonna what let, Trey Jones does. Like, we're gonna let Trey Ice Trey hit the bench. Doesn't do anything much else, really. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of a pass first table setter type of guy. Yeah. Defends pretty well. And like, doesn't That's turn it. the ball like, over. He doesn't score. Doesn't turn the ball over a yeah. lot. Yeah. They do need a point. Trey Jones isn't very good. No, but like they I think do need a point. You're guard. better off. They gotta him. draft a guy. Yeah. But like, they gotta draft a guy. They need. To, I think, I think it's important who they draft that he connects with Wemby. And yes, in yes. Way. I think they really could benefit from like making a trade. Like you are not giving up assets or anything, but even if you're getting a veteran point guard, yeah, like they could just use to, just to help. They can yeah, use McConnell, yeah, big time. They could for use real. Uh, Killian. There's Monte, a Monte Morris. Morris. Yeah, like that. I feel like that would be fine for sure. They need somebody who wants to get him the ball. Yes, and no one really right now does. That's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, um, okay, we have three teams left. We can rattle off these three teams because, like, do they really matter that much? Wow. I think one of them really doesn't anymore. The Wizards? No. Oh. Who? Portland. What do you mean that they don't matter? Like, Scoot's hurt. I guess Scoot is, like, kind of back. Um, Robert Williams the third got hurt. Aiton's not good. And I was intrigued to see how Aiton would do on this team. So, I just feel like Portland, like, they just, like, uh, Simons I kind of thought would, hurt, like, right? yeah, I thought Simons would kind of, like, tear. Off a little bit. Hasn't really that much. Shaden's been nice. Shaden, oh yeah, I did write down. That was like the main thing I wrote down with Portland. Shaden has been really good. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy Grant's been pretty good too. Grant's been pretty good. When maybe watched, they, maybe yeah. they trade him. He's been um, nice. But yeah, Portland is they're here. Uh, Skyler Mays, that's the other guy. I saw they converted his two way to. He's a, been balling. A regular He's just contract. like an NBA point yeah. guard. To uh-huh. me. Like the Spurs, the, need, the Spurs him. need him. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes good. Yeah, he is pretty on. good. He's been on. He's kind of hopped around the league for some years now. Um, the Wizards, we just mentioned them. They're here. You know what I've been disappointed in this year? Who's that? Why is Jordan Poole not averaging 30 like everyone said he was going to coming into this year? 16 points per game for Jordan Poole this year. I suspect it might be harder to average 30. Three assists as well. Realize. What is his uh, – how many shots has he taken? That's he has not been very – I've watched a couple of these games, unfortunately. I see he's shooting 40, <laughs> 41 and 30% from three. But what is his – like does he shoot good. a lot? He's a 51 true shooting. 15 field goal attempts per game. I feel like I expected more. Yeah. Kuz, Kuz is like. Kuz's really, been playing pretty Kuz good. Kuz is getting them up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I have Kuzma in fantasy, dude. He low key been like helping Kuz 28 hardcore. He's been doing really good. 28 a game. That's pretty. That's not nothing, I would say. 28 and 8. Um, yeah. I don't like. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a ton to say about this team. I've watched yeah. him. I've caught him a couple times. Probably more than I should. Um, I think Koulibaly's sick. I was just going to say I think that, like super really sick. Good. His on-off split. They, like, win the minutes when Koulibaly really? plays. Really? Yeah, so they get torched when he's off the floor. Yeah. But, yeah, they, like, they legit win 
those. They also have a bunch of role guys that like they should move. Like if they're tanking, I guess. Like you know, if they want it, like they could like Delon Wright. Agree. Hold up. Yes, agree. Sorry, I just realized something. They had. <laughs> this is hilarious. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players averaging over seventeen points a game. On the Wizards? Yeah. Are you looking at per thirty oh, six? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, no, because so many no of them shot, yeah, right? Yeah, because so many of them um, get hurt, like yeah. don't play together. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Oh, so I thought because a couple of them were like Omarui. I was like, oh, he's only played like two games. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, but like Gallinari, even per thirty six, that's kind of crazy. That is that is crazy. <laughs> There's probably not any other teams like that. Um, but like Gallinari has been pretty good this year for the Wizards. Send him to another team. Delon Wright, send him to another team. Maybe even Landry Shamit. May you know, like we'll see. Um, and maybe Tyus Jones too. Get Tyus Jones on the Spurs, bro. Yeah, with his brother. With his brother. <laughs> I agree. He would be good on the Spurs. Uh, yeah. No, they they could move some of these guys. Why not? Yeah. You know that you you're in like our three and a half of a podcast if you look at the per thirty six minutes <laughs> instead of the normal. Yes. Ones. So uh, Kuzma's not averaging twenty eight. No, he's not. <laughs> Shout out Kuzma. <laughs> um okay, the last team, like I said, we're just over three hours, the Utah Jazz. I don't know. I think this was some expected Worst backcourt from the Utah ever? Jazz. Ever. Maybe. With who who are you considering it as? Or are you just saying the Jazz, just whoever they said now? And whoever yeah. they said. They haven't. It's not Sexton like they've had a super consistent. Clarkson. Uh, yeah. THT. THT is the worst one, I yeah. think. I think THT is, is pretty bad. That is not a Chris guy Dunn I and. I like Chris Dunn the most because at least he defends probably. Yeah, um, I love Chris Dunn. Yeah. Clarkson. Like, all of them are bench players, basically. Is what yeah. I'm they don't have a single starting caliber. Like, I don't know if they have a guy that would start. Their defense went really bad. Defense is really bad because Lowry's good. The defense is really bad though because their guards just turn it over so right. much. That's true. It's not like a Walker Kessler has regressed defensively. Right. They're just always in transition. Yeah. And they're they're a bad transition team because they're so big. Yeah, and they're slow. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Like Kessler and Mark. Keontae George hasn't gotten the run that I necessarily would like. The last to see few games, yes. I guess I haven't watched them. In a, yeah. I watched the last few games he, he's been starting. Okay, that's good. Um, that's good. Last like two games probably. Yeah. Is THT still starting? I. I guess yes. I can just see like how many games he started. Yeah. Yes. Because unfortunately, he is. Because I he's a so. he's a hard watch, man. He is a hard watch. He just dribbles and dribbles and dribbles and dribbles and misses and dribbles and dribbles and misses. Yeah, and he started eight out of ten games. So yeah, that um, is rough. Abaji, there's another guy Bryce we Sensible forgot. almost in the had triple double in the G League the other day. Really? Yeah, like twenty seven, eight, and eight. They got to get him some run, man. I, agree. I was saying that Hendricks. Can he play? Your team's not good, dude. You get you had three people drafted in the first round. Play, play them all. Yeah, play them all. You're a lottery this is, team. This is supposed to be part of your core going forward. Uh-huh. You know, like those guys should be playing together, learning how to another play team each that other. should just make some trades. Like like Olinick can get traded. You know, Olinick should get traded. Clarkson can get traded. Sexton like, even Sexton could can maybe get, get traded. traded John dude. Collins, they just signed him, so I guess Collins probably won't, won't get traded, but just because of the contract. But like Sexton's contract isn't even that bad. It's like, like I think he's making like twenty mil. Yeah, and it's high, uh, but like I just, just like tr- give the young guys a, yeah, a path. I I I'm right there with you. You know. All right. That completes our final tier. Oh, I had a Wemby question. Okay, go go for it. Is there a world in which Wemby is so dominant defensively in like six or seven years that you cannot get away with not ha- with having any non-shooter if you played him in a playoff series because he's that impactful? Like you have to have five, you have to five, have five out. people that people have to worry about. Yeah, and we talking like five. We're talking peak Wemby, like Asar Thompson. Peak, peak, peak. Not, Wimby. but I'm talking like the shooters. Like they aren't like guys who in theory shoot. Like they gotta be shooters. 
they got to be guarded. Yes. Yeah. Like they're they're like. Is yeah. there a path? Is there? It's not like the Terrence Mann thing with the. With is the there wolves. a world where in 2028 we cannot play Jalen Duran on the court? Okay, because, I get what you're saying because Wemby is on there. Right. No, okay. I'm gonna go with no. Okay. I think that there's there uh, to a certain extent, yes. But I think guys like Duran will impact it enough where it's like we can figure something out. You know. Okay. Like and and he means so so much defensively, like guys like that, where it's just like, it's kind of hard to replace that. Right, but I guess like how much will he mean defensively if he has well, to guard a guy seven inches taller? That's true, than. and probably Beef Stew just guards him anyways, right? Maybe. Who would guard him if we played the Spurs right now? I feel like Stew. When, yeah, that, that was gonna say. I feel like Stew would. Yeah, Dern would guard Collins. Yeah, yeah, duh, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean that's a good question though. It's a really good question. Like the Celtics, you know, they kind of fit that. Like, how many starting five caliber teams actually pose that threat? There's not a lot that like actually run five out and you have to guard. And everybody. like all five guys can shoot. Well, the thing in the like legitimately shoot. Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics. That's it. That's it, right? The Philly, Thunder could Philly get kinda. The Thunder could do it. Like if they really got into that lineup, because you wouldn't not guard Shea despite him not being yes. a two point shooter. But that's different. It might not be his game, right? But, but you you guard him up yes. there because he's Shea. Um, the Sixers kind of, but Embiid just they like doesn't. Guard him. They wouldn't guard Embiid out there though. Uh, you right. Maybe maybe they would. But no, they yeah, might I think just you're be right, like, though. Yeah, they might Embiid just like live it. with it, shoot. Yeah, but then he would just pump fake and then drive and get fouled. Right. <laughs> yes. Like you don't want to give him a, a a runway. Yes. Also. So yeah, maybe to some degree. But I think that if like it wouldn't be like like if Embiid was just hanging out in the corner. Yeah, I'm just like looking through all the teams, dude, and there's just like there's none. Well, like only a couple bigs really get guarded. Yeah. I guess Denver could. The Pacers. Denver could do it. Yeah. You just wouldn't play Gordon. But, like, you, I, you, I think they let Gordon shoot. They would let Gordon shoot. You just wouldn't play him. You'd play somebody else. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, though. How do you not play him? I know. I agree. I agree. And he might even be the Wemby Garter, yeah. so maybe that's different. It all just depends, too, on, like, how good do the, the Spurs get. Because, like, if, if yeah. Wemby and Yama is just really good, but the rest of the team isn't, like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, like, we can just still beat you. I feel that. I feel that. I guess that this is the world where Wemby, like, really hits his Yes, ceiling. like, Wemby's best player in the league by, like, year five. Yeah. That would be this this situation. Yes, that I'm talking which about, could happen. I'm yeah. I don't know. I like I don't know. That's just something I thought about when I was watching him. Um, I was just watching him like he was guarding Derek Jones Jr. and yeah. like roaming around. I was like, "There's what are you gonna do when he like really figures this out?" Yeah, yeah it's literally ten games into his career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's already so impactful. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, right. Sure. Um, which is unfair for sure. Maybe this is a stupid idea. No, it's, I wrong, think it is fair. Honestly, I think it's a fair question. It was just sure. something that popped yeah. into my head. Curious, All right, curious guys, think. that's going to do it. Three hours and about 10 minutes. This is the longest podcast ever. The second longest one was the first one with Matt. Uh, like I said, go follow Matt on Twitter no uh, at Griff one on one. Thank you. We're going to get Ben Bosher on here uh, eventually. Um, and if you want to hear more of us, if three hours wasn't long enough for you, you can hear us for four more hours a week on 101.1. We got to start splitting these up like Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Or something. That's a good point. I, I, We really do. <laughs> sure. Um, or just any other next topic. Next time we're going to do a three things topic. Kind yeah. Of. We got five th- teams. three things to the table. Um, we'll do it that way. I didn't even you – didn't, you just sprung this on me kind of too. Like I didn't have the research ready to go or anything. Yeah. This could have been I five texted hours. you last night at like 11 yeah. o'clock and was like, hey – Let's and I was it. like in bed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't do money in my research really till today. That's what I'm so. saying. Same. Um, and it still went this long. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, and peace. See you.